Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money for my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match with you great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I use Anchor in a simple matter. I take my podcast episodes, edit them in Premiere, upload them to Anchor and schedule them and set my tags and my description, all that good stuff. Just sit back and let it distribute to all the platforms. It's very simple and very easy to use and very user-friendly. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and a diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. We were in the Ollivander's wand line, right? Yep. Someone comes up to me, she goes, where are the lines? I'm like, oh, 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 oh that, over there. She goes, in English, I'm like, it's over there. <laughs> in English? Yeah. And then in front of us, which I felt really bad, it was a woman from England. And I was like, oh, this, I feel like an asshole now. And then uh, when we got inside, my roommate was like, like this, he's like, I want to get picked, I want to get picked, I want to get picked, I want to get picked. This like little redhead girl, like, you know, probably 10 years old. She gets picked. She goes, the guy's like, what's your name? He goes, I don't remember. And he's like, I know my fucking name. <laughs> That's um, why I deserve the wand. Yeah, he won the wand, and then we all bought wands anyway. So mm. you know, yeah. moral of the because story. you're a Dawson, you make money. Unlike yeah. that little girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like you know, welcome yeah. to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Here's your stick. Yeah, for a second. My Frame Chasers, it's Wednesday and you already know what it is. A new episode of Chasing the Frame today. I'm with Niall and Brendan. How are you guys today? I'm doing fantastic. It's a pleasure to be on here. Thank you so much. Oh my God, your intro didn't take 10 minutes. That's great. Hi, I'm doing great. Uh, It's a pleasure to be here. Well, I'm glad you guys are both here. Yeah, you're all in for a a treat. You you put a microphone in front of my partner here. I waited all week for this, so I was very amped. I told Mark, I "I am amped. I'm amped for every podcast, but I was super amped today. Plus, I had a Coke energy before you guys came here. Oh, good. Uh, A a Coca-Cola energy, correct? Yes, Coca-Cola energy. Yeah, yeah. good. But before we get into the cast, I just want to take care of some few house uh, taking... House cleaning shit or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. So let's get Bust to that. Out that broom, boy. Yeah, yeah, the broom is out. So uh, I gotta give it five seconds because I actually have a, com- a little thing out to shoot after this mm-hmm. because we got affiliated with uh, Artlist.io. Oh, we should. We Beautiful got sponsors. Fucking. So yeah, we got sponsors now. It's probably the the sex toy conversation to like a, a different uh, different podcast. No, absolutely not. No, no, no. no, no. We can do whatever we want. I don't yeah. care. Oh, okay. So, good. I mean, if you talk about it enough, you might get sponsored by Adam and Eve. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> yeah. That's I, true. Blue, I'm going for Blue Chew next. Really? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, okay, we're back to the show. But as you guys know, we have t-shirts at teespring.com slash store slash chasing dash the dash frame. We got men's and women's t-shirts with hashtag frame chaser on them in black lettering. Oh, no, I'm sorry, black shirt with a white lettering. And it comes in V-neck and it comes in crew neck in about 20 to 25.99 for a shirt. Super soft, super awesome, super dope. I have them. I love them. You should buy them today. Also, last bit of housekeeping is... We're going to try something different. Uh, if you want to help the show, keep going. You know, I love you guys listening to it for free. It's great. If you guys want to donate, we have a paypal.me slash CTF podcast. 
That's paypal.me slash CTF podcast. You have the cash app also. That's, uh, you know, this dollar sign, John uh, J DeMarco, D-I-M-A-R-C-O three. You guys can donate there. Also, we're accepting Litecoin and XRP donations on the YouTube. If you guys saw that in the last handful of videos, uh, you know, keeping good faith into the cryptocurrency because, hey, it's the future. Let's be real about it. Plus, it doesn't have to be a whole Litecoin or a whole XRP because depending on what the price is, you can donate as much as you want, as little as you want. I mean, and like XRP right now is like 30 cents probably. At House the needs bricks. What? House yeah. needs bricks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then thirdly, you know, Anger has the donation pages, a donation thing as well. So if you guys want to do that, no big deal if you don't totally understand it. So let's get to it. Who's ready to chase dreams today? So guys, first question I ask y'all, where are you from originally? Who wants to answer first? I'm, I'm going to let him answer first okay. because uh, okay. it, let's just assume that mine is going to run like two to three times as longer than we're expecting. Okay. So I'm going to let him get everything out. Okay. Well, originally I'm from Southern California, uh, but I've been out here in Las Vegas now for 13 years. Yeah. Right. Lucky 13. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then outside of that, I uh, moved around a whole lot. Um, mm-hmm. Not because my dad was, or we're not in military family, yeah. but uh, actually quite the opposite. Not going to get really into detail on that. Yeah. Unless you ask. Um, it's up to you if you want to give it yeah. away. You don't have to. I'm not going to force you. There's something called pleading the fifth, and that's why I, yeah. I accept it's that on the podcast. It's a good idea to yeah. ask. Okay, let's ask them. <laughs> if it's a good idea for you, it's a good idea for me, so let's okay. ask. Get All into right. it. So primarily Southern California, because that's where yeah. I spent a good amount of my adolescence. Where in Southern California? A um, place called Lancaster, California, just Woo! outside of L.A. Okay. Um, beautifully uh, sparse desert area. Like you imagine California, you see yeah. palm trees. Yeah. And beautiful weather and beaches and mm-hmm. no, we didn't get any of that. Oh. Uh, we we have large swaths of desert, abandoned houses, and um, because of us, a lot of scorched desert. Interesting. Um, so you're basically living because, the, here, yeah, in a sense. Yeah, just with so you know, prepared. Uh, less of a you know uh, society. Uh, there's not really a whole lot of that there. <laughs> what would um, you do for fun out there, Brandon? Uh, well, you that's see, a great question. Actually, <laughs> uh, we would uh, we would. A couple of different things. Our primary thing was we, we love to go out in the middle of the desert yeah. um, where no one was around, at least where we thought no one was around, and uh, have bonfires and drink. Okay. And uh, we were definitely of age, 100% of no, age. No, you weren't. Don't lie to me. <laughs> I'm looking age. at you right now. You're looking away from me. And absolutely. <laughs> for anyone who's not watching the video, he is not looking at me, so he's lying to my face, and we just met, yeah. and I can't trust him anymore. Yeah, it's- But you can trust me. Yeah, I don't know yet. We haven't talked yet, so yeah. calm down. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, uh, completely legal drinking um, yeah. out in the middle of the desert, and yeah. then you know we'd start like a small bonfire yeah. because you know you can get you cold at night in the middle of the you, desert. You know what? I have to agree with you though, because as a child, I didn't go to many bonfire things, but I knew a lot of people who did that shit, and I did that a handful of times at the beach down the shore because I'm from yeah. Jersey. So you, I get you, it. I you, get you know, it. Where, where water was nearby, yeah. Jersey boy. Um, yeah, my mom was born in Hackensack. Oh shit, I'm from Sarahville. I have no idea where that bon is. Bon Jovi's hometown. Got it. Awesome. Easy. Awesome. That's why I you know. And Dulé Hill. I, I know when it comes to Jersey, I know Leonardo. Thank you, Kevin Smith. And I know uh, Hackensack. Okay. Thank you, Mom. Thanks. Nice. All right. I want to yeah. go out there. Continue. Yeah. And uh, as has been normal in my life, except mm. uh, as of late, it hasn't been as extreme in that then. But yeah. I'm always, me and people I, I'm around usually are about pushing the envelope. And yeah. Well, let's take it one step further. So you start off with normal bonfires, and yeah. then you're like, oh, hey, well, I wonder if we can make one bigger. There's a mattress out there in the middle of the desert. Let's okay. burn that. And then let's dare our friends to jump on it. And then let's All do right. that. So and jackass then, before the jackass. That's right. Like. And then um, 
At one point, we got a, a garage door because uh, a friend of mine did repairs <laughs> on garage doors. So he brought his and we hacked it up and built a large fire pyre. Holy and then shit. And that. And uh, that was the day we realized that the, the place we had chosen yeah. was where they were going to build the new courthouse. <laughs> uh, at least uh, across the street from where they're going to build the new courthouse. Okay. And um, apparently they didn't like the fact that we were having a very large fire pyre um, across the street from their new courthouse. And that was the last day we did it there. So instead, we started going near uh, an abandoned hospital. Okay. Um, way out in the middle of the desert. And now, before you our- get into this, I want to ask. So, so you burned the area, uh, you burned the door in the area where the courthouse was going to be right. built. Like, so you were slashing and burning, dude. You were slashing and burning for that. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you got it's caught, about getting would, bigger they, just, and better. would yeah. they just tell you to wait there? Be like, wait here, and then uh-huh. your trial will be in here in like a couple of months. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask that next. If you actually, yeah. did you go inside the courthouse, did you feel really familiar at all? Oh, thankfully, we all had a lot of cars, and we did the whole scatter thing, Um, and uh, that was good. And so I didn't have to worry about courthouse appointments at that point. That's good. Um, I hate going to court. I have to go for work. It's it's horrible. And also at the time of being of legal drinking age, um, okay, fine, I wasn't, and that was the point. We were all stupid, and it was a really boring city. Um, <laughs> it's understandable. No worries, man. I can't, can't knock you for that. Yeah. So that's where I grew up. And then I came to Las Vegas and grew up. Okay. And it's been great. And now I'm making imagination come to life in really, um, either good ways or yeah. stupid ways, but either way it's fun. Well, let me ask you this before I go into your, the question, same questions to you. What was the first movie, you know, movie, TV show, actor, director that spoke to you and you said to yourself, I want to do this. Um, I'd actually say it's probably pretty recent because I come from a different background when okay. it comes to creative. Um, I was a a writer, a professional okay. well, writer. Book, and, a book anyway? And any uh, book? Actually, a lot of Stephen King stuff really spoke to me. Favorite especially a lot Stephen of King service. book? Uh, the Dark Tower series. The okay. Dark Tower series is the first one that made me go like, I want to write stuff like this. Oh, I love I love The Long Walk. The uh, Long Walk is beautiful. The Long Walk is my favorite Stephen King book, actually. Fun fact. Fun. I, I, like, I like that. Um, the Talisman was really good. And I um, had that. I never read it. Oh, man. Tommy Knockers was uh, another interesting one. And uh, Tommy Knockers is interesting. Really, really bad TV movie. Yeah. That's Jim- why I'm laughing. Yeah. I figured I'm, Jimmy I'm, Smith. I've experienced that, yeah. but I have not experienced the, 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 the well, movie. It was a TV. Well, again, it was that weird time of Stephen King TV movies, like, because Tommy Knockers, I think, and uh, The Shining, you went back to back. So oh. 95, 95, 96, I think. What was that maybe, 11 hours of programming? No, actually, it wasn't. It was a two day event. It was like six, mm. I think. Maybe, maybe four. Uh, yeah, the Tommy Knockers. I remember being Tommy Knockers was a one day game. was a one day I think event. Mm-hmm. The Shining was two, so I remember that was on USA. Yeah, yeah. I mean because we yeah. had to have the uh, scene where uh, the caretaker explains what the boiler room does, what everything in the boiler yeah. room does in real time without cuts. Very integral to the plot. <laughs> yes, it is very important, and the, and also you have those wonderful, wonderful animals of grass. Oh my god, those were terrifying. And, and and let's not forever forget about the. Um, what was it? The, the fucking hose snake? Oh yeah, the fire hose. Oh. That was, yeah, the fire hose oh, snake. Oh god! In the, oh, I, I haven't seen that movie in forever, actually. Yeah. But hey, hey, hey! At yeah. least it's a it's a more faithful adaptation than that damn Kubrick film that no one liked. I mean, Stephen King. He, he was right. He did it right with that one. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did. He corrected right. it. Okay. He did. So look, he was my favorite writer growing up. Yes. And I still think he's a great writer. That dude has discipline like no one. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Guy's amazing. Absolutely. But as I've gotten older, like um, one of the, one of the first transitions into yeah. wanting to be like, oh, maybe film's cool, is uh, Neil Gaiman because okay. I ended up becoming a really really big fan of Neil Gaiman with American Gods and then uh, Graveyard Story. Okay, and then seeing what he did in the film area when he was just like, I'm now going to turn some of my stuff into movies and TV shows and yeah. all this really cool shit. 
I never watched. I don't think I ever watched a Neil Gaiman movie or anything. He's a very imaginative writer. Okay. Very, very good. Very funny on top of okay. very inventive with his worlds. So the, a lot of his shows still have that. Like American okay. Gods is very good. He, did, he also did Caroline. Oh, okay. I didn't see that, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. So he did the book version of that and then the movie version of oh, that. Oh, nice. Evolved. So, so he, you know, yeah. he's, he's now a multifaceted artist. And that was really cool. Yeah. And then the other one is the, um, God, I wish I could remember his name off the top of my head, but the guy who did Lights Out. Like he, he became mm. the big inspiration for me of, oh, shit, I don't have to wait until I have everything. I don't yeah. have to wait until I can do everything. Who? Jordan Peele did no, 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 lights, no. Lights out, not, no, that's, not that's get out. Let's oh, get out. Sorry. Lights out. Light. David Sandberg. David yep. Sandberg, okay. Yeah. Thank you, Mark. Mark is at here. By the way, everyone, just to give a heads up, this is my first three-way podcast <laughs> since Brian Alfredo. Right. And with three mics, the roadcaster, and actually properly, like instead of just having two mics, so this is my first time doing three-way. We've employed a real life ghost to help us out yeah. here. And his yeah, name is great. Mark. So thank you, Mark. Friend of the pod. Spectral being for leaving your dimension and coming to help us out. I really appreciate <laughs> yeah. it. That, that's definitely in the spirit of a lot of the things that we do. Um, <laughs> did, you, he's my Bob, did you try to do that? He's my Bob In Cratchit. the spirit of what we're trying to do after the ghost thing. <laughs> because it was wonderful. Okay. Um, but yeah, so David Sandberg was, is, is a big inspiration. Yeah. Because he's a guy that started off just making shorts yeah. in his hometown, in his home with his wife. And they were really genius shorts on very tight, small budgets mm -hmm. and just really well edited and very cool. Yeah. And then he made a short that blew up that was yeah. called Lights Out. And then all of a sudden he got interest in making it a full film. Yeah. And then he made a full film and it was good mm -hmm. and really well received. And now he gets to make whatever the hell he wants. Shazam. <laughs> this is really good. Yeah. Really yeah. good. So on to you. Where are you uh, well, from originally? And yes, let's start with that. Well, before I get onto that, I kind of want to piggyback onto um, what he was talking about uh, yes. with the with the lights out thing because that was um, there's there's only two movies that I have followed from beginning to end. Okay, um, and that's because uh, well, well, the first one was Tusk. Um, I, okay, because I guess you listened to the podcast. Yes, uh, uh, podcast number two fifty nine. I remember I was there. I uh, listened to it. I did the hashtag Walrus. Yes, my name was in the credits. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Oh, shit. And uh, you know, I, I I loved watching that process because yeah. you know, growing up, of course, I, I uh, I'll go into more detail on this yeah. later. Um, I love the behind the scenes stuff. I mm -hmm. love learning about the directors. But whenever you go into like, how do they become directors? They're like, yeah. well, I really tried hard, and I uh, yeah. you know had I was dedicated, and then it happened. I'm like, well, what? What is it like? Like what I under, I know what the shooting of it looks mm -hmm. like, but like what is uh, what's the in between? And um, Lights Out was another one. I remember mm -hmm. seeing that short and then uh, seeing the, uh, the the news break that it's going to turn into a feature, and that blew my mind. As in, like that's a possibility. Like yeah. Hollywood's actually doing this now. Like yeah. they're they're extending their generous hand and bringing people inside. And we will talk about Hollywood later. Oh yes, <laughs> um, well, yeah, that's gonna be. There's quite a lot of things time. to talk about. Unpack. Mm -hmm. It's like yeah. a, it's like an onion. This show. You we start with one thing, we go on tangents, and we go into the last parts yeah. of it. So, um, feel free to breadcrumb me because I will not breadcrumb you because I don't do that. I, I don't I, know I, what that means. If I if I so <laughs> so a lot of people tell um you know yeah. tell stories like a like a line like a map. Yeah, yeah. Mine is a tree. That's fine. And I will get it, lost on the branches. It's, it's so. fine. We get lost <laughs> in the branches, dude. Dude, I've had people on the show. We we go from one thing. We talk about like. 
Fast and Furious ending up, and then we go back to it. So it's fine. It's like you know, yeah, we just talk about some random ass conversation about Fast yeah. and Furious. Or oh, don't we'll revisit I, that. Okay. Uh, but <laughs> the question that you asked. Yes. Um, where was I born? Uh, I was born in Sugarland, Texas. Sure, I like that name. Thank you. Isn't that a movie Sugarland? With it. Yes, the Sugarland Express. Yes, Steven Spielberg, right? Yep. And he he filmed that there. First um, movie, I believe so. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's just a just a stone's throw away from Houston. Um, one of the four really big cities yeah. of Texas, you know, that small state. Yeah. And I spent most of my life there, um, until, so, so like my, that's where my dad's family was. Yeah. And then everyone kind of lived in one area. I moved to California for a tiny bit, moved back, moved back, mm. moved back, just back and forth a whole lot. Yeah. Until, um, it wasn't around until around like tail end of middle school yeah. that I really spent the most time over there now. Now the question is, like, I'm I'm very free with yeah. um a lot of the things. Like, I like how 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 deep do can we go? You can go this? as we, deep as you want. Mm-hmm. You can take that rabbit hole and go all the way fucking okay, down. Absolutely. You can curse. I, you can do whatever, and you can plead the fifth. If you don't feel comfortable with saying something, you can plead the fifth. If you don't want to give zero away, you can plead the fifth. I'm liberal uh, liberal about it. Because I, I I feel like it's important to not shy away from like the the deep stuff, the dark stuff, because like that kind of helps paint like who I am. Yeah, and yeah. It also helps people understand like what I do and yeah. why I do the things I do and um, why I, I put so much effort in in, it, in this way and yeah, yeah. that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, uh, basically what led me to California um, whenever I was in Texas uh, at one point, I was just about to start high school. Uh, it was literally the last day of summer and I was okay. going to start it the next day. And I get this pain in my stomach. Okay. Oh. And I'm like, okay, like it's it's slightly uncomfortable. Um, I'm just gonna like, you know, I I just like stood up in my bed for a little bit and waited mm. for that to pass. And yeah. then it felt like someone was gripping my stomach with their hand, and like that damn near took the breath out of me. So like, oh shit, this is a problem. Yeah. yeah. So I went and uh, got my mom. I told her like, hey, I don't know what's going on. I have a lot of pain in my stomach. Yeah. And it was such a new pain that I've never experienced before, like mm. that level of extreme that I couldn't properly convey it. So I think she thought I was saying like it just had a stomach ache. So she's yeah. like, okay, I'm going to go to CVS and get you some stuff. And um, <laughs> there's a lot of very cinematic moments. Yeah. Um, I always say the writer, uh, there's a writer of my life and he's a dick. Because he loves irony. Yeah. Um, and this is one of the moments where I just like, I have to laugh in retrospect. So question um, real quick. Are yes. you like Will Ferrell from Stranger Than Fiction? I feel like that. Okay. I swear. No. Um, I, I have constantly told him since since meeting him and hearing about his life and then si- seeing it firsthand yeah. is I told him, uh, no, your writer is the guy that writes movies for Ben Stiller. Yeah. Oh, okay. My life is a Ben Stiller. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with some Ben Stiller movies. No, 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 it's, no, no. It, it's, it's just... Ben still a lot of the shit happens to yeah. him in these unexplainable but slightly quirky ways, but they're still problems. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> the best Ben Stiller movie, by the way, hands down, Heavyweights. Heavyweights? I actually haven't seen that one. Yet. Oh my god, mm. best best movie ever. It's about Fat Camp, and it's about uh. Ben I Stiller. remember that movie. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Get the Blu-ray. Highly recommend. Nine dollars. Thirty minutes of deleted scenes. It's on YouTube. Damn. Oh, All beautiful. Right. Yes. I have to check that out. Yes. Um, so, uh, mom's gone and yeah. I'm watching 13 ghosts. I'm holding, I'm petting my dog, Nolan, okay. um, at the time, Nora was at the foot of the bed. I remember this, like it was yesterday Yeah. and the pain hits a thousand times worse than it did before. Cause that and, movie sucks, right? <laughs> I mean, I was enjoying the monster designs oh, okay. and I, I was having a good time with that. Um, so I'm like, okay, I need to call my mom. Where the hell is the house phone? And I'm looking all over for it in the bed. And the, the button that you press, the, the locator, the finder that is in the kitchen. So 
I tried to stand, immediately collapsed because the pain was so bad. And I, I crawled over to the, the phone finder. I pressed the button and I see the phone light up right under the pillow where I just was. Oh my God. And I was like, of course. And then I passed out. Um, Holy shit. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, I wake up. My mom's over me, like obviously concerned. Yeah. Like what the hell's going on? And um, I don't remember exactly what was said, but I remember just saying like, we should call someone. And then I passed out again. Yeah. Um, now at this point I was still fairly religious. Yeah. Um, and apparently what happened is the paramedics came and they were, uh, I was on the third floor of okay. the apartment. So they were carrying me downstairs. So being somewhat religious back then, the first thing I feel is being carried downwards. Oh, and I think I'm dead. So I'm like, <laughs> no, what I do? Like I, I, I yeah. was good. Like what the hell? Yeah. Why am I going down? Um, I jerk. They almost dropped me. Now, uh, now question. Mm -hmm. Were you, were you laid out like this with your feet crossed also? I mean, kind of like I, I was, I was on that little yeah. chair thing. Okay. That, that they right. were, um, you know, carrying. I thought they were carrying you actually, you know, two people, you know, yeah. legs and your arms just sprawled out like <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> No, I, I wasn't that important. Oh, okay. uh, when they, they were just like, just strapping to the chair. We're bringing them in there. Um, <laughs> it's fine. And in the back of that ambulance was the second time in my life that I flatlined. Holy um, shit. Wait, yeah. wait, when was the first time? You didn't, you skipped. Right the from the get-go. Oh, uh, as soon as I was out. Oh, so the first time you passed yep. out, you flatlined. No, no, no. I mean, like, like as soon as I was out. Oh, 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 Immediately. Yeah. Oh, shit. When you were born? Yep. Holy As fuck. soon as I was born, gone. And then they were like, no, 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 get the fuck back. And they, like, yeah. you know, they brought me back to life somehow. Um, but yeah, so I immediately, I lost one life at the start of the game. So you have, se <laughs> how, do you have seven lives right now left? I probably have less than that. Uh, overall total. Um, I believe like one isn't confirmed, but I'm mm. going to count that. I think I pretty much died three times. Holy um, shit. Cause the second one was the one in the ambulance yeah. and I'll, I'll, I'll finish up on that one. But the third one, a, uh, you know, those big CRT TVs. Yeah. Um, like we had one of the huge ones and it was on top of a dresser that was like just about where that, uh, you know, where the hooray yeah. is right there. Yeah. Um, and that fell on my head when I was five. Holy shit, Johnson. Uh, Cause I was trying to <laughs> climb up the cabinet like a yeah. smart kid. Yeah. And it just, and completely knocked me out. Like to the point where, um, uh, my mom said that they were having like the talk with her. Like you, you shouldn't, you know, we're going to tell you what you should probably expect. Yeah, ma'am, I'm sorry. To. He'll never walk again. Yeah, something like that. But then I just came to, and I was yeah. like, because I was trying to get a video game off the top yeah. shelf, so my first question was like, can I still play video games? Like, are we okay? Yeah. Are we good? Well, at least that was um, the most important question to ask. Of course. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, the ambulance, uh, flatline, they bring me yeah. back, they take me to the hospital and try and figure out what's going on. And essentially, they were like, um, so it could be something wrong with your organs, or it could be cancer. However, you don't have insurance, so we'll see you later. Best of luck. Um, wow. <laughs> Yeah, uh, health systems, wonderful. Blunt. So I, I, I spent about half a year testing, mm -hmm. and then I found out that my gallbladder was three times its normal size. Oh, shit. Got that fucker taken out, and then um, uh, about a year of, like, recovering shit yeah. like that. Now, that whole hospital um, experience was very expensive. Yeah. Um, and that's where we go into the second phase of my life, which I call the homeless phase. Cause that's okay. literally what it was. We were hopping, uh, hotel to hotel. Yeah. Uh, and friends I apologize. Mm -hmm. You were in Texas or California? This is Texas. Oh, wait, wait, just me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so at this point I'm about like, um, 11 ish, 12 ish. Yeah. Um, no, 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 no. I was 13 at this time. Yeah. I'm okay. sorry. No, I was 13 at this time. 
And uh, I was, uh, you know, we were stuck in that situation for a really long time. Yeah. yeah. Until uh, my uncle, who is only three years older than me, so he's more like a brother. Yeah. He convinced his uh, parents, my grandparents, to let us come out to California. Mm. Um, And that's where everything kind of really started because that's when that was like, I no longer live in Texas. This Mm. is a brand new life, brand new beginning. Um, Now, in terms of like, how did the filmmaking thing start? Yeah. It started right before all this. Okay. Um, So I had a nightmare and I I woke up and wrote it down immediately. Mm. I remember it was like this nightmare of me being like out of control, um, hurting people that I didn't want to. And I like, there was like the shadow person that was kind of like controlling it and shit like that. Okay. And I was like, that's fucked. So I wrote down what happened and that became something that I called the horrifying tale of Simon Trill because yeah. I was 13. Yeah. Um, and so I, I wrote it down and my friend Riley came over uh-huh. and we didn't have anything to do that weekend. So I was like, Hey, we got this little digital camera. Yeah. Why don't we try to make this thing into a movie? I yeah. have windows movie maker. It should be fun. I've been editing, you know, little videos I've been doing yeah. with the roller coaster tycoon three and shit like that. So I'd like to try this like with an actual film. And that night in July of 2010 is whenever I figured out what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. And All right. It's never changed since. Well, shit, you kind of answered my third question. I probably <laughs> asked you guys. So shit. So now going back to both of you about this, you said, you know, you're talking about being young. Now, were you writing as a young child? When, when did you start re- actually reading the Stephen King stuff? And like, when did you start writing as a child in that regard? Well, I, I, even as a really young person, I yeah. was very into uh, uh, writing creative expression. I, yeah. used to, I used to draw um, my own comic books. Yeah when I was like four or five years old. Okay. And then I got into like stop motion animation okay. for a while when yeah. I was a kid with my, with all my toys. Um, the actual writing portion when I started writing stories was um, right around middle school. My first year of middle school, we had a teacher who, who believed more into let's, let's do the creative writing and things yeah. like that. And I started writing more pieces, kind of adult based based because of kind of the life I had led before then. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started writing a piece, uh, a short story about a kid and his friends that started getting picked off by a serial killer. Mm. Again, I'm in middle school, picked off by a serial killer. And the main character is being um, kind of haunted by the serial killer for every death of his friends. Oh, wow. And it turns out at the end that it was him the whole time. Oh, okay. I like uh, this. Did you make now? Yeah, make this movie. I feel like <laughs> so. I mean, it's it's definitely kind of a simple premise when you look at it nowadays. Yeah. But for a middle schooler, it super impressed my teacher. Yeah. And kind of disturbed my teacher, but he, he <laughs> just said, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But he said the writing was really, really well done yeah. for a kid that age, and that kind of inspired me. Like, oh, maybe I got a talent for this, and I continued doing that, and got into uh, different classes and courses that taught me more about uh, writing novels and being involved with that. Um, and then I started getting into editing work um, right. shortly after that became a side job and then became a permanent job. A- editing, editing, uh, writing stuff like books yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. We're working on editing work and doing that type of stuff along with uh, writing articles and short stories for myself that okay. would then go uh, under print. I did um, some ghost writing stuff and part of the contract ghost writing stuff. I can't really talk about what yeah. I ghost wrote, um, <laughs> but ghost writing for other people. Yeah. Um, Drake. <laughs> yeah. That type it of shit. rhymes with Twilight. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, I am not taking credit for Twilight, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Uh, hey, I mean, that's pretty sh- impressive. Yeah. Uh, it sold really well, and that's because I, I know the market and how to sell uh, to people, and that's important. Uh, thank you, 
Twilight fans for making one of the worst things in history for me to live with. Um, because you really also love Twilight. <laughs> Look, okay, so this is another story. I'm Wait, hold on a second. I, I, I don't. I, I, I'm okay. just making a joke. Yeah, yeah no. Here's the thing. Um, also during the I thought you can't. Writing, I thought you can't like tell anything. You just said you had no. Like, no, I, I, I didn't ghostwrite for that one, but okay. I, I did have another side gig during that period of time. Because you wrote Harry Potter, didn't it, you, son of a bitch? Uh, <laughs> God, I wish that one. I'd be fine with. Um, <laughs> But as a freelance writer, you yeah, pretty yeah. much take on whatever gigs you can get your hands on yeah. just to keep working. Yeah. Um, so the another gig I did is... By the way, this is all middle school still? No, this, no, this, no. this, would, this would be like just after high school. Okay, okay, okay. I, I just want to make sure. Yeah. Like, wait, wait, we were talking about middle school and you just yeah. jumped to ghostwriting. Yeah, no, so the, pretty much writing I did all through high school and did okay. that and then started working and doing small professional yeah. gigs until I was about 22. And then okay. I started doing, um, kind of going more full-time with it. Yeah, yeah. Which means I just take on tons more jobs and stop working for uh, Target. Yeah. Um, hey, I worked at Target too. Hey, Target <laughs> was, bros. Yeah, yes. I was fired for taking a tip. Um, um, oh, shit. Where'd you work, where'd you, nice. What section did you work in Target? Uh, electronics. Hey, me too. Hey. Yeah, yeah. All right. I walked a TV out to someone's car and they gave me $5 and the company said I stole it. Um, oh my God. So I had, I had, a, I had some good stories. I have three good stories for you real quick. One, this guy came in. And it was obviously just trying to like scam the credit card stuff because he comes in with a bunch of pillows in like a cart and he goes, I want that TV. And it's the fucking TV. That's like the most money that no one ever buys. Mm. And he goes, I want two iPod touches, uh, 64 gigs, uh, PS three with two controllers in this game. And I'm like, Oh, Hey guys, uh, this guy, I think maybe I want to watch him. <laughs> and then he tried to scan his card. Didn't work. Second, second story. This woman comes up and now the, I'm, you know, the boat electronics boat. And the SD cards are usually right by the electronics boat. Mm-hmm. So this woman comes up. She goes, where are the SD cards? I'm like, they're right behind you, ma'am. And then she goes, how do they work? I'm like, do they get exposed to, like, do they get ruined, like, film? I'm like, ma'am, <laughs> they're, they're out in the light right All now. Right. Hey, uh, what's really important um, also, uh, if you leave an SD card out in the middle of the sun in Las Vegas heat, it can get ruined. Well, yeah, but that's, but, but I'm in Jersey. So technically... But, she, but, okay, we're in a store. It's out. It's in the fluorescent light, obviously. It's not like film where it's going to get ruined and, like, exposed. And then the third time, I was about to leave. I was, like, leaving uh, for good. Like, I was, you know, leaving. And the woman goes, can, uh, can I try out the Switch? And I want to plug it in on TV and see if it works. I'm like, no, you can't fucking do that. <laughs> like, like she's, and she got all pissed about it. I'm like, are you fucking serious? Like, you can't do that. You can't try out stuff. If you got it at GameStop, go to GameStop and ask to try it. Or go home and try it because you're missing a piece. I Wait, don't know. They, they brought, they, they, they walked brought, in with yeah, their they, own Switch? They bought it in their own Switch. It wasn't even a Switch in Target. No, it wasn't even a Switch in Target. It was like, and that's, I'm not, it's not a Switch. Sorry, a, a Wii. A Wii. Wii, sorry. It was, mm. It's like fucking seven years ago now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe eight. Holy shit. Yeah. So it was, a, it was a Wii and they're like, try and get me to try it out. I'm like, no, what the, like, what the fuck? I, I don't even know how to do it. They're all demos. <laughs> <laughs> please, sir, please. Yeah. I just need to play my Wii. Sorry, that was my tangent on the, on yeah, the No, it's thing. fine. And, and, and anytime you talk to a person who's ever worked in retail, it just brings back horror stories. So there's a reason why I decided I didn't want to do that anymore yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and started pursuing um, working pretty much every day, all yeah. day for pennies. Um, I, no, I, I made pretty decent money at it, but uh, wait, wait, was that a serious penny? Because I know writers like make like ten cents or something like that. It can, that, yeah, it yeah. can. It all depending upon what you're doing. But you start doing um, editing and ghost ghost yeah. writing based work, you can get paid pretty good. Okay, um, so that's something if you can get in with some people that yeah. that know your work and know that you can that you can write and you're to let mm-hmm. go of any chance at having your name yeah. on it. 
uh, that's not bad. And then editing work is very, very good. Yeah. But in, I mean, editing work, you've got to understand yeah. what is story structure, what is selling, what is, yeah. what is working and, and also grammar, mm-hmm. um, which uh, let me tell you as being an editor for writers, um, there's a lot of really good writers out there that have shit grammar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. So, yep, yep. yeah. And, um, but back to twilight, uh, the reason my hatred for twilight is so deep yeah. is because another one that I took for some mm. opportunities was I, uh, I started writing for a, um, a company that, that did reviews for video games and movies and things like that. And uh, they, I had watched the first twilight movie on my own yeah. and I, it was one of the very first movies I walked away from that I can remember. Oh, it was right after the, like, I, I hated the acting. I hated the love story. I felt like they had no connection. And then I was like, okay, um, they're about to show what the vampire looks at night. I wonder, wonder if this is, can, can at least be interesting. Can they at least save it with the lore? Can they at least give me a little bit of fun vampire lore? No. And then he fucking sparkles and I walk away. Mm. And, um, I was forced they're like, that movie, so they're I like that's great. And I used to have a whole bit about it. Yeah. And, um, so they, they, they love that and they go, okay, good. That's great. That's great. Uh, so the second one's coming out soon. Um, Oh, new, new, we, new moon, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, we want you to go in and, um, and review it. So I did. And then I reviewed pretty much everyone that came out afterwards. Oh my God. So I've seen every Twilight movie. I only saw the first one, so I'm sorry for you. I'm going to age myself. I I hate it. Go ahead, age yourself. uh, The book came out when I was in middle school. Okay. And I was the perfect Target demographic for it. Where are you? I was. Uh, but you didn't I, work at Target. Uh, he, I did not yeah. work at Target. No. Here's the um, thing to learn about Niall and why he's the perfect demographic for it. He is actually a teenage girl. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Wow. Uh, people will, will will find that out uh, eventually. But yes, that's pretty. That's pretty accurate. Wait, hold on. I feel like we have to go into that now. <laughs> um, I I mean I, I want to hear you describe it. How would you? Uh, justify that label because I agree with you. I just want to hear your words for it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So there's a couple different reasons, but I I think a good one to go off of is he's been planning his dream wedding since he was roughly seven or eight years old. Uh, We're talking dresses, the colors, the the fabrics, the location. Are are you fucking serious? Yeah. Yeah. Good for you, man. I hope hope you're on TLC's like wedding, like Bridezilla. Oh my God. Yeah. I will be the Bridezilla. Yeah, exactly. Actually, I would watch that episode. I just want to see it now. (laughs) Holy shit. I'm going to call. I'm going to call TLC. What are we doing, guys? What what the fuck are we doing? Uh, Yeah. I I over romanticize so many things. Um, A friend with me, uh, a friend, a friend went with me to see Frozen 2 recently. And well, the cold um, doesn't bother you anyway. Uh, uh, but, no, it does. But it the movie did. I, oh, I, I, I did pretty good. Yeah. Um. But then, like, it happened, and yeah. it's not just one tear. No, it, it's it's a lot. Well, you know what's funny? You're the second guy <laughs> I, I said that they cry at Frozen too. Because I knew another guy who's a friend of mine he's from Jersey. And he's like, he even put on a Facebook status, like, I cried twice at Frozen Two. I'm like. How many times did you cry at Frozen when he was once? I'm like, well, at least you doubled your cry. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because like I, it's, it's every type of cry yeah. that I'm super susceptible for. Okay. There's the happy cry. Yeah. There's the applause, yeah. a large amount of applause. Like, no, not just for me. Did, uh, if it was for me, yeah. it would be even harder. Did you cry but, during a star is born? Cause I did. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> I watched that. I, I watched a star is born yeah. with my, um, uh, with my HTC Vive. Yeah. So we, we had a, we had a program where we, 
we would watch movies together yeah. and there was this game called yeah. Big Screen. If mm-hmm. you have a VR, you should check it out. And it simulates a movie theater. Oh, cool. And the screen uh, mimics what's on your desktop. Yeah. So I pulled up A Star is Born yeah. and I pretty much watched the movie in like a 70 seat theater by yeah. myself. However, that's like when I saw that one Melissa McCarthy movie that one time. <laughs> I, I had to keep taking off the headset to wipe the lenses because they were so fogged oh up from me bawling my eyes out. I, I was like, in the movie theater and I started sniffling and then I stopped and then I just like go, is that me sniffling again? And then it's the woman next to me in the movie theater sniffling too. I'm like, okay, I'm not the only one crying. You know, I'm like, <sighs> yeah, I, it uh, does not take much to Because it's not, I need to, you please move that away from the edge of the. Yeah, I'm going to put that. Yeah, you put that in the the center. Yeah, Yeah. there you go. Um, Thank you. Uh, So, yeah, it doesn't take much to make me cry. Uh, Have you ever seen the movie My Life? I have not. Oh, my God, you'll cry like a baby. Every time someone says that to me, I get scared of the movie because you're right. And I don't always (laughs) want to cry. (laughs) It's a a good movie. It's Michael Keaton and Nicole Kim and Michael Keaton has cancer. Mm. And sounds fun. And he doesn't know if he'll ever see his kid being born. So he makes a whole Mm. bunch of videotape movies. Where he's like, oh, this is how you shave. This is how you do this. This is uh, how you talk. Oh my God, I'm going to cry now. Holy (laughs) shit. That's the saddest fucking thing. It's funny because actually, um, if you watch 30 Rock, 30 Rock made fun of it in an episode. (laughs) Where uh, Jack, is it Jack? I didn't watch really 30 Rock that much, but it's the only episode I ever saw. And Jack, is that Alec Baldwin's character? Yeah, you know, the the, the corporate big one. Yeah, so he's making all these videotapes for his kid. I'm like, oh my God, it's like the My Life movie. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. And then at the end, he goes, Shell Silverstein's a communist. I'm like, wait, how the fuck is that possible? I um where the hell was I going with this? Uh or, so Twilight. Yeah. Um book came out and that was too. one of the very few books that I've yeah. read, yeah. really. Okay. I was trying to be like like read in a short amount of time. Like I haven't you, read that many books. Okay, I, at least you're honest about yeah, it. Yeah. so I, I read that yeah. and I knew that the movie was coming out and I was excited for it. And I watched it yeah. and I remember like being stuck in the hype and I was like excited for it. Now by the time the second one came up things started changing. Yeah. Like I started developing like opinions and yeah. uh, what I liked and didn't like on movies. And I remember the second book came out and I, I started to read that and I was like, I hate this. Like this is <laughs> good for you. This is like reading, <laughs> it's like reading a depressed teenager's diary, but this depressed teenager is really stupid oh and gosh. selfish and I don't care about her at all. Um, he grew up. So then the movie came out and I went to go see that cause my mom really liked it. Yeah. And I saw the movie and then at the end of it, I was like, Oh my God, I hated that. Yeah. So that was the first time that I've entered a franchise, a fan, and then left not a fan before it ended. Now, question, did you, were you one of the millions of people that were females, but not you, uh, that picked up, uh, um, 50 shades. Thank you. I couldn't think, were you one of those people? I did not pick up the book. Okay. <laughs> However, did watch that. <laughs> I did watch the one movie. Okay. All because right. um, at this point, <laughs> now you listen, I, I, I like, you know, at least you're honest. You know, I like honesty on this podcast. Um, so at this point, uh, I'm in California, I'm in high school, and I've started working with my first film partner. My yeah. God, is that a loaded sentence? But yes, I started working with my first film partner, and um, we we find out that this movie's coming out. Yeah, she's interested in it, and I'm like, look, the possibilities. If someone came to me and was yeah. like, I want you to write a a a movie about BDSM and bondage and this sort of relationship. Yeah. And it's going to play in millions of screens. This is a, a big actual worldwide movie. I want you to do something with that. And then I started to think about the possibilities. I'm like, 
this could actually be fantastic because it could be a cautionary tale or it could be a um it, it could be a tale about he knew nothing about the book it could I, be, I, 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 I didn't tell. know anything about it. i can tell he knew all nothing i knew about the was book. the premise and oh, i'm like God. this could be a fantastic opportunity to educate about a, a type <laughs> of relationship. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I mean, you know, and even men. the, um, yeah, everybody to All educate right. everybody into a, a, something that's not widely shown yeah. in movies. Like I know there's something it's called like porn shot. And you, shit can, like you, can watch, you can just I watch mean, porn instead. I, mean, I feel yes, like there's porn, but it, it could be more, you know, in, introduced into the mainstream of just yeah. like this shit happens, but it doesn't have to be all weird and gross. Like people do this. All right, like, all right. You, know, so, you, so, so you lost your, you lost your card for a second. You lost your card for a second. Here's how I'm going to bring it back for you. Yeah. There's a reason why I, I love working with this guy yeah. and I, I enjoy being around him as a human being. It's because he. This is a, a perfect example of what he can do. Great, where he can take something, and no matter what it is, yeah. he will find a way. To hype it up and find the possible po the po uh, positivity yeah. in it. So it's like a childlike mentality. I, I, I would, admit would you say that. that? Yeah. Okay. I, I have a very childlike mentality about a lot of things. Like hey, I was, that's I, understandable. I was excited about this because, like, uh, you know, there's there exists a world where this can be a f a good. You know, sexy but educational film <laughs> that, oh, that could that could introduce a whole series of people to a new type of sexual relationship, but also warn them about how it can go wrong and stuff like that. But no, proper rich man, education. No, proper education means like going to xvideos.com and, <laughs> no, no, and but checking the, out BDSM. But the thing is, he's right. It didn't. Ha it doesn't yeah. have to be. No, because yeah. it, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't have been that difficult. I don't think to take that story and actually, you know understand what BDSM is. Yeah. Not a difficult task at all. And like, yeah, X videos is where you can watch BDM, BDSM, but like, they don't teach you about like the actual not that I watch relationship porn at all. I'm just saying, I'm a Christian man. A Christian I never drank before I was 21. Never, yeah. I, I've never smoked a marijuana in my life. Um, but anyways, <laughs> uh, just getting confessions out there. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, th there is, there are places where you can see like yeah. BDSM porn and shit like that, but that doesn't teach you about the many, many people yeah. who are involved in this in an actual serious relationship. And yeah. like, there's a lot of stereotypes about it. And like, I myself have never gotten the opportunity to talk to someone who has been, um, in a relationship so like this. Did you I think like learning about things that are not like things that I do. So you thought like, I was going <laughs> to have an open conversation with people watching. Oh yeah. You know what? I have done that before. For, and, I, yeah, and, I, I want like that movie could have like had people come out really, like yeah, me and my me and my uh, girlfriend it, do this, it, you know, it, it's perfect. You're forgetting fine. this is America and people are closeted. <laughs> yes, yeah. um, but yet that movie made millions upon millions of dollars, introducing also, people to the world of un the unhealthy version of yeah. that. Oh my god, everything that's that is why because uh, I with yeah. the Twilight thing, where I was going with that, I'm gonna I'm gonna show the lead here yeah. before I bury it again is I forced myself to watch all four because yeah. I refuse to jump on a negative hype train. A positive hype train, I'll be down for. Because yeah. I love uh, when the world is universally happy yeah. and excited about something. It makes me feel so alive. Yeah. But when everybody is rallying against something and trying to hate it yeah. and talk shit on it, I want to experience it for myself the way that they experienced it so I can fairly uh, like assess what I feel about it. Gotcha. So I didn't want to just say Twilight sucks, you know, it, without seeing it. Okay. I wanted to go through every movie and I did and I hate it. Um, not because of um, the actors. I think a lot of the actors involved, most of the actors yeah. involved are very fucking talented. Also now um, one of them's Batman. So let's, yes. let, that's another whole. Yes, exactly. And he's a phenomenal actor. He is. Um, well, he did the smartest thing ever. I have to tell this to everyone at all time. I'm like, 
He made his money in residuals mm-hmm. with Twilight. Yeah. He can do whatever the fuck he wants now. Exactly. It was a very, very smart move. And yeah. it, it's it, the, the movies, uh, in my opinion, there are some very, very gorgeous shots in there. A lot of them mm-hmm. do look pretty. Um, but my main um, complaint about it yeah. is the lack of lessons learned for an objectively selfish character that does nothing but teach terrible values. Um, now, I'm not but one hey, of those... hey, at least in the sexy fan fiction, they got that part right. I mean... Uh, As in a horrible main character who never learns anything no, and he does everything objectively wrong. fucking thing. Nothing. And, and, and I mean, like, I, I can't... I can't judge. I cannot yeah. accurately judge the Fifty Shades of Grey franchise because I watched one. I can judge that movie and I can say that... Um, it did not go where I wanted it yeah. to go, but, uh, and I had a bad time with it. You but just heard with, a lot of this in the movie theater next to you? Yeah, I literally found a cucumber in the, uh, on the ground. Are you serious? And I think someone put it there as a joke, oh, or okay. I hope. But, who <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, wasted this perfectly good cucumber? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like, if it was just some, some yeah. one who went in there and put it on the ground, like, I, that person's a hero. Yeah, that is I, the that's hero. That's fucking amazing. Um, but with, with Twilight specifically, yeah. um, the main character of Bella, she, causes a war. She puts her only family member who seems to really give a shit about her in immediate danger, never tells him what's going on with anything, even though there's literally no reason not to. She makes these new friends and then puts them in danger because she wants the sparkly dude. Now, this none of this is going to be an intelligent conversation. Now the Wolf Boy said that you know he he loved her, yeah. right? And she was like, "I love you too." I think but, his name is Jacob. Yeah, yeah, Jacob. I, I love you too, Jacob. I but like, like Wolf Boy. Wolf Boy. I, I'm, I'm kind of feeling Wolf I'm kinda, Yeah, I'm kind of feeling Pattinson <laughs> Edward. I'm kind of yeah. feeling Edward more. So I think I'm going to cause a war here. But, uh, oops, he broke up with me. So what am I going to do? I'm going to fucking jump off cliffs. I'm going to ride a motorcycle <laughs> very fast and dangerously. Oh I'm going to put myself in harm's way just so I can see glimpses of him. Wonderful lesson. And at the very end, when, when all of her selfish actions that I didn't even list all of yeah. them finally come to a head. People are dying. Yeah. She's watching her friends and, and then her she turns family into a vampire, right? Get, well, I mean, that's that comes later, but right now she is she her tears are in her eyes and are she's we new looking blood? around. Where are we? This, new we're, we're in the very last one. Okay. Very the big war. And there's a shot of her breaking dawn. I thought they turned her into a vampire after she was she was pregnant because the kid was killing her. Yeah. yeah you're skipping that. You're skipping all this. Am I? Oh god. Because it was very important. It is very important. I'm just gonna throw this out there real quick. Sorry to cut you off, but you know. In a society today, I don't think that book would act or that book or that franchise would actually fly well. No, no they which had an abortion talk. Yeah, they did, which is crazy. They had, they had a talk with it, and, and I mean, like, but with the, I was uh, so mad. I actually had yelled in the theater when that mm-hmm. happened. I, I yelled like, in the theater. You do not get to do this. No, yeah. you do not deserve to write about the abortion talk. You did not yeah. earn that Twilight. No, no, you did not. Now, so you now, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another question for you too, Aragon. My, uh, I knew a kid in college. The dragon? Hit, no, er, uh, yeah, the dragon. Yeah, the dragon movie that sucked, but yeah. the book was pretty fun. But I knew a kid in college who hated the book. He said Christopher Pellini, P- Pum, whatever his name is, Panini. P- P- I don't know. Yeah, we'll go. We'll go Panini. Okay, hungry, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he said he ripped off everyone and basically made it Aragon. Like he ripped off Lord of the Rings. He ripped off like Harry Potter. Yeah. He, and I'm mm. like, wow. Sure. 
I, yeah. I never read the book, so yeah. like, I wanted to hear your opinion if you if you read that. Then, well, well before, right. before you get to that, I, 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 I want to finish going on the here. thought. Yeah, yeah sorry, I want to finish sorry. the thought I was saying with with the because I mean it's the Twilight conversation. It, it has to it has to come to a close very soon. I hope so. Um, <laughs> yeah. So and we'll never go back to it. <laughs> we'll never go back to <laughs> it. Until someone this, that shit. this part pissed me off more than most movies have. Yeah. Um. So there's a shot of her. She's looking around. She's yeah. seeing her friends and her family dying. She has a tear in her eye. She's finally regretting all of her super selfish decisions. Oops. It she was did a it vision. <laughs> it was a, it was a vision. Never happened. Oh my god! And, and the, the, so the psychic it pulls out of the psychic's eye, and she's like, "Hey guys, if we have a war, people are gonna die." And they're like, "Get out of here! What? Well, I guess we shouldn't have a war then. Let's all go home. High five. Let's go to Fridays." And let's that's, go to Friday. Really let's ended. go to Fridays. Yeah, well, no, no, I wish. Oh. I really wish they went to Fridays. I don't like the movie. Well, I'm sorry. Fridays, Fridays would be over in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then, and then the wolf boy looked at the baby and was like, "I'm gonna fuck that when it's 18." And then the credits happen, and that's it. Yeah. That that's part's a real. Real thing. That's yeah, a real I heard thing. that's a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's all remember, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I did not ghostwrite for Twilight. That's mm. where this started. No, you did. I'm sweaty. I see a lot of sweat. All right, so. The book you asked me for by Aragorn. Yeah. Um, he, here's here's an important lesson for anybody who who is at all a, a consumer of art. Yeah. Um, it is perfectly okay if you use an inspiration and you build your stories <laughs> and your worlds off of other uh, off of other people's works because that is the way art is. Yeah. It's just it there is are a only four stories in the world. Yeah. yeah. No. So every, every yeah. everything is going to be inspired by something. Now it's different to be derivative. Yeah. Aragorn as a book series is not derivative. Mm-hmm. It, you can absolutely tell where the inspirations come from. Yeah. But they're done in a way that is still its own identity. Gotcha. And okay. that's what still makes it great. But yes, people will make that point constantly because if especially if they're younger or yeah. um it, it's whatever helps you stand out um as a critic. Yeah. And as someone intelligent, be like, look at this person who ripped off stories based <laughs> off. Of so does fucking everybody. Yeah. Uh, Stephen King used the golden snitch in his popular series, The Dark Tower, because he was a fan of Harry Potter. Yeah. And he was also playing in multi-world yeah. theory at the time. It happens. It happens a lot. And it's okay. It's cool. Yeah. Well, um, Star Wars and Indiana Jones is nothing but a collection of tributes to the classic serials yeah. that would play before movies. Have you ever yeah. seen that uh, video where they played side all the... Side? Yes. Yeah, I, absolutely. Yeah, that, because, you know, that's what... Uh, um, that's pretty much what Star Wars and Indiana Jones are meant to be. They're throwbacks. Yeah. They're not supposed to be, uh, you know, taken well, too seriously, but we're not going into that. Yeah. Now, go ahead. And, uh, yeah, go. So, so the, the main point of that lesson is for anybody out there as well... Um, this is for writers or people that want to be inspired writers. Yeah. Uh, it's I, I know there's this fear for young writers to to look at their work or what they're coming up mm-hmm. with and worry that there might be cliches involved. Yeah, cliches are good. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why a lot of cliches are cliches. Yeah, it just it's all a matter of how you use them and how yeah. you use those tools. That's what that's what they are. They're tools, but they're important because th- those are story elements that usually has a, have a proven history of mm-hmm. working with an audience and working with people and telling those stories effectively. Yeah. So use cliches. Don't be afraid of them. But remember, you can have inspiration. Just don't be derivative. Yeah. You gotcha. can use as many cliches as you want as long as you do so you make them your own in mm-hmm. some way. Um whenever I wrote the remake of that uh, short film that I filmed. Yeah. Um and this one was called Simon. This one is like my actual first serious What'd you make script. that? This was um so uh 
Pretty much, okay. There is no short answer to that, so I'll, I'll give the long answer. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, so, <laughs> to make so, a long story short, too late, right? Yeah. So we're going to go <laughs> back to where I stopped last time. Yes. I now live in California. I just okay. moved there. And I met the new film partner, and yeah. we make a couple- How old uh, are you now? So right here, I am uh, 16. Okay. Homeless area, that that took about like two to two and a half years. Um, so now we're, 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 I'm 16, I'm living in California. Wait, wait, before, before you go, before we get into the story real quick, I want to ask about the first time you made the first, that, that Simon movie, the first time you made mm. it, what was that like for you? It was, in, it was incredible. Like yeah. it was, uh, you know, growing up, I was in, you know, I, I always loved videos. Yeah. yeah but I never did anything substantial with them. Yeah. I had one channel called Ryan Nao, R-I-I-A-N-D-N-A-O. I'm spelling it because it's still there. I don't look at it. Um, <laughs> and there's just some ridiculous shit with me and my friend yeah. Riley. And, um, you know, we would just kind of like, just turn the camera on and just kind of improv badly and say that was a movie. Yeah. But doing it in, uh, you know, it, with Simon, Yeah. that was actually following a script and, and, yeah. and planning out shots. And like, I actually want to make this look good. Yeah. And like, I watch back at it and it's not Sundance worthy. Yeah. Um, but there's still a lot that I'm proud of. There's a lot that I would do differently. Yeah. Um, but, um, it I think was, there's anyone in the first film too. Yeah, you know? exactly. And it, it was great rallying people. And, and, you know, the, the, do you want to be in a movie conversation is my yeah. favorite conversation to have. I yeah. love it. I love directing. That's when I fell in love with it. I also acted in it, which yeah. I, I enjoy from time to time, but I do enjoy directing more. Mm-hmm. Um, but nothing was a greater feeling than, um, like filming the last shot and saying like, okay, we have everything. Yeah. And then putting in the editor and just now I'm going to put this together. Yeah. It's kind of like shopping. It's like shooting is like going out and shopping for the toys that you want to play with. Mm-hmm. And then editing is setting up the, the story that you want to play, play, uh, make pretend in. Gotcha. You got all the pieces. Good analogy, by the way. I like that. Together. Thank you. Yeah. Um, now it's time to put it together and slap on the music and yeah. then say like, oh my God, this thing, that when we filmed it, it was completely silent. All we could hear was like the, mm-hmm. the crickets chirping and the scraping of the shoes. Yeah. Now there's music under it and there's yeah. a feeling that's coming off of it. And it's, 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 there's a high that comes off of yeah. it, honestly. Um, and it's a high that I didn't get back for a long, long time mm-hmm. until I, I went to uh, California and yeah. I first started um, high school. I'm skipping yeah. a, a couple of things yeah. here for the family members that are watching. They're screaming, saying, you're forgetting these things. I do forget things, but I'm skipping them now. Yeah. <laughs> um, just for time's sake. Yeah. Um, we got all the time in the world. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I got back into filmmaking. I actually made this documentary um, with said friend that was now working with me on film. Uh, she pretty much found out that that's what I was doing. She was like, that sounds fun. Let's do and that together. 16, like, right? Okay. Yes. Um, uh, and I was going at this school called CBA. Hello, everybody. Um, now, Carlsbad High School is one of the most respected and well-known high schools in that area. It's yeah. rated very highly. And um, anyone who lives in the Carlsbad area that I did is lucky to attend there. Now, attached to it is a tiny little growth of a school that mm-hmm. has four portable classrooms. That there is CVA. And you go there for two reasons. One, if you're behind on credits because of my medical stuff like me. Yeah. Or if you're so misbehaved at the high school that you're kicked out and forced to go to CVA. Interesting. 
The bathroom smelt like weed constantly. Someone snorted a line of coke behind me in uh, English. Someone OD'd next to me. Holy shit. Um, My favorite thing to tell is uh, um, PE. This is how PE worked. So we would go to a baseball. When you said PILs, I went straight to like peeing. No, no, no. <laughs> Luckily, I have no pee stories with that okay. uh, thing. Unless, I mean, people did get tested, but yeah. Um, so how how PE worked was there was a baseball diamond. Okay. And you have two choices: either you can play baseball, or you can walk around the diamond. Oh. I'm gonna say that one more time, and I want you to imagine what this looks like. Okay. You can either play baseball. Or you can choose to be one of the people walking around the diamond, fucking dodging balls that are being swung at you because they're playing baseball. So while you're on the diamond, while we're on the diamond, just walking around. And it was a, it was a common occurrence. So someone would just get just knocked now, on the now head. We're talking, we're talking infield diamond. Cause it isn't the baseball. I don't, we're in. Uh, oh wait. Wow. Yeah, we're, we're in. Not even the outfield. <laughs> like not the, holy oh, no, shit. No, on the grass area. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Right. I forgot what, what, oh, what right. terms I'm like, yeah, I, I know the like, Holy moly. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're walking like, around we're the so, 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 so you get a nice home run and you get to ping someone in the head with the ball. It's exactly. Yeah. And like, it's a great feeling. It, it was, it, that's just the perfect knowledge of how the school ran. Now yeah, yeah. I paint a bad picture here, but I got to say it is actually my, my favorite. Of well, that's why you're not a painter big, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's one of my favorite of the three school experiences I had elementary, yeah. middle and high. Um, because the teachers here were phenomenal because the school that I just described to you, yeah. You don't want to teach at that school unless you really, really care about turning kids' lives around. And these teachers were fucking fantastic. They encouraged me um, to pursue everything that I wanted to pursue. They would help out with certain filmmaking things. I made a video about the school. Um, You know, they let me film around there and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Um, and, uh, one of the first things I did was I made this documentary about the, um, local, um, homeless population. Yeah. It's not my idea. And I wasn't super jazzed about it, but it was very educational for me because I'm yeah. just not big on documentaries. Yeah. I, I respect them highly. Um, and I've seen a couple that I really, really enjoy. It's just, favorite I favorite documentary, huh? Favorite documentary. My favorite documentary are honestly, um, <laughs> the imaginary story. Oh, the, and, yeah, that's yeah. really good. Yeah, that's, that's my favorite. I'm, I've actually I'm quoted that a few times on the show. Yeah, yeah, I'm super yeah. big into Disney parks and shit like that. Yeah, we talk about that for have hours. You, have, side and tangent, tangent time. But have you ever heard of um? Oh my god, uh, history. That's a theme park history or um. Oh my god, I'm blanking. I have, yes. Yeah, that's um, one of them. It's on YouTube. Theme park history, defunct land, yeah, yesterday, yep, yep, uh, yesterday yep, world, yep, all yep, of those. Yep, yep, all of them. Yep. yep. I'm, right. I'm completely caught up. I love. Everything about that. That's all I was going to ask. Um, the amount of times he's heard me say the Epcot story, which I'll, I'll probably bust out later again. Um, I, I just, you know, I just went to Epcot. Me and my girlfriend uh, actually went to uh, Disney World for my 30th. Really? Yeah. So it was like the last time Epcot before they transform it now. That's fantastic. So and it was the first time I ever went to a food and wine festival too, which if you ever want to go to Disney World during the food and wine festival, highly recommend. Oh, it's good. It's yeah. great. Time. I've actually... Uh, Epcot's the only American theme park, uh, only American Disney park I haven't been to. Holy shit. Yeah, uh, because I've only been to Walt Disney World twice. Yeah. Once in um, 2004 yeah, yeah. and one in 2010. Okay. Um, I grew up near Disneyland uh, yeah. and I've gone more times than I can count. Got this there. Recently, oh, nice. ri- uh, recently rode Rise of the Resistance. Oh, yes. 18 the minute ride. Yes. Thing that yeah. they which, have which ever also, created. I, if yeah. you're not watching the YouTube channel, this is important for me to point out because I mm. 
I, I love how they did this. This is just some dude in his basement with a 3D printer <laughs> that just took some fuses off of like a small that, piece that of electronic and just yeah. put that together. And then Disney was like, we'll sell that for $35. Yeah. And then this asshole bought it. Well, so I mean, again, hey, hey, you know what? Let the man be happy. It's the, ha it's the second happiest place on earth. <laughs> I, I looked at that and I was like, that has to be $60, right? My yeah. friend looked under it like $25. i am like, fuck, gimme. Yeah, that's, that's, like, that's a steal at that's Disney. Absolutely, that's a steal. For Disney, that makes sense. You know, mm -hmm. I wanted to buy a lightsaber so bad at, at Disney World. You uh, know, that that looks fun, and the ceremony looks great. With the, you know, I've seen it on YouTube, yeah. but like and also, for two hundred dollars, I uh, that's something I'm putting up on my wall. Yeah. But for one hundred dollars, you get to build your own company. droid. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I got to say this real quick because it's bugged me ever since, and now I noticed it's true. Um, go ahead, put that camera. I don't know if we could see it, but. It's not straight. What's not straight? Fuses? The whole centerpiece here is oh. not straight. It's purposely it like that. Let me see. Huh. It's slanted. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's all for a reason. It's Disney. Yep. I mean, <laughs> look, the how else is the first order supposed to drink without these fuses? It'd be impossible. And, well, and, and, and also, no, no, knowing how reason. disorganized the, you, the first order is, someone just tacked it on. They're like, ah, I don't need a level. Go to, uh, did you go to Ronto's ro Roasters? Oh, my God. The fucking... Uh, Ronto uh, rap? Yeah. Oh my god! Did you have that too? Did you go? No, he, he, didn't go. go. he didn't go. Oh uh, my god! He will. Yeah. He, 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 Please go. He absolutely I absolutely need you to go. All right, go, go See, ahead and say your line, dude. There's uh, about two. choices. Oh yeah. So oh. here's the thing. Like I, I, I tell this to yeah. everyone I, I invite to go to Disneyland with me, and I say we live in a world where we constantly get to make our own choices. Yeah. Unfortunately, this is not one of those choices for you. Yeah. Because you are going to Disneyland with me, regardless. I feel like you have to do like an uh, Oprah style, like you're like you're going to Disneyland or something like that. Like if you. Do that to someone like you do really excited and like really like sell the fact that you're like you're going to Disneyland no matter what you don't that have a choice pretty motherfucker. much me when I walked in the door from from this trip because having seen Rise yeah. of the Resistance having seen what exists yeah like, and having it, it I, I no exaggeration I feel like talking to the Disney fans that haven't risen uh, ridden Rise yet yeah, yeah um I feel like I have died. I went and saw what's on the other side, yeah, yeah. and now I'm trying to convey that. Like, no, you don't yeah. get it. It's just as good as you imagine. Better. Yeah. I can't put words to it. Well, like, what's the Millennium Falcon run? I mean, yeah. Look, that's phenomenal too. What'd you do on that? Um, so uh, me and my friend actually had our own cockpit. It okay. was just uh, the two of us. Oh, nice. So that was fucking cool. Um, and that Dude. was my first time riding it. So basically, what we did was we were there at Rope Drop. Yeah. Um, went to Galaxy says immediately. I had yeah. the the app counting down to the very second for the boarding pass. Yeah, I got boarding group fourteen. Oh, you said boarding pass because it was because uh, I guess it just opened. Yeah. It's, so do you not know that? about this? No, because I I, mm. I I know in Disney World they and Disney when Disneyland opened Galaxy's Edge right because I was yeah. doing a lot of research because I was mm. going soon. They're doing the rope drop thing. Yeah. I was like, okay, cool. Disney World didn't do a rope drop thing. They didn't have any like it just because it just opened. Well, I think. well the rope drop, uh, rope drop well, is just a term for the opening. I mean, of the I'm sorry, the boarding pass thing. Yeah, I'm the sorry, boarding pass thing. They didn't do in Disney World. Mm. There's no boarding pass. You can just go. Yeah, Disneyland. So, yeah. Uh, they were expecting um, because when when Harry Potter's um, when the Wizarding World opened in Hollywood, which is terrible. Um, I mean, I, I like it. I, I, I think there, there's some good things. Uh, I it, mean, it, it, you can't compare it to the one in Florida. Well, that's the problem. You can't compare it. But yeah. like, it's I've been to both now, and yeah. I'm like. Phew. Now, I've never been to Diagon. I went to Wizarding World, which was just Hogsmeade, yeah. back when it opened first in Florida. That yeah, was yeah, my same, trip in same, 2010. Same. So uh, when I when it opened in um, uh, Universal, which yeah. I worked at for a very long time, 
Um, I was like, okay, this is just what I remember being yeah. from um, uh, Hollywood. I mean, from uh, from Orlando. Well, no, yeah. However, the Hollywood one decided to make uh, Forbidden Journey 3D, which is a stupid fucking decision because well, everyone got sick, and then they later removed. That. Well, didn't they do that originally with the uh, Forbidden Journey? Or no? Yeah, yeah, they they they, uh, they did for a little bit, but they're like, this ride is. Way too not oh, yeah. to be 3D. So they got rid of that, thankfully. I just screamed the whole time in that ride and mm-hmm. made my friend, my roommate uh, laugh. He, was, he told me, and it was me, him, and my other friend. My other friend just screaming in his ear like random ass shit. And I'm just saying, fuck you, Malfoy, the whole time. <laughs> and you just hear him coughing so loud from like all the fucking like jokes that were just like mm-hmm. saying to him. And he's like, he's like, <gasps> that's that's always the best yeah. because I I love like um on ride like yeah. jokes like making people laugh while oh. on the ride. Dude, I spoke like with a British accent the first time I ever went there for an hour and a half. <laughs> that's my wonderful. one friend wanted wanted to literally kill me, and then we were in um we were in Ollivander's wand line right. Yep. Someone comes up to me, she goes, "Where's the line?" So I'm like, "Oh oh oh, oh that over there." She's in English, I'm like, it's over there. <laughs> in English? Yeah. And then in front of us, which I felt really bad, it was a woman from England. And I was like, oh, this I feel like an asshole now. And then uh, when we got inside, my roommate was like, like this. He's like, I want to get picked. 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 It's like little redheaded girl, like, you know, probably 10 years old. She gets picked. And she goes, the guy's like, what's your name? He goes, I don't remember. And he's like, I know my fucking name. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'll, what I deserve the wand. Yeah, he won the wand. And then we all bought wands anyway. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. moral of the because story. Because you're adults and you make money. I'm like yeah. that little girl. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, welcome yeah. to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Here's your stick yeah. for $75. I mean, and look, I'm not but discounting was, what the it was, stick it was $40, is. okay? Uh, it was $40. Okay, for and $40. Then I, I just bought my, I broke mine like two Dude, years no. ago. Oh, no. I went to go, when uh, I lived with my ex at the time, and I went when Guardia Leviosa to the dog, and it all of a sudden my wand just split in half. That was, dog is fucking magic. I, I know. That dog it has some dark shit attached to it. Yeah. It's like, you're not going to live me, you son of a bitch. I just snapped your wand I will snap that shit so quick. Yeah, it just it just broke at the, like it broke where my hand was. I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? And the dog just just go lays its head back down. So and the dog was like, know. that dog's a horcrux. I promise you. <laughs> Probably. That, that dog is 100% a horcrux. She has nine lives also. That's wonderful. Yep. <laughs> um, so yeah, how, how the boarding pass thing yeah. uh, works with Rise. Um, because if they let people stand in line for this, yeah. The line would go down harbor. It, yeah. it is a like it, it's a yeah. it's a long queue, but it's not long enough to I've, handle. Yeah, the I've heard it's because it's eighteen minutes. It's it ridiculous. Is, no, it's all- start to finish, walking through the gates, yeah. and then walking out the exit oh, is twenty to twenty five. Oh, okay, I I was in there for damn near thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I was reading the reviews and I was because re- I heard it all about it. And I was like, mm-hmm. kind of amping myself to go when it, it opened. It is insane. Yeah. It is absolutely insane. And here I'm gonna give you yeah. the scoop. All right, this is exactly I I spent weeks studying this because right. I only had one day. I had I, one shot. I if like I your style. That, if I didn't get that boarding pass yeah that's it yeah so um and i've always been the disney guy yeah. i go there you grab a map i slap your hand i am the map all right i i Holy know shit. I'm, I not, know, I'm not going I, with you at all you, in disney you, i was like i'll you go, go with disney with, with him I'm never no, going, no, no. you it, go with me we're getting every ride done no, it's, you it's, won't it's, wait it's, more it's than be 15 the most minutes of, it's gonna be the most efficient way of doing disney you will hit every ride you will not wait in line. are you a single ride liner uh when i go single rider yeah i used to go by myself a lot just like i'd get off work and then just go up there and hang out but like when i go with people yeah. I make sure that I show I, I kill that Disneyland's nothing but waiting in lines. You go with me, we will do everything in the park. You won't wait more than fifty minutes for anything. See, when I went to Disneyland for the first time, when we went to Adventure Land or whatever the fuck it's called, right? Adventureland. Uh, That's we went, one of them. Yes, we went to the. Uh, the the cars ride was the first thing everyone now, goes to. That's California Adventure. California Adventure. Yeah, sorry, Calif- I'm going to California Adventure, but that cars ride is everyone goes to that first. Yep. And we didn't know that, so I was like, "All right, we'll just go to it later. No big deal." Mm. So 
we went to Toy Story Mania, checked check the app. It was like a 30-minute wait for the car's ride because it broke mm. down. So it went from like 60 minutes to 30 minutes. I'm like, let's go because we got to catch a plane too. Might as well. So fuck that shit because the single, no, Fast Pass, they just let people on Fast Pass go and go and go and go. And we're all in the waiting line. Like it went from 30 to 90 minutes probably. And we're just waiting. Is that a single rider? No, we didn't know about the single rider thing at the time. So like we were in the regular line for it and we're just in line moving a little bit. Then all of a sudden it's like everyone who has fast pass just going. I'm like, what the frig is going on? Fast pass is the way to go. Yeah. But, but at the same time it was like, they just kept going fast pass going. Like there's a big group and then like, you know, they have a little bit of us, like five people go from the regular line. Then everyone fast pass. I'm like, okay, that's not, that's not fair because that's bullshit. I felt like I, I, I feel like, uh, and this may be like a hard statement, but if, yeah. you, if you went to Disneyland and your review to me is I did nothing but wait in lines in the sun. You did it wrong. That's, that's, well, I, I, mean, I, I mean, not, not everybody knows yeah. and that's fine. You know, they, they should, it was the only line we really waited a long time mm. for everything else. We kind of got through well. Yeah, which is good. Um, and so, so now they have this Max Pass thing, which I was new I, to. I love Max Pass. Yeah, That's I love got. it to death. Yeah. You can order food from across the park, and yeah. then by the time you get there, you hit "I'm ready," and then it's there at the counter. Yeah. Whatever you're uh, it's fucking magic. And I love about Max Pass too, by the way, is mm. the downloading the photos. Which oh, I love is that bullshit in Disney World because they don't have Max Pass. Oh, really? The buy, they the got buy, the band, right? They got the band, yeah, which is awesome. But they have what you have to do is you have to buy the photo mm. pass. So it's like another like a hundred and something dollars yeah. for a day. Which I mean, like I like and pictures. But. I like pictures too. And like what me and my girlfriend did when we went, uh, we just went around last day. We took a bunch of pictures Then we went to the place to just download the ones we like. So we mm-hmm. did that instead. Cause we're like, well, we're not going to get everything we yeah. could, but yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and I grew up like two hours away from Disneyland where yeah, I know. Pretty, pretty much every year my, my mom would buy us all season passes. Oh, nice. And what was that like? Have a season pass for Disneyland? Uh, beautiful when you when you live nearby there. Like yeah. we, we would go pretty much like once a month. So the, the, a lot of my childhood is Disneyland related, but it's a yeah. specific period of Disneyland. Yeah. It's like a two year period where you guys are talking about all these like fast passes and stuff. I was like, I don't know, that, yeah. that, that didn't exist there. And then like oh, we had to get a photo pass. Like no, we just walked up to the booth and went that one, please. Yeah. And then we paid for it, and then they gave us a photo. And that, that's pretty much my my, my thing of Disney because after the point of like we stopped getting season passes, I stopped going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> things things were uh, a lot simpler. Back in the day, and oh, yeah. like it was a lot easier to just go to the park and yeah. have an experience. But with the with the more things that they're doing and the more groundbreaking things, like Cars Land was huge. Yeah, yeah, Cars Land was a miracle. That was the first post Eisner thing, I believe it was post Eisner. Um, that was like this is incredibly well themed. There's a big e ticket attraction in the yeah. back. This is not just a reskin. Um, it's completely immersive. It's wonderful. Yeah. I think Cars Land is responsible for um, partly responsible. Uh, for what eventually came to be uh, Galaxy's Edge and Di- Diagon Alley. Yeah. Because that was the first time they said, like, we're going to put you in the world of the movie, not just a yeah. tiny part of it, not just one building. We're going to put you in this town. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to recreate it to scale. And one of the most adorable things ever is uh, I was walking down um, down the street there in Radio mm-hmm. Springs, and I hear a kid tug on their, um, on their dad's shirt and was like, is this where they filmed the movie? <laughs> it's wonderful, yeah. you know. Um, but uh, but yeah, with, with the Max Pass thing, I I learned that you can just train all, yeah. all, all the, the you, so if you get Max Pass, do not go for the biggest. If if you open it up and it's yeah. seven thirty in the morning, yeah. Um, 
and, and it says, you know, this, everybody's gone for the Space Mountain Max Pass already. Yeah. Next available time slot is like 6.30 at night. Yeah. Don't take that. You need to get the ride that is the closest to your available time slot because you can get another fast pass yeah. within 15 to 20 minutes of that fast pass. That's true, yes. So you can just train them on. That's yeah. what you know. That's what we did. And um, we started out at Galaxy's Edge yeah. when the park very first opened. I got my boarding pass, got 14, went straight on to Smuggler's Run. That was a walk-on. Yeah. Did that. And then by the time we got out, our boarding pass was up for Rise. So yeah. we, I got to do both Star Wars things that I've never experienced before back-to-back. And then at that point, it's just go enjoy Disneyland. You did know? you try the milk? Did you try the green? I did. I didn't try the green, but I did try the blue, and I loved it. It was all right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not partial to it, to be honest. I, I see. I don't taste much. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very picky. I, yeah, um, I'm picky so too. Whenever just, it came to yeah. that, I was like, I don't know what taste this is. This is a new flavor. It's like a me. Fruit Loop flavor we were discussing, kind of yeah, like that. But like, you have to try the milk. Yeah, yeah. you have yeah, to try at, at one point, but but also at the same time with, with him, you got to understand. Uh, as soon as he's immersed in the environment, yeah. if whatever he's tasting immerses him in that environment too, yeah. it's immediately gone up like three or four points. So you are yeah. the ultimate like person to go to a theme park then too for, because oh, yeah. you are that person that they're ideally um, aiming for. Theme park rides are my second favorite form of storytelling next yeah. to movies, okay. legitimately. And that's yeah. why I love Disney so much is because like, yes, you can have a kick-ass roller coaster yeah. like um, Ghost Rider at Knott's, yeah. but- what something like the haunted mansion does or yeah. pirates of the Caribbean. And it, it, it with subtle storytelling details, like who was holding the candelabra yeah. at the end of the hall, who locked all the doors in the corridor doors, who nailed that coffin shut. And yeah. why is that trying to break out? Who the fuck is Madame Leota? Why yeah. can the ghost suddenly see us like these things that they strategically lay out for you to discover the story on your own yeah. is brilliant. Splash mountain is one of my favorite examples yeah. because you know, I, I love that ride. That was uh, my favorite growing up. It's yeah. very hard to find merchandise for that. Um, but they do have new Br'er Fox, Br'er Rabbit, and Br'er Bear plushies being sold at the Briar Patch right now. When I saw them, I damn near cried. Because um, I was like, where were those when I was a kid? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, if you make me cry on this podcast, I'll give you a, uh, I'll give you like half a Litecoin. Okay. So, sounds good. So, uh, we'll, we'll see what we can do. Um, cause we haven't even gotten into the heavy shit. Yeah. Um, oh shit. But, um, we're, we're on like a tangent guys. We are, so. we are, we are so fucking off. We yeah. are so far off you the map right Disney. now. Yeah, yeah. And you should not have done that. Well, now we're going to follow through. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Like James Hardy, I go hard on the paint. I'm glad. I'm glad. So, um, uh, so like just, just, uh, I will just describe why I love Splash Mountain and why yeah. I think it's a perfect example a great story of telling, what yeah. Imagineering does. So you, you, you immediately, you see that, um, 55 foot drop. Yeah. First thing right off the bat, thrill seekers are excited. You wait in line. You have the anticipation, the signs say warning, you will get yep. wet, but there's some slight theming in the queue. There's yeah. some quotes from song of the South and stuff like that. There's the uh, pictures of the characters. Um, and you're hearing wonderful music. Yeah. You get on the log. It takes you, right in front of that uh, drop again and be like, remember that's coming yeah. up. Don't forget you go up the barn. You see your first animatronic owl. You're like, Oh cool. Yeah. So there's going to be stuff like that. There's going to be, you know, critters and stuff in here. You loop around, you see, uh, you know, bro rabbits home. Yeah. You see Your mind's forgetting. Home. Your mind's forgetting. Exactly. You're, you're seeing things that, you know, not full cartoon world yet. Yeah. We're still outside, but after the first drop and you pass by that big yeah. one, one more time, you go through the first drop and now you are in the world of, um, you know, Br'er Rabbit and them. Yep. And it's, there's 
hundreds of animatronics. I yeah. think about 107, actually, to be 120. I forgot. Um, Did you count? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, those are actually animatronics. Is it weird that I'm not surprised a, at all? <laughs> no, no. The longer you you've, know me, the you've less just you met him, him and you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, those those animatronics are actually left over, yeah. uh, recycled from an old show called America Sing. Yes, which is I, why I so did many. watch that. The, that's awesome. the Funk Land. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Don't worry. I, I'm, I'm ahead of you. <laughs> yeah, he's keeping up. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, you. By the time you reach the second drop, the roller coaster drop, where it goes yeah. down and then back up again. You're completely immersed in this world. Yeah. You see, um, you see a fox and a bear. A bear is caught in a trap, and the fox is saying, "You're stupid for being caught in this trap." Yeah, yeah. And there's a, you know, there's a rabbit saying that he wants to run away from home. And you're like, "Okay, that fox was talking about wanting to catch a rabbit. Yeah. Is that the rabbit? That rabbit's running, uh, running away." Turn around. He said he's laughing. There's signs that say "to the laughing place," um, and uh, you know the bear is stuck in this hole. Yeah. Going on the drop, you see the bear with bees on his nose. You know, there's bees everywhere, yep. and like, okay, the rabbit tricked him. The yeah. first kind of, you know. Um, I guess a little, little like joke yeah. in it. Um, and then you turn the corner. Rare rabbit stuck. Music goes somber. Now it's yeah. the uh, the sad music, and you turn the corner and you see the big lift hill. Oops, yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. Now there's this big suspension of going up the hill. You see Br'er Rabbit tied up. This is the uh, this is the the dark night of the soul of the ride. And the then dark night of the soul. Yep, exactly. Of Splash Mountain. <laughs> And then you oh, go down the drop, have that exhilarating thrill. You're still outside. You hear the um, the instrumental version of Zippity Doo Dah until you eventually go back into the final sound stage where you see the big grand finale with the steamboat and it's celebratory and it's a full structure. It's yeah. it's a full story that you just experience in like eight minutes and forty six seconds. Did you also like, count that too? Yes. <laughs> I'm not surprised again. Disney World is like 14 minutes. Yeah. Um, it is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, their, their Splash Mountain is a little bit... Um, Elaborate. Yeah, it, it's a little bit bigger. Yeah. I prefer ours. There's more chaos. Yeah, There's a lot is. more animatronics that are close together. I'm, Disney World is more spaced out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish off on two points with the whole Disney thing. Mm-hmm. One, one with about Disney, one about Universal Studios in uh, Florida. But... Mm-hmm. Disney, because you know the Imagineering story. Yep. What's Tony Baxter's line that I, I, there's a Tony Baxter line I love a lot. I don't mm. know if you know what I'm going to talk about. Oh, I love Tony Baxter. Tony yeah. Baxter's line is, he doesn't make rides for the one-time viewer or a one-time person. He makes rides for the 20-time rider. Yeah. So that's a beautiful line. That's a, that's a whole filmmaking thing mm-hmm. as well, tying it yeah. back to filmmaking. And then the second thing is, have you ever been on Dudley Do-Right's Rip Saw Rapids? I have not. I haven't spent much time in Islands of Adventure. If you ever go on that one, that is the most wet I ever got <laughs> from a water ride. I shit you not. And it's like, it has that, has that vibe mm. of, um, splash Mountain. Yeah. So I highly recommend that for you. If you ever go, when you go back to universal, go to Ripsaw Rapids. That's uh, I, I plan to, because I, I worked at Hollywood yeah. for a long, long time. I worked at Jurassic park before they turned into Jurassic world. Cause nothing's sacred anymore. Can you believe he was and, a tour guide on the Jurassic park ride? He got, well, a, I was a tour guide. Mike. I was tour guide on the studio tour. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And I did also entertain people at Jurassic park. As a he, ranger. he still knows the entire speech. Yeah. <laughs> hey, do y'all want to take a ride on the <laughs> universal studio tour? Welcome aboard the world famous universal studio tour. My name is Niall spelled with a Y. Why? Cause I will be your guide as we lift the veil of secrecy of ho- some of Hollywood's hottest features. Holy shit. I can go into all of it. <laughs> he has the entire thing. <laughs> well, I mean, still if you, you work, if you work, it's in your head and ingrained, obviously. No, because not, yeah. in his heart, he's a performer. Well, yeah, I, I mean, it, it's, yeah. <laughs> and that's pretty much what I've been chasing in yeah. every job is like, I want to well, just 
you're continue a, to do you're that. a frame chaser, man. Yep, I both the frame. frame. Yeah, you're both Absolutely. frame chasers. So let's get back to yeah, on top. We're gonna leave the theme parks. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no. we're gonna go way back. Yeah. What was it that last? That um, was about a quarter of the time he could have gone. Yeah, oh, he could have yeah. gone so much. I mean, we, we didn't even talk about Epcot. I'm not gonna lie. Like we're on a multi track for this podcast. And if we didn't do, if we just stereo, we'd probably get about 120 hours mm. on a SD micro SD card. So I mean, we could have talked for 120 yeah. hours, but I don't think we can. I don't think it would be a. Yeah. a but but at the thing. same time, this this podcast is about filmmaking. Yeah. Movie. But I mean, he did wrap it into storytelling. But, but we, yeah, it's not storytelling. Yeah, it was which is fine too, because I think everyone there's the word genius, There's always a I'm lesson though. You, there's there's always a lesson someone's giving, and no matter how you're talking about whatever you're talking about, there's always a lesson. So obviously, someone's gonna find a nugget of information, find something interesting from that, and find that information to go forward to as well. I mean, so, he did say dark night of the soul. He did, which is did. it's important thing for anyone that's at all studied story structure. Yeah, it like, is. that's it. it, it I've, I've always found that term to be funny Yeah, because <laughs> there's all these parts dramatic. of the story structure, which just sound like normal, like, Oh, that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. And then there's one dramatic fucking statement. Dark night of the soul. And you're like, that seems so out of place from the rest of this guide. Why that one? That's, but it, I mean, it spells what it is. It, yeah. You understand it. Mm. So that's why it's the most fun to say. Yeah. I mean, I've heard other people, uh, there is another name for it. I think they changed it, but like, it will always be the dark night of the soul for me because I just love it. Like we actually started looking up just for shits and giggles before we, um, when we were planning our feature, my God, am I telling our story so out of order, but, um, we were looking up set terms. Yeah. You're looking at set terms like like they're like, ridiculous. Be, 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 like like when you're on set, like yeah. certain things they say over the, the see oh, if yeah. you remember what they mean. Team two is landed. <laughs> team two is landing. Yeah. Uh, oh, fuck. What was team two? Because team two is the actors. Isn't yes. It? Yeah. So that, that yeah. means the actors are on set. Okay. The actors have arrived. What's a ten two? Uh, I don't fucking know. Ten two. Uh, they say shit. It, it was <laughs> what? Ten two. I take a ten two. Yeah, I go shit. Really? Interesting. Yeah. 10-1's a piss. Mm. And then copy that, obviously. Is copy. Yeah, the, the, yeah. The, 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 there's just really silly ones. And, like, Team 2 has landed. Yeah. This mm. means the actors have walked in on the set. Really, I, I, the I, actors are here. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they have landed. In what helicopter? Yeah. Like, where were they? I didn't who hear the plane. Who blew the budget land. on the fucking helicopter? I didn't yeah. know. Who got a G5? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> who picked them up that way? They were just in a trailer down the... <laughs> A little bit around the way. Why? Why, why have they why, landed? Well, let me ask you this: Why did you guys look up? Why were you looking up set terms for your feature? Were you are you using it in your feature or uh, no? We we just just for shits and giggles, yeah. Because yeah. we were writing it, um, yeah. like we're not even close or ready to tell that story. But, but, yeah, we, no, but we were waiting we jumped, for our other writer partner to get back. So we're bearing leads here, I think mm, that's the yeah, correct no, term, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I think what it was is uh, we were kind of talking about like how we we kind of lead the set on, on certain films yeah. of what we were writing at the point. And he, he was like, have you seen some of the terms that they actually use on yeah. some of the professional sets? And I was, because I personally haven't worked yeah. on a professional set. No, um, I've worked on, but, but I've, I've worked on small sets and yeah. people still talk, you know, normal, like, Hey, <laughs> blah, blah is on set. And yeah. I'm like, Oh, I get that. Yeah. Um, so, but like professional sets, so he shows us that. And we, we start going down terms and the whole time it's like, but why there's a book. <laughs> you know, there's a, there's a Barnes and we can buy a book of all the set terms and all that shit. Yeah. It's, it's like 10 bucks. There's so much about Hollywood and professional yeah. filmmakers. And I'm sorry about who this is going to offend, but there's so much that I find only exists for the sake of being pretentious. There's no reason to not just say the actors are here. <laughs> like those, those are like, hand me an Apple one, Apple two. Like yeah. get me that box over there. That might yeah. be a different example. Cause an Apple box is a very specific type of box. Oh, yeah, there's, so, a, there's full um, half pancake, uh, yeah. quarter. 
right? Like things that like, why can't anyone just pick up and go? Like whenever I uh, first moved to LA yeah. and I was trying to get, you know, do it the, the grunt way, you know, yeah. do be, be a PA and yeah. bug someone to make me go up and do something higher and then maybe get noticed by someone and have yeah. a conversation with someone that whole route. They were like, you need to study all these terms because if you, you know, if you get one wrong or you go grab the wrong thing, they'll fire you immediately. Yeah. It's like, why? (laughs) It's, it's like, it doesn't, it's not just because I didn't want to put in the work. It's not just because I wanted to be lazy about it. It's because like, there's so much about Hollywood and filmmaking that has become such a members only thing. And a lot of it is pointless. A lot of it is only to keep that level of exclusivity. It's almost like a test that doesn't need to exist. The test should be, are you passionate about it? Yeah. Come aboard. You know, Uh, if it's like a high budget, like if it's like Avengers, then maybe you want to hire a PA that's worked on a couple things before. But if it's like this, this, you know, like a Nicolas Cage movie that's, you know, one of those, uh, like, like, um, fucking, what's the one where he met God played by Russell Crowe? Uh, Russell Crowe, <laughs> Russell Brand. Um, don't know that one. Have you not? Oh, it's wonderful. Oh, no, um, I haven't seen that one. He yet. plays a guy, true story, a guy who, uh, was told by God that he himself needed to go kill Saddam Hussein. <laughs> I have not seen this. So he goes off to do that. Oh, my gosh. And it's a wonderful movie. Um, and Russell Brand plays God. Um, but anyways, yeah. Uh, so, so if you're on that set, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, if you're on that set, like, yeah, like just teach, it doesn't yeah. take more than five seconds to be like, hand me, uh, this thing. It's, it's that over there. Yeah. That's what it looks like. Hey, it's called this. Yeah. yeah. Type thing, yeah. You know, let's educate rather yeah. than like, you have to be at the top of your game. You need to have gone to the most prestigious of film schools and shit like that just to even be in my presence. Like, no, fuck that. We're, we're all in a, in a creative community together. And we need to be building each other up, not setting up various roadblocks to knock yeah. each other well, down. Well, there's also a wonderful book called A Thousand One or 101 Things that you don't learn in film school. I don't know if you ever heard of this book, mm-hmm. but basically they say, like, you're not going to be a Everyone's going to try to be a director, but, like, you're not going to be a director because uh, Johnny over there, his dad paid for the school to donate all this money. So he's going to be a director. You're going to be ending up as a grip. And you're going <laughs> to learn about other things. So that, I mean, that's, again, the exclusivity and shit like that. So, you yeah. know, you're. The only way you're going to become a director is if you just that's just rank up. That's disgusting. To yeah, me. like it's or it's figure it out and make your own shit. Yeah, that no, that too. That I too. mean, that's <laughs> that that's pretty much like a you know spoiler alert. That right there, what he said is going to be the main takeaway, the main lesson for you kids. The what did we learn today? Yeah, make your own shit, and yeah. and we'll go into more detail about that later. Um, well, how did you guys meet? By the way, that's why I want because I feel like if I don't ask that now, I'm never going to ask that later. Okay, so how we met. Um, Oh my God, there are no short answers. So in 2010, <laughs> okay, um, I used to play a game called Second Life. And okay. I don't remember the ages of um, like, like th- those two years. I don't even remember how fucking old I was. I don't remember Life Life. I just yeah. have memories of that Second you Life. You just play a lot of Second Life. Yes, because I met this buddy, um, my friend Tyrus. Yeah. And, um, I met him when he was going through a really rough time and I was going through a really rough yeah. time. So we kind of built each other up and I wasn't going to school at the time mm. dealing with like hospital stuff. Yeah. So we hung is, out. Is the gallbladder stuff still or no? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, uh, we, we would hang out. I had my laptop yeah. whenever I can get a hold of Wi-Fi. you know, I would get on there and yeah. we would just live this life that was far better than the one I was living at the time for yeah. both of us. Um, and so that is how I met my first online friend. I met him for the first time two years ago. Okay. Cool. Um, we, we were friends for nine years at that point before I met him. 
so that trend, meeting friends online because of how often I had to move, because of how often my location would just get switched and my yeah. life would be turned upside down, shit like that. Online friends were the only ones that I had. Yeah. Um, and to nobody's surprise, he used to use Second Life. To make short films. That's true. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. If you go to Tyrus and Nao, um, oh my God. Is on YouTube also? Yes. Tyrus and Nao is my Let's Play channel that I ran yeah. for eight years. Okay. Uh, eight years straight. Not everything is good, but. YouTube member, YouTube partner? YouTube? Um, we, we were partners. We okay. were partners back oh, when it was far easier to be partners. Yeah. Um, and it was never hard. It was always hard to be partners, but they always just changed on you, fucked you over. Yeah, 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 exactly. And we did get fucked over. Yeah, but still, um, I, you know, we did let's plays, and I had fun with that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you know, but I, I kind of like to talk. Um, I can't tell. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm well, having a problem. I'll, I'll try to keep it up more. Um, so it was just a good excuse to talk more. We yeah. had podcasts. Tyler's yeah. Nail Live. We had 11 episodes. In um, in uh, in uh, Second Life. Did you have a podcast in Second Life or an actual podcast? An actual podcast. Like, okay. we would just talk on Skype and oh, okay. record it. Yeah. But uh, Second Life, we would do some gameplay videos on there. But we would also play... Uh, see, we couldn't be great Let's Players because we couldn't play the games together. And yeah. everything we played had to be, like, an online multiplayer thing. Yeah. Or we're, like, like completely, um, like, reworking... Uh, we're pretty much like hacking shit to yeah, make yeah. it to where I can like run this emulator and have him watch. Oh, and what a what a good time when the emulator yeah, around. Exactly. <laughs> um, you know, in, in those type of things. Yeah, yeah. Which was fun. But eventually I got tired of it and I was like, I kinda wanna do filmmaking with Second Life. So there's there's a couple of good things. If you go to Tyrus Nao, T Y R U S N N A O and go to playlists and yeah. you see a thing called Niles Filmmaking Project. Yeah. You can see pretty much everything that I've done leading up to the the Happy Knife era, which is what I call it, which is where I met him and yeah. how I met him in the question that was asked. Um, pretty much the same story, but replaced Second Life with VR Chat. Okay, VR Chat. I'm sure a lot of people have heard of it. Nope. Uh, it's it's a it's an it's a pretty much a, a huge chat room, primarily built for virtual reality. Okay. Um, it's like Second Life, but not quite. Okay. Um, it's a lot harder to build things. In Second Life, you build things on your own. Mm -hmm. Right-click, create a box with spawn. You can stretch it. You can yeah. put different textures on yeah. it, and that's how people would build. With this, you'd actually have to download Unity and, like, fucking design, you know, oh, much, shit. like a game engine thing. Um, Which we learned how to do. We did learn how to do, and we wow. did great things with it. Um, <laughs> uh, but one of the things you can do is you can make yourself look like anything you want. Yeah. And those are avatars. Yeah, so yeah. you can go to worlds where you hunt for avatars. You know, I was looking for a Jack Sparrow one. Yeah. So I go to this world, I think it was called Lexers. Um, and I run into, uh, nope, I'm skipping things. I'm skipping things. This is where, this is most recent. So I'm going to actually yeah. pass it on to him. Because right. he remembers this a little bit better than I do. So, yeah, so, so, so VR chat. Yeah. Um, I became interested in uh, kind of virtual reality and that type of stuff for a little while. Mm -hmm. And there was a period in my life uh, where it was shortly after I, I had a divorce. Okay. And kind of became socially isolated. Mm -hmm. And I had been seeing a lot of YouTube stuff on something called VR chat. Yeah. And a lot of memes and people running around as, as different, like, for their favorite characters, or another one was people running around as a tiny uh, Ugandan knuckles telling, asking where the princess is at. Um, and I found some of that funny and some of it annoying, yeah. but I got interested enough of being like, this seems interesting and a good way for me to socialize yeah. and get back into that world because I'm tired of being depressed. Yeah. So I jump into VR chat, I put on an Irish accent, and I just start. Can I, hear this, I, need, I need to hear this Irish accent. Absolutely. I don't, you know, it's, it is whatever it is, you know. 
And, uh, <laughs> now, did so, you change your name in this Irish accent? Did you have a different name, or did you? Well, I mean, my name is what I usually go by, which is Dead Eye Mice. Oh, okay. And they just go around, and I just start talking to people and having conversations and having casual things. All right. And uh, just you know, you, you act natural with it, and it's all good. Yeah. And so that, that's kind of what I would do, and I just okay. meet people, and we would talk, and then I meet this one guy in a nightclub. Um, in VR chat. Uh, this is like, I don't know why I just thought of like a ready player one for a weird second. Dude, pretty like, much. Yeah. Pretty much. It's, as close <laughs> as, it's about as close as we have right now because yeah. if you have the full VR unit, you can actually get like leg things and you can sit there and actually read your leg movements and you can dance with people. Oh, shit. So they're going to be involved. Was in Oculus? Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, I so listened it's, it's, to it's the f- ready player one book after we've had this whole experience that he's about to tell you. Yeah. And there are two things in that book that I didn't do. Everything else. Is in VR. It's something that, it's, that it's, we that's have in done. VR chat. That book is no longer like the only thing that's fiction is the post-apocalyptic world. Everything they do in that game is 100% possible in real life, and we've done it. So you, but you always don't have a million dollars and like or a billion dollars and run no, out. No, the, no, the, no. The, the the currency in the game does not turn into. That's one of the two things. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple like little small things, but otherwise, I, I was mean, say, Jesus, guys, it's existing in a world. Like I, I so, so you like walk through a portal, yeah. and this one I was like, I just want to go to a nightclub. And just hang out because I don't really dance in public, but I'm in a VR persona that's an Irish dude. So fuck yeah. it, I'm going to dance. And I did. And it was fun. And there was other people around me yeah. dancing and we're like pumping fists at each other. And I'm in a nightclub with the actual lighting going yeah. on. And I get tired and sweaty. So I decide to just go up to an, an upper balcony area where the music's a little bit lower. And I, yeah. I sit down there and allow myself to sit in real life. And then another guy walks up and starts talking to me. Yeah. And uh, we start talking about D&D and stuff. Okay. And he's like, hey, so they just opened up a new room where uh, there's like, you're just in like an apartment yeah. with a whole D&D table set up. Let's go check that out. And I go and check. So I'm like, cool, let's go do that. So we go check that out. And um, we go in the room and there's two people in it along with some other people, but two people in specific that are super excited about being there and about trying to figure out how to run this game without having a VR unit. And they're yelling at each other and yelling. And it's pretty much one of them yelling at the, uh, yeah. another one about hey, get the pieces, set them up here, do this. And the other guy's just going, I don't know how to do it. It doesn't set up right. They're like, yeah. oh, because you're doing it wrong. Imagine Jay and Silent Bob, but they both talk oh, a boy. lot. Um, and that happened to be him and his buddy Tyrus. And, <laughs> and they get to talking and we just hang out. Wait, let me ask you this. Sorry to cut you off. Were you doing a let's play video while... Nope. Uh, okay. Yep. This no, was uh, us uh, just hanging out. That's okay. how we just, just, want, just wanted to ask. Just, but just completely personality. But then they start recording after we all run into each other yeah. and we all mm-hmm. start just getting along and getting hyped. And they're like, okay, we're, we're going to start recording now. Yeah. And they make one of this other people just like do their intro, like, hey, say this. Yeah. And then she does, but then instead promotes her YouTube channel Good in the her. intro. Good yeah. for her. <laughs> Cross- like, I need you to say cross branding. Uh, Hi, my name is um, her name, uh, yeah. and you're watching Tyra's Nail. And she was like, Hi, this is me, and you're watching my channel. And, like, and she said the name, and I fucking died laughing. <laughs> and it was it was so amazing because she was talking in this voice translator yeah. that sounded like an adorable robot. And they were like, Every yeah. time she said anything, so it it just it killed me, and um, we both we shared that laugh. I believe. Yeah, we, no, it was all a good time. <laughs> and uh, but the moment that made us all like really click was after we got done kind of trying to do D and D. Yeah, we had realized we were kind of just playing off each other in improv, <laughs> and we decided, hey, let's go to this courtroom area and dun, let's dun, have dun, mock, dun, dun, yeah, sorry. and just have mock courts. <laughs> And this is all on YouTube recorded, and it's probably still one of my favorite like gameplay sessions yeah. that we ever did because it was all improv, 100% improv. It allows you to go in the back and like set up yeah. evidence, and I got to play the it's judge. Not evidence. Yeah, so I got to play the judge, 
And then we all improved a court case oh where, where we actually brought someone in yeah. as a defender. And, pe- and what's great is as we're doing this, people would come in like randoms that weren't involved with this, and they would sit in the audience and not interrupt. They would just Me- watch. Solid Snake from Metal Gear Solid. He he walked in, yeah. and he was doing the voice and everything. Like, well, what is this? You know, and yeah. then he, he walked in, and he was like, I'm your lawyer now. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, 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 and so like all this stuff is there, and everyone was playing along. We're having a great time yeah. improving. And we made each other laugh constantly. And it's all in one night, right? All, all one, one night. night. So how are you feeling? Because you're you're telling me you're depressed and yeah, sad no, I, from this thing, and like you know the, the I guess you're like holy shit, this is awesome. Like you're you know going back out in the world, yeah, and and having a great time and laughing yeah. and being creative with, yeah. with with people that are feeling are, are fueling each other's yeah. creativity. And it's it's something that's absolutely magical because a lot of the work I've done creative, and mm. one of the reasons why a lot of the writing stuff. The majority of that work yeah. um, ended up starting to really get to me, and I didn't like it as much, is because it's all very, very insular and solo. Yeah. Um, so that's and so that's why I ended up going back into the corporate world and getting a job with a great company. Yeah. Um, who hired me, and they're still great. Uh, but meeting these guys and dealing with that and getting that improv work and just yeah. to make each other laugh, and then finding out that uh, one of them is involved with filmmaking and. Yeah. And all that, and he introduces me to that world. Yeah, was great, mm-hmm. and uh, it all started like me and him started hanging out more yeah. often because of, of our creative clicking. Yeah, and I now had people to play off of in order to be creative and express that that part of me again mm-hmm. and build them up as well. Yeah, and I start telling him a story about uh, a mm-hmm. time uh, shortly after high school where I got into uh, ghost hunting. Okay, and. A lot of really, really crazy shit happened that to this day I still can't 100% uh, explain. But at the same time, it's freaking hilarious. Um, I'm just going to give you the title because the entire story is long. And also, we might end up writing a film about it. Now, now after this, I'd like to request because um, I want you to say the title. We're going to take a couple steps back and I'm going to finish the journey that we're... These two stories are completely synced okay. yeah. because what comes after this is sort of a finale for what happens in a creation of, of okay. a new beginning at that. So gotcha. yeah. go ahead. So the title of it and how I introduce it is the demon from in between worlds that even the devil fears and the Snapple bottle of Christ. That's a long friggin' title. Yeah. Mm. Let me go ahead and break that down one more time. Yeah. The demon from in between world that even the devil fears and the Snapple Bottle of Christ. There's a reason it has that title. It's completely a true story. Yeah. And it will become a fucking movie. Yes. Okay. <laughs> now. Because he made me start writing a book. Yes. About awesome. It. And then halfway through the book, he's like, let's write a script about it. Yeah, yeah. And then we started writing other scripts together. And from then on, I moved his ass out to Vegas and we started buying a ton of equipment Yeah, and he taught me more about filmmaking and editing yeah. and all of that. And I started taking all the writing experience that I had before and turning that into screenwriting instead. That's wonderful. And building that up now. And I love film because it's everything I've been looking yeah. for in writing because the best I work is when I get to collaborate with people, yeah. when I get to help inspire one another I, to create yeah. wonderful, cool things. That's the best. And that's what filmmaking yeah, is. It's one yeah. of the greatest collaborative art forms in the world. Oh, it is. I agree. 100%. 100%. Now, before you get into your story, I want to ask you this. How long did it take you to make a move out here? Like, how long did you guys know each other before you made a move out here? Before he moved out here? Yeah. Yeah, because he, he was here already. Yeah, he was um, here already. How he, long did it take us 
from the time that we met to the time I moved out. Like, was it like a five years, two years, three years, four years, it was 20 years? It was definitely under one. It was, it was under a, a wow, year. holy shit. Yeah, I think it was like... So you guys months, really clicked. Months? Yeah, it's like yeah. awesome. Seven, eight yeah. months, because yeah. our first feature film that we wrote together... Yeah. Um, let's, let's jump the gun on that yeah, okay. one. Don't, okay. don't, yeah, yeah. We can't, we can't um, jump that gun yet. Because we, we're almost there. Yeah. We're, we're Witcher style this right now. We're, yeah. we're, so, All right, back so, to the past. Rewind. Yeah. So other, we, we've, other point of view. We've told right. the first half. Oh, Harley uh, Quinn did that. Uh, yeah, we Birds t- of Prey did that yesterday. Yeah. It pissed me off. Ooh, I, 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 I've uh, told the first third yeah. of, of the uh, the three thirds of my life that, that led me here. The first yeah. third was, you know, the uh, the growing up, the homeless stage, other yeah. stuff. Um, most important thing there, made Simon. Second one, high school. High school that was shitty. I started actually making short films there. Yep. I made this uh, short film called The Figure because mm-hmm. uh, that was the first feature. I'm doing air quotes because yeah. it was 40 pages long. Um, and it's a feature. It's yeah. 40 minutes is a feature in British eyes. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Um, and that was uh, that script is uh, my first like horror script yeah. um, that is written in actual uh, script format. Mm. We were planning on shooting this. Um, it started out called Faceless, and it okay. was a Slenderman movie. Okay, the original and Slenderman movie. It was the original Slenderman movie, and I have no problem saying that this movie would have been far better than the yeah. one that we got. I didn't see it. Yeah. yeah, it's um, oh boy, uh, I I was live texting him whenever yeah. I was fucking watching that. Um, anyways, uh, so so I started making uh, so that that script. I I emailed the guy who who had the rights to. Uh, uh, Slender yeah. hundreds of times trying to get the rights for it. And I realized like eventually like that's not going to happen. I'm in high school. Yeah. Why would he give a shit? Um, he made the wrong move, but uh, <laughs> we, uh, um, I changed it from faceless to the figure yeah. and tweak the, the main monster to be about this demon that um, is a representation of repressed trauma and okay. dealt with emotions and how that can grow and fester and ultimately not only affect you, but affect the people around you as well. Yeah. That was the point of that script. And um, we met some guy, the first producer that I worked with, um, that um, he he advised me, like, you need to make a, a short film to gain traction for this. So I we fucking made hate that so much. Oh, mm-hmm. that's another story. That's, mm-hmm. that's later on. We'll talk about mm-hmm. that. Uh, I, so we did that. Um, a friend of mine uh, was a filmmaker at the time. Yeah. He has a lot of great equipment. And he was like, don't worry. We got this all taken care of. Yeah. Now- if this person I'm talking about right now is listening, there's no more bad blood. Like we've we've talked everything out yeah. and everything's fine at this moment. Because um, this is coming at out this in like, moment. This is coming out probably like October, November, maybe. Because mm. you're for, this is episode forty two. <laughs> so okay. yeah, yeah at, at this time everything, everything's great. Perfectly fine. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's great for the all the projects. We're probably going to end up mentioning. Yeah, yeah that works. That, that works wonders. Wow, they're going to be able to see a whole lot. That's fantastic. Yeah. You guys are in the future. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Um, let I, me know how those things turned out. Um, so, uh, based on what we have so far, I'm going to tell you spoilers. It's fucking amazing. Yeah, (laughs) pretty much. Um, so the figure was a big filmmaking lesson. That was the first time I ever directed like an actual set. Like there was lights, there was tripods, there was cameras. What was that like? It was amazing because it went from a, a a digital camera Mm -hmm. that had a battery life of 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, twenty dollars and a bucket of fried chicken was our budget with that. Okay, from where um, Popeyes, churches, KFC. It was it was KFC, I believe. All right, I'm a Popeyes guy, but we went with KFC that day. Good choice. Um, and uh, and the wrong this one is always churches. Yes, you know I know um, we had churches but once. Their but biscuits are great. Their biscuits are better than all of the drive-throughs. But their ch- chicken is just it, it's like they they cooked it and they're like, yep, that's good. Dipped it in grease one more time and then plopped it on the thing. Yeah, I never. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, not great. Um, <laughs> sorry about your church of sponsorship. We're not going to churches anytime soon, so <laughs> I don't think they're listening. Um, so I I, uh, I create this costume, yeah, yeah. and you can see the figure um, on our channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's further down. I uploaded everything I've ever done on it. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was definitely a learning experience because just because people have the equipment and they have the passion for it, yeah. does not mean you need to let them take control of your set. Well, you're a director. You're you a director. Yeah. You direct that set. Yeah. You're in charge. Um, I was passive, and I was yeah. like, these people are kind enough to come over and bring their equipment, stuff yeah. like that. And I kept suggesting things and like, no, it worked better this way. I'm like, yeah. okay, well, if you guys say so. I'll, all I did was direct the actors. Yeah. Um, we had two people cancel. One person never acted a day in her life. Yeah. Um, and I just helped her out a bit. And I legitimately believe yeah. she gave the best performance in the, in the whole short. Um, some people just, they have no idea they can act. Yeah. Until you just put them in the right situation. I have two questions for you. One mm. a statement, one a question. Mm. Did you, or maybe two questions, did you ever, or maybe I don't know what they are, but did you ever read like books on directing or did you just go off like watching movies and like. I listened to one book on directing. Okay. And then after that, I cut myself off gotcha. because I didn't want to be influenced because yeah. uh, one of the topics of that book was you need to find your own directing style yeah. and you need to find your own ways of connecting. Yeah. Um, and uh, after that, I was like, I don't want any other outside. Influence. Gotcha. So like, and I this, went to film school for a tiny bit, yeah. but um, that was mostly just to recognize what type of shots or what and yeah. how not to break the line and shit like that. Yeah. And the second thing is, um, I don't, yeah, this might be a question, might be a statement, but like, we're talking about like people influencing you, like, you know, taking over the set, mm-hmm. like, you know, being a DP, you have to talk to the director, have that conversation. Mm. I mean, they have to kind of influence you in a Senate. Like, hey, it's not going to work. We have to do it this way because of this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. If they're not giving you reasons, I mean, that they get, they're the ones who kind of get to listen to producer wise yeah. and that. So, I mean, was it not the DP who was like giving you? No. You know, okay, that's what it I was not trying that, yeah, to ask. No, I, I, uh, I may have, um, I, I didn't mean it as in like, you don't listen to anybody because then your movie will turn out terrible. Yeah. I, whenever, how I direct is like, I will let everyone know like what I want to do and how I want this to go. But I invite anyone, if they have a better idea to suggest it to me, um, talk to me about it, yeah. you know, and we'll try it that way. Even if I'm not a huge fan, I yeah. want to try it just to see where it goes. Yeah. Um, but what was happening on this set is I was noticing problems. Yeah. Like, Hey, that camera equipment's in the shot right there. And that's fine. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay. Like, that, that, you don't know, okay. you know, you don't know as much as we know yeah, sort yeah. of attitude. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we filmed it and like, I was having fun cause I didn't, I was like, okay, well these guys know what they're doing. I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm not going to have to edit it too. They have an editor. Yeah. So I'm just going to send this footage off and it's going to come back a wonderful award winning horror movie. Yeah. Um, I got the cutback from this editor, Yeah. this editor that I, we were so lucky to have because he was like a, professional yeah um and we've seen some of the things that he did and he was like oh this is just my early stuff like it gets way better i'm like okay fucking yeah, yeah. awesome he sends me the cut i legitimately think he's joking like he he um every time there's dialogue that's gone yeah it cut all audio no room sound just yeah. just just like silence to um like ambience and everything this wasn't a dialogue. rough cut this was like no, a this actual- is the final edit there's camera equipment in the shots. Oh my gosh. There are dialogue. Uh, there's dialogue that is cut off. There is 
just about everything that could be possibly wrong about it. Yeah. So I sent it back and I was like, very funny, man. Um, uh, let me know whenever the, the, the final cut's done. I'm super excited about it. Yeah. He gets mad that I've uh, insulted yeah. his, his, um, you know, his, his, his artistic integrity. Yeah. And at this point I'm just confused. I'm, I'm mad. Yeah. He's refusing to give me the raw footage. Yeah. So when you watch the the short, there's yeah. a there's a lot of shots that are very grainy yeah. and fuzzy. Because I had to take what he sent me and I re-edited it twelve times Holy to get shit. it to a point where the structure made sense, the shots made sense, and I added my own music. I had to um, record and add room sounds to yeah. fix the ambience. Um, I had to do a lot, and that is uh, that was one of the most powerful lessons I learned in filmmaking. Yeah. Now that, unfortunately that situation, um, that was kind of put on a hold until, uh, like the filmmaking thing was put on a hold again. Yeah. It was pretty much just peaks. Like I made Simon and then it dropped down yeah. and I made the figure and then it dropped down. And then I had, uh, whenever I was, uh, in LA, uh, I made this thing called trick, which yeah. I'm still very, very proud of. Yeah, it was an assignment and it says you need to film a chase scene. It was yeah. October. Of course I'm going to do horror cause I love it. Yeah. Um, and that one I believe turned out really good. That was the first time I ever screened something that I dire- uh, directed, uh, in front of an audience mm-hmm. and that made me cry. Uh, I mean, that would make me cry too. Like, it was, that's, it's, it's a very powerful thing, especially seeing your first work in from oh, yeah. people. That, yeah. And here are the reactions yeah. of it like that. Again, that was a new high. Like yeah. filmmaking is a series of new highs. Yeah. That, that was, uh, you know, I've been chasing that one ever since as well. What's your favorite horror film, by the way? I don't think I ever asked you. My favorite horror was it, film? Was it the David Samberg one? The, no, no, that's just an inspiration. Uh, oh, okay. my favorite. My God, that's that's tough. I can tell you my favorite horror game, Silent Hill 2. Okay. None, but favorite horror film, it has to be a, um, uh, I'd have to, I'd have to go with not, not because of how scary it is, yeah. but because of how much it means to me and how inspiring it was to me. I'm going to go with the original A Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, mean, I, I was talking to a friend earlier, uh, George Elias. I don't know if you know uh, Vin DeSanti. I her, do not. He did um, Never Hike Alone, the Jason Voorhees. Like, I've, fit, I've been seeing that. Yeah. He uh, I haven't that. watched he, it yet. I think he's doing a uh, Friday, Friday, Nightmare on Elm Street one, too, I heard. So, so. Or by the time this is out, maybe he did it. I don't know. Mm, but uh, Interesting. Yeah. So is that like... Um, I, I promise, audience, I'll get back on track, but I'm really curious about this. What is that? Never is Hike it, Alone? Is it a fan film? Yeah, it's a fan film. It's apparently the best uh, Friday the 13th movie. I, I don't have trouble believing that. Yeah. It's <laughs> uh, actually funny story. I'm This is Friday. I'm actually talking to Vin Monday. Mm. Yeah. Really? So, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. That's fantastic. Okay. <laughs> I have to watch the film, though, first, so I need to do that yeah. before I talk to him. That's a good idea. Or I'll think about just going in. <laughs> well, I'll watch it again. Yeah. Because I, have, I haven't seen it yet. I'm, I'm actually yeah. really excited. The next time we see that, and you remember where we always see it, we're going to fucking watch it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, so um. then I go to L.A. Yeah. This is L.A. take one. Yeah. Um. I'm moving in with this friend that um. things are... Okay now, yeah, but they did turn abusive towards me. Okay, at this point, wait, um, you were the abuser, or no? I was the, the abused. The abused. Okay, um, and it was kind of coming to a head at that point, but I figured that the the move and the transition, yeah, would kind of make a difference. Okay, um, you know, we're both going to live our dreams, which yeah. is just my dream. Yeah, um. 
and I was living with um, these people that they were incredibly nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were wonderful, but they had like 50 lifestyles. They were, uh, they were carpenters. They were blacksmiths. They were gardeners. Shit. They were, um, uh, they, they were farmers. So this rent was, f- my God, uh, just thinking about it. It was like, uh, $800 yeah. each. Yeah. And 30 hours of work on one of those, uh, either of those jobs in yeah. the house. That was our rent, monthly rent. Wow. Um, room. For, for a room. For a room. Which, by the way, is a room that Meatloaf uh, stayed in. That's oh, wow. pretty cool. That's I love pretty Meatloaf good. a lot. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, once I found that, well, I was like, yeah, oh, that's kind of cool. You would do anything for love, but you won't do that. Not that. No. 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 Um, Just making sure. Uh, no, 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 I won't do that. Um, so uh, LACC, uh, yeah. right down the street. This yeah. was in Silver Lake. So I was high school still, huh? High school still. No, LACC was community college. Oh, sorry. Los Angeles, yeah. uh, city college. They're using all these acronyms. Um, I'm just yeah, so sorry. confused. <laughs> <laughs> um, Los Angeles city college. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was about a three hour walk okay. from that place. A walk that I took a lot because, um, shit, you got your steps car. in. I got my steps in, but it was an inspiring, wonderful walk. I'd yeah. listen to movie reviews and I'd just mm. look over the mountains and I'd see the Hollywood sign and just yeah. remember why I was there. Yeah, yeah. I was still so in love with Hollywood itself. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the glitz and the glamour, all that stuff. Well, I was 100% into it. Mm. Um, and uh, that's, you know, where I filmed Trick. And then eventually, um, you know, the money just didn't work out. That's yeah. I started working at Universal working at Jurassic Park this time around. Yeah. Um, but things did, got- Did you spare no expense? I, I spared no expense. <laughs> <laughs> um, but don't worry, I, I found a way. Yeah. Um, uh, by the way, did you, uh, fun fact I just read in mm-hmm. theory, side, and again, tangents. Yeah. yeah uh, the Chilean sea bass thing, that's a false thing. Because apparently, if you look, there's someone was saying Chilean sea bass, it, there's, there's another version of Chilean sea bass that's not Chilean sea bass. Mm. It's a cheaper fish. And hmm. apparently John Hammond just bullshitting them and saying it's Chilean sea bass. He, he bullshits a lot. There's yeah. another so, thing that he yeah. bullshits on that I'll talk about after this. Yeah. So that, that's what, like, Ellie doesn't believe, obviously, it's like, the thing is that Ellie doesn't do the bullshit. She doesn't believe the bullshit that he's saying. Mm. So that's why she's not even eating the Chilean sea bass because mm. she knows. So that, that was a fun Now, fact. I've always wondered if this was part of the script yeah. or if it was just literally a mistake. But they were like, um, uh, there was a conversation, I forgot what it was, and it was like, um, yeah, how do you know that this park is going to be a success? Like, don't you think things yeah. can go wrong? And he said, well, when Disneyland opened in 1956, nothing worked. Yeah. Disney Disneyland opened on July 17th, 1955, John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, I'm not the writer yeah. of Jurassic Park. Also, Richard um, Attenborough made Chaplin. Great movie. He did, yeah. And, and you know, he also made Gandhi. So, yeah. I, like, I can't give him too much. Yeah. But just, like, it's one number off. Um, <laughs> One year. <laughs> Not a big deal. Not a big deal. No one knows um, about Disneyland. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, it's, so it's the guy to your uh, left. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's, I can't do park. it's fine. Um, so, yeah. Um, we lost the place. Okay. I moved back. Uh, our relationship went to a, uh, a really rough head. Yeah. And which led me into a, uh, a bit of a freak out. And I've been feeling a little different. Mm-hmm. For the past two years, and been wondering why yeah, yeah. I've been having rapid mood swings, yeah. changing by the hour, as in not by this, the day. In uh, last two years, as in like the last two years of at this point, at this point, yeah, in the story, okay, in the story, just make this one. The last two years, shit, right? I was changing moods extremely, uh, yeah. every couple of hours, yeah. from like angry to yeah. 
clinically depressed to like actually suicidal. Okay. Um, having no fucking clue why. And I just figured like, oh, puberty, whatever. Like yeah. it, it's, it's fine. Like I, I, I always told that weird shit happens to your body. Yeah. Um, but after this freak out, uh, led to a suicide attempt, which landed me overnight in the hospital. And, um, that, that night I was in a completely white room, Mm -hmm. uh, with a mattress on it that had no blankets or anything. Yeah. Um, I guess so I couldn't hurt myself with it. Um, because I I went to the main holding area, the the psych ward, Mm -hmm. um, because like I, um, I, I was driven there by a cop. Yeah. Um, it was actually very nice. He, he gave me a really nice conversation on the way there. Um, but I was still kind of like out of it. Yeah. Uh, and I, I go into the psych ward and it's, but you know what? But, sorry to cut you off. Mm-hmm. You know, that means people care. Yeah. People care. That was one of the, yeah. that was one of the first things I remember thinking is like, like shit. I almost, I almost missed out on so much, including yeah. this conversation. Yeah. Um, so I'm already starting to kind of feel like yeah. the, the regret of, of, of that attempt. Yeah. And I go to the psych ward and it's not exactly, it's not like one flew the cuckoo's nest, but there was, um, those images that you've seen. Yeah. yeah. Um, people banging their heads up against the wall. Um, people laughing maniacally in the corner, like shit like that. I was scared. Um, and there was one room and because I was very compliant, I was very nice to everybody. Yeah. I was just kind of, Relatively emotionless. I wasn't making a big deal about anything. I just, the only thing I requested was if I can have my phone. Yeah. Um, and, uh, they said, yes, but when you go back there, we have to take it. Yeah. Away from you. So I was in this white room. They trusted me with a room because yeah. I was really, you know, I, I was relatively fine in the mattress with nothing on it. No window, no clock, yeah. nothing. And I stayed in that room for 42 hours. Okay. Staring up at the wall. And what was going on in my head, start to finish, mm-hmm. is what became the script, Simon. Okay. Uh, I was working through everything that I was going through mentally, everything yeah. I've been repressing. Mm-hmm. And I saw them uh, embodied as different monsters. Okay. Um, like uh, the one I love to give the example of is the Roped Man. The Roped Man is a, uh, a monster that I envisioned that looked like me, um, mm-hmm. but very withered. Yeah. Skin uh, completely, uh, pretty much destroyed with rope burns. Yeah. Ropes around my eyes to symbolize my inability to see the actual situation in front of me. Uh, around my mouth to uh, symbolize the inability to speak up, speak out about what's going on. Yeah, a broken uh, leg that I'm dragging behind me to represent the uh, the weight that I'm carrying and the uh, the crippling um, uh, troubles that, that is happening and the arm bound to my side with one free, Very which symbolic. is only just about half capable of doing. Yeah. yeah. And, um, so I just spent all that time thinking about that. So by the time I left the room, I just couldn't wait to start writing that down. Yeah. And they took me out and they said, um, you know, we're going to give you, de- we're going to, um, uh, evaluate you. Yeah. And long story short, I found out that I am manic depressive bipolar and a dual diagnosis with borderline personality disorder. Holy moly spagoli. Quite a lot. Um, Now with medication and with therapy, that shit is relatively um, easy to handle as long as I keep up on it. Yeah. But, um, you know, as I say, like being legally crazy only makes me more of a valid artist. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, all the good artists are are crazy. Exactly. Look at Jackson Pollock. Exactly. Yeah. Um, So uh, I I go home and I write that script. Mm -hmm. And how long did it take you to write that script? So here's the thing with manic depressive bipolar, you have, um, 
you know, my borderline makes me change by the hour. Yeah. But I still have something called manic states, which is a period of time where you feel like you're on cocaine. Okay. You're on top of the fucking world. You can do anything. Um, and it's really dangerous because you will spend everything in your bank account. You will do terrible things, um, yeah. to your body. Like I, fuck, I could drink all this alcohol. I, yeah. I'm invincible. Um, and what I did, I had the best writing day of my life. Well, that's a great, and it plus, will never yeah. happen again. And it has never happened since I wrote 42 pages in one sitting. Wow. That's incredible. 42 pages. And that I is, am proud of it, yeah. but I mean, it was literally just me remembering what I was uh, thinking in that hospital, yeah. chain smoking joints and um, writing that down. Now it's the chain smoking joints thing that I probably wish I didn't do because when I went back to <laughs> look at it, I'm like, I'm really proud of everything I wrote here, yeah. but God, I wish I wrote it like correctly. Yeah. I had to edit out a lot of were, stone. Were you like, um, <laughs> Jordan, uh, Jordan Belford and the Wolf of Wall Street when he like takes the Quaaludes, I think it is. Yes. And then he like drives yes. like, with the car. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what it is. Like I, I looked at it, I'm like, I mean, I'm very happy about <laughs> yeah. the road that I took, yeah. but my God is this car <laughs> right now. I'm going to have to edit out all the weed um, and, and keep the good parts in there. Yeah. And it's actually that script. Um, so, so now we're going to go to uh, LA take two. Okay. Now, before I left LA, I had an audition to go to the universal studio tour guide. Yeah. One of the craziest auditions I've ever been in my life. It's huge theater. We had yeah. to go up, we had to do improv and stuff like that. It was nerve wracking. It was crazy. I was one of, um, there was like 50 people in there. Yeah, yeah. I was one of 15 that got chosen. You um, said there's 50 and 15 got chosen. Yeah. Okay. And they said, come back in May, um, which is like four months out at this yeah. point, four or five months. So um, come back from LA that time, suicide attempt, that whole thing, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And now I'm on my recovery. Yeah. Um, I'm determined to get back. Uh, I got rid of the toxicity in my life. Um, and I, I, I made a lot of changes. I went to an, uh, outpatient therapy for a good couple of months to really learn about what's going on, how I can handle this, how I can be a, um, a new person. Essentially, I want to leave what happened in the, uh, in the past. Um, and I, I really felt like this was a new chapter starting. Yeah. Um, so I waited until May LA take two move out there. Yeah. But where were you then? So where were you then? In so, uh, between LA part, take one and uh, take two. Then? So I moved back to Carlsbad okay. uh, where my grandparents were. Gotcha. Sorry for not uh, yeah. saying that. Um, You're missing a big chunk of like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's pretty much LA things go back. Yeah. It goes back to Carlsbad to recover. Yeah. Go back to LA. Yeah. Um, so you're a storyteller, man. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Tell the story. (laughs) I I go from, uh, so, so from Carlsbad, now I'm in LA and, uh, I'm doing the studio tour guide. I did not save up nearly as much as I wanted to money ran out quick. I'm couch hopping now, but the, um, the studio tour guide is keeping me afloat. Yeah. And I wound up, uh, losing that job. Like, fuck. Um, So I move back again yeah. <laughs> to Carlsbad. Gotcha. So that was a, it was a fun time. I had good experiences yeah. and shit like that, but ultimately it was unsuccessful. It yes. wasn't the, the, uh, Hollywood dream that I was expecting. Yeah. Um, so now I'm just completely down on my luck. Yeah. Um, uh, I take up working, uh, in flooring and construction. Okay. And I start working on this house, a uh, huge, gorgeous house. Ray Kroc actually used to uh, live it. Who? Uh, Ray Kroc, the, the McDonald's guy. Okay. And, uh, oh, fun fact. Uh, that person actually had Elvis's toilet, like the one he died on. Oh, shit. It was solid gold, and it had armrests, and I used it. And I Did actually you say shit on I, it? I think I actually clogged it, like, which is good. 
Good for One you. of the best accomplishments good I have for, in my good life. Good for you. Um, I, man, it was so fucking comfortable. I would have died on it too. Like legitimately. Yeah. If I had a choice. Was, it, was there a cushion on the seat? There was a cushion on the seat. There was a cushion on the armrest. Yeah. And it had one of them flushers the that you pull down. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. It uh. was the most luxurious yeah. shit well, ever. Was there a bidet in there too or whatever that thing Unfortunately is? Unfortunately not. No. Okay. I mean, it was Elvis's throne where he decided this is the day I'm going to die. Yep. Yeah. And if you ever see it, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, so I'm um, building a barbecue for the owner of this uh, of, of this house, and he's yeah. wearing a Star Wars hat. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. You can tell by the bottle. And his name is George um, Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hello, I uh, you know I was really thinking about uh, writing this new script here. <laughs> no, it was um, it was uh, just a guy who was wearing a Star Wars hat, and he happened to be a fan. And I asked him like, you know, what do you think? Uh, Force Awakens already came out. Yeah, and I was like, what do you think is going to happen in the next movie? And he was like, if I wrote it, I would do it this way. And I'm like, oh, are you a writer? And, and it's like, Rain Johnson. No. <laughs> <laughs> and and by like, the way, if you ever want to uh, interview uh, yeah. George Lucas, yeah, yes. <laughs> my, yeah. my George Lucas voice is is, is requested a lot. <laughs> can, you, can you do it one more time? Um, you know, whenever I was writing Phantom Menace, um, you know, I, I, I knew that we could build the sets. I thought and, really and good be real, yeah. But yeah, I, I figured like why, you know, we could just have them put, put them all on the green screen. And he, he uh, did that mostly for the second one, though, not the first one. Yeah. I mean, you know, there was a couple more that I could yeah. have done, uh, but I convinced some more for, yeah. for Attack of the Clones because, you know, you really want to. George, you, you want to focus on the love story. George, that's I, where the heart is. I hate to tell you this, but they shit on you in Side by Side on the documentary. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> side by Side, do they? Yeah, they uh, shit on George Lucas in Side by Side of the documentary. I mean, look, here's my, I'll, I'll go very briefly on this. Uh, George Lucas, I feel like is one of the greatest creative minds we've ever had. And I don't think that we're going to get uh, a creative mind to match him. However, I believe that he is not a very talented writer or director. No, he's not. I agree with the writer. I, I, the world he created is wonderful. Yeah. Uh, and I very much love and respect him for what he has given us. Yeah. But I, I just, he made the right call by having his mentors and his friends uh, directing, uh, you know, the ones that they did. Yeah. Empire being directed by his, uh, his mentor, the one that yep. people say is the best. The best. Even, and, even, uh, uh, Indiana Jones, all Spielberg, yeah. Lucas wrote him, produced him. He's got the mind. He's yeah. got the ideas. Um, but the execution, I, you know, I, I love every Star Wars movie. I yeah. love every Star well, Wars even, movie. Uh, there's got, something about each one. I, I'll talk show yeah. the prequels as a joke, but, um, there's something about each one that just makes me happy. I just rewatched the prequels. Actually, I'm like, the third, it, it gradually gets better. Like one and two, kind of like eh, you can't really decide on who's. I think there's three movies that were meant the, to be one. Yeah, it, the third one, Revenge of the Sith, is like all right. We got, we kind of got a nicer. Mm. Maybe it was just so bad the first two that maybe the third one was like all right. We'll give them yeah. the break. So the, the first one's fun because there's a lot I like to like you know laugh yeah. about and like joke about stuff yeah. like that. Second yeah. one to me is like when it's good. There's some really good parts. I hate like, sand. Uh, but when it's bad, oh boy, that's yeah. that, that's that's about as painful as Star Wars gets. Oh, yeah. Mannequin Skywalker, dude. Yeah, and also, but, most people don't remember much about the second one. Yeah, you no. know that's crazy. No, everyone forgets about the second one. Everyone talks mm. about Phantom Menace or the Sith, Revenge of the Sith, because which I, I would say yeah. is a good movie. Yeah. Right? Probably not, but good. That is a, a forty-five good. minute lightsaber fight, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it, like there's a lot like the emotion that he managed to yeah. get um, with uh, Hayden Christensen, Aaron McGregor at yeah. that last um, act. Yeah. Fantastic. Some of the, the best stuff that he's done. The worst thing about that whole series, too, in a sense, like you watch A New Hope, right? And, you know, Ben Kenobi speaks highly of Anakin. And then it's like, oh, he was a great pilot. He was great this, great that. And, like, you watch the first three movies, like the prequels, and you're like, who is this ass clown? Like, he yeah. is like, 
But hey, there's roughly 476 episodes of Clone Wars. Yeah, but the thing is, go ahead and take all the time you want. Yeah, who's gonna watch? Like, who's gonna watch all 470? I mean, I mean, I haven't watched Clone Wars, so I don't. I've heard it's fantastic. Many people are getting me to try and watch it, and I will give it a shot one day. There's a new season coming out. Everyone's super hyped about it. It's just um, there's a pilot movie. It's not good. And then apparently it starts off not pretty great, but it gets really, really good. Apparently yeah. the emotion's fantastic. The acting is fantastic. The plots are fantastic. Um, yeah, apparently and it does there's get also really, this really thing that's kind of hard for us to get these days. Um, it's called time. Yeah. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, we chose to be filmmakers, not people with time. Yeah. Uh, um, so going going back to that, yeah. I, I talked to him about Star Wars and he's like, no, I'm not a writer myself, but I have this producer friend in Hollywood yeah. um, in L.A., that is always constantly begging me for scripts because he wants Kevin Feige. writers. Not Kevin Feige. Okay. <laughs> I will not say his name. Um, but we will call him. the story um, gets. Uh, yeah. We'll, we don't want to name him. We'll call him okay. Jay. Uh, okay. So Jay, Jay, works. Jay contacts me within the week and we're talking. Yeah. And I'm. Wait, wait, wait. Will you just leave it at Jay or are you going to tell us the name in the end? No, I'm um, not going to tell you the name. Okay. Can you tell it off camera? Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. I'll say it off camera. All right. Um, ha ha he, fuckers. He, yeah, he produced one Oscar <laughs> winning movie. Mainly as a warning. Yeah. yeah, he produced one Oscar winning movie. Okay. Um, and uh, okay, well, I'll just go into it. Um, so I get in contact with him and yeah. we're talking back and forth. And he's like, So I heard you have a script. I, I yeah. gave him the, the rundown of what Simon is about. Um, and I sent him those 42 pages. Yeah. Uh, and which at that point, I, I didn't learn the 90 page rule yeah. yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I, um, I gave him the. 42 pages. He sent it to the, his, uh, his team of, um, People. uh, note takers, yeah. I guess. Um, and, uh, they loved it. Yeah. They said that it's a, a fresh take on visual nightmarish horror. They loved the, um, the dream sequences yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and that sort of imagery and shit like that. Um, and this is something that they really want to, uh, you know, pursue. Yeah. So I'm like, fantastic. This is a dream come true. That's it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to, you know, he's, he's going to take this back to his people and then I'm going to be flown out and going to be directing a set and I'll have $14 billion by next year. Yeah. Um, but no. Can, he's still a teenager at this point. Yes. Um, how, how old are you, by the way? I never at asked. At this point, um, I am like 19. You are 18, a young 19. man. Yeah. <laughs> As of right this moment, he's 23. Oh Correct. my God. You are 23. Oh, yeah. I feel old. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> We're both old. Yeah. Everyone in the room feels old right now. Yeah. Um, but like as people say, like I've lived the life of a fifty year old. Well yeah, you have a lot of problems. Not, not to sound like an asshole, but you have a, you have a yeah. lot you have a lot of problems in your life. There's that, a lot that I've had yeah. to overcome. I, I didn't um, mean something like a douche. No, I know what you meant. Yeah. <laughs> it's All right, fine. So me sure. Um and, and uh, also he has a lot of problems, which is also true. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, legitimately like there, there's every day, like, you know, during the homeless thing, I had to grow up pretty quick yeah. and I had to be an adult. And, yeah. and recently, since I'm now in a stable environment, full-time job yeah. and I'm actually pursuing my career, um, I'm learning that there's far more adult to become. I yeah. became one type of adult. Now I'm learning how to be the other type of adult. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's new challenges every day and, yeah. and I've loved learning them and overcoming them. And, uh, you know, going back to the hard times that I had and, and what um, lessons I can take away from them. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, so I start working back and forth with them and the notes get progressively more and more drastic. Yeah. So like, so basically they send you the note, the first draft, you kind of fix it. Mm. They send it back to you again with more notes and you're like, yep. what the fuck? Then, okay. And continuously sure. it keeps going and going. Like and, the Energizer bunny. Yep, exactly. And eventually I read the draft 
Um, I even hired a, a script doctor because I was tired of this. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I just, I, I'm low on money. Yeah. Um, at this point, um, yeah, at this point, so they're pulling I was, your chain. Basically, are they pulling your chain? Basically, uh, no, actually, okay. um, it's a much different reason. Okay, but um, now I'm living in Texas yeah. because I uh was not able to live at that place in Carlsbad mm-hmm. anymore. Um, so I'm still working on it, and yeah. this is my ticket back. Yeah. So I've lost. Uh, Universal, yeah, lost LA, yeah, and then I've lost California, yeah. This producer is my ticket back, yeah, and I just need to put the work in. So I was working constantly, I didn't leave the house, I was constantly working on this script day yeah. in, day out. Uh, hire a script, uh, doctor, yep. Um, I'm not even gonna get into that, but there's some shit yeah. <laughs> with that. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, eventually I read a draft of it and I don't recognize who wrote this script, yeah. this script that I told you the emotional attachment that I had with me, yeah. how I came up with the idea and, and what, what I experienced to get there. And, and it's literally my heart and soul onto this page yeah. and none of it's there. So I told him like, um, I, why have we changed this so drastically? He's yeah. like, well, here's what we need to do. We need to cut the monsters. Yeah. Monsters are, are, are hokey. He loved that word, hokey. Uh, he was like, the monsters are hokey. But it's like hard. Horror is like one of the biggest return on investments. So we need to make it more like the sixth sense. Yeah. But uh, monsters are expensive. Yeah. He said, we need to make this. And people don't like them. The, the premise well, in, in the, and, uh, what I just described to you. Yeah. He's taking that and he said, we need to make it like the sixth sense. Yeah, that makes no sense. No, not at all. Ha ah, we use sense again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so eventually I'm like, listen. Yeah. Jay, I'm not going to work on this script. Yeah. With you. Uh, as much as I want to show this script to the world, I will not do it under these terms. Yeah. I need it to be the script that I fell in love with, the yeah. script that I'm passionate about. What else do you have? Yeah. <laughs> um, so. Vitamins. Oh my God. Okay. So, vitamins. We'll get to it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I just vitamins. I'm, I'm trying to think of like, I didn't sign anything. No, I didn't. Yeah, he screwed yourself over, kid. No, 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 no. no. I, 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 I no, he saved his stuff. life by not signing shit. Yeah, oh, I protected yeah. my stuff. Okay. For damn sure. Uh, I didn't send him shit without it being copyrighted. Okay. Um, but I didn't sign nothing to keep me from really talking about yeah. this script. No idea. Yeah. Um, so, vi- wait, vitamins is a script. Um, it's vi- the twist. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the twist. <laughs> the this real script. life twist of why I was writing right. this script. For so, so let's long. remember yet again yeah. that he is currently writing and working with a producer, an actual yeah. Hollywood producer, a proven track record of a Hollywood producer, yeah. a man who has won awards for the movies he has produced. Yeah. Won award. Uh, one award. But regardless, has can you tell me what movie it is? Because I figured this out. I, uh, no, I, no. If I say that, that'll get. Uh, right. I'll uh, tell you later. Oh, sure. Yeah. And uh, this is just a a, a little yeah. um, a little sample of what, what it is in the Hollywood system. If you are not a connected, is this John well, Peters? <laughs> if, if, if you are not a connected individual or a part yeah. of that club or go up the right way or get really, 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 really lucky, yeah, this is your path, and this is what will likely happen to you. Is this story? Yeah. But this yeah. is a man that has worked in that industry and has a lot of influence in that industry. Yeah. And this is the script he thinks is a fucking winner. Yeah. Now this is my cautionary tale to anybody who's wanting to get in the Go Hollywood ahead. system. So a uh, little bit of preface. 
when you get into the system, you've talked to someone, you you got a connection, yeah, yeah. you are now officially writing in Hollywood. You're not getting paid yet. Don't worry. That'll happen probably never. Yeah. But you are what they call, uh, two words, a nobody or a spec writer. Spec writer is a speculation yeah. writer. Yeah, yes. Which means that they do not want to spend any money on you unless they know 100% they're going to get it back. Any weird abstract ideas, yeah. any steps outside of the proverbial line, you get uh, a hard no. Yeah. Uh, I have this really creative idea. What if we do this different than literally every other movie ever made? Yeah. No, because uh, you're not allowed to tell that story that way. Yeah. We will not give you the money to do it. And we won't even show people your script if you're trying to, you know, be a Tarantino or something like that. Yeah. The only reason they get to do that is because they already did it and no one was able to tell them no in time. Yeah. So... Uh, every idea and for the is most part, Tarantino financed his damn self. And so, did, his own so did Rod, Rodriguez, so yeah. did uh, yeah. Kevin Smith. Exactly. That's how you get your creative yeah. freedom is you yeah. do it yourself. Um, uh, and that's, like I said earlier, uh, about maybe a couple hours at the, even Stallone, even the, Stallone, by the way, yep, with Rocky. Yeah. Yep. yep, absolutely. Um, so here's the premise. Stop me if this sounds familiar. There's this park. Yeah. Um, that there's dangerous animals in there and they escape. And they hurt and or eat and or kill the um, uh, the the people in the park, Jurassic Park. Yes. Okay. And I read twelve drafts of this script. Yeah. Um. Now the animal in question, it's is, not a dinosaur. Is a tiger. And lions and bears and lions. Nope. Oh, just a tiger. There are a couple where they're lions. Yeah. A couple where they're lions. Um. And I. Uh, I, I, but not just tigers, ladies and gentlemen. Genetically altered tigers. So yes. this is the super tigers. So wait, 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 wait. This is not Jurassic Park. This is Jurassic World: Lost Kingdom or Fallen. Before Kingdom. it happened, yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy um, shit! So I and in one of the drafts, there was a, a tiger was eating someone, and yeah. the other person was yelling, "Shoot it! Shoot it!" Jaws? Like, they just, I was like, are you serious? Oh, no. And then another one, they're like, I can't believe it's that smart. And they're like, well, tigers find a way. I'm like, are you, fu this is parody. <laughs> this is parody. Yeah. Like, you can't be serious. Um, three drafts later, they say, screw the theme park idea. Yeah. Now, now the tigers are in a zoo and they escape and they're fucking walking around Walmart and shit. Yeah. Um, and uh, everyone was like, why isn't this scary? Like all the drafts were turned away. They're yeah. like, it's just not scary enough. It's supposed to be scary. That's why they brought me on. Cause they're yeah. like, we love how you write horror. You actually know how to build suspense. Yeah. Um, we want you to work on this. And I was like, well, here's your problem. There's no claustrophobia for, you know, Jay, I have, I do have respect for Yeah. yeah. Jay, uh, gave me a lot of opportunities yeah. and throughout this process, he put me in contact with so many people in yeah. the industry that gave me a crash course on screenwriting script yeah. structure um, how to handle this, that, and the other. I learned so much. Yeah. It was, uh, it was my film school. That's where yeah. I learned from actually doing and experiencing and how to handle notes and criticism yeah. and stuff like that. And he's a genuinely nice guy. Yeah. Like I, I do, um, get along with him. Uh, we you don't talk, to him? talk that much, huh? You still talk to him? I, just... I have recently. Okay. Um, it was actually an invitation to go back on the script and I was like, no. Um, but, um, yeah, eventually it got to the point where I was like, I'm spending all my creative juices on this thing. That's not going to happen. Anymore. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I 
pretty much I, I, I quit. I quit that, yeah. that script and I was like, I can't do it. And I'm apparently like the 12th person to do so. Yeah. I was on it the longest. And, and the thing is he probably would have stayed on that script for a very long time. Yeah. If it if wasn't, it wasn't for, for violence, the story yeah. that, um, he was going to tell you the, uh, Oh, yeah. I, so, so what happened is when he was working on during the period he was working on that script. Yeah. I was going to say, how did is, we get to this part? Is, <laughs> Uh, he was still writing and working on drafts yeah. and then me and him meet on VR chat and start talking yeah. and hanging out and he starts telling me about his work yeah. and the things he's doing and the things he's done in the past and the short stories and yeah. or the short films. And then he starts, you know, he rants about the tiger script and, and how it's frustrating him. And I first hear about it and I was like, so it's a comedy. And he's like, no, it's supposed <laughs> to be a whore. I'm like, how? <laughs> and uh and then we have this session where i tell him about my my life event of the haunting and you know the demon from in between worlds and yeah. the devil fears and then some bottle of crash and um he was like so you used to write and i was like yeah he's like write a book i was like okay and because he, he's worked in hollywood at this point for a yeah. long time so he hears the words of oh you write that means you know how to like put words together in something similar to a sentence. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, okay. And I go and I write like the first couple of chapters and yeah. I send it to him. And then he gets back and he goes, Oh, you do know how to write. So it was a test. <laughs> it was <laughs> yeah. like legitimately. It was, was this um, a test of friendship or a test of, uh, of just thinking how he can write. It was, it was, uh, so when he told me the story, yeah. um, I, I, I saw legitimately, like I saw an opportunity. I was like, I have been in such a creative slump. I've been mourning my, my only opportunity yeah. at getting my stories told. I just threw it away um, because I, I didn't work hard enough on this Tiger script. And he's still um, working on the Tiger script at this point. At this point, I, I won't give it up. And like, to, to my credit, I, I've sent you a couple of drafts. I actually managed to get something of a good story out of it, but there was way too many restrictions. Yeah. I mean, I'm um, pretty sure at this point... Um, what is it? Uh, Bloomberg? Blumhouse? Blumhouse. Blumhouse. I, I think Blumhouse might take a crack oh at it. Oh my God. I cannot wait to be in a theater and see the trailer for this fucking thing. Well, I'm did, going to, did you ever hear about the whole Blumhouse thing? Like uh, how they, how they do the whole movie thing. We'll talk about that after. Mm. Uh, yeah. yeah no, he, he's, he's, he's had conversations with Blumhouse. That's pretty funny. I yeah. have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like they, uh, I watched like a whole keynote with, uh, Blumhouse, uh, Jason Blumhouse. Was it Jason Blumhouse? Jason Blum. Jason Blum, that's who you talked to. Mm. Oh, no, no, I didn't tell oh, you. Okay. I, didn't talk I, to him. Oh, no, I almost I got you there. I almost yeah. got <laughs> <laughs> No, if this was Jason Blum, uh, my God, no. Yeah. Because uh, uh, I, I'm i just going to skip over that. Because um, <laughs> yeah, they talked, uh, so I'm like cutting you guys off on this story thing, but like uh, they talked about the Jen, Jim and the holograms. And he said like he pushed for the theatrical release in the universe. Like, no, go for the VOD. And he goes, I should have <laughs> went for that instead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I, I also talked to, um, Asylum Productions. Okay. Yeah. That but one, that's like, um, that one was fun. That was a like retaliation a of this whole Tiger script thing. Cause yeah. I was being told no so many times. But is this Asylum more of like a lower and Sharknado people? Yeah. Sharknado. Yeah. And also didn't they do like trans bots or whatever? Yep. Trans they, bots they, or they are they make, so shameless yeah. in, in what they do that I have to respect them yeah. because, um, I, when I talked to them, I, I was so tired of being told no. I was yeah. like, what company is never going to tell me no? A24. <laughs> well, yes. Um, yeah, if it's artistic but, and interesting, A24 will go for it. And oh yeah, fucking good. Yeah, absolutely. They're fan. I love their movies. Um, they they pick good ones. Um, and uh, so I, I I was talking to Asylum, and I was like, what would it take for me to be a writer? And the answer I got legitimately, um, they referred me to a page, 
that was basically an answer to this that they refer everyone to. Yeah. And it was um, from the from the main guy who ran it. And it essentially said, listen, I'm going to be honest. I make most of my business decisions out of guilt. So if you want to write something here, uh, work as a janitor and bug the hell out of me. Because uh, wow. it doesn't even have to be good. Just, just bother me about it. And then I may give you a chance. Holy shit. <laughs> sorry, but back to you. Let's continue. Yeah. I'm sorry. I- <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so pretty much I, I, I write that. I send it to him. Yeah. He, he writes him back being like, okay, so you know, I, I lived in LA yeah. and I had a lot of people yeah. that were all talking about, Hey, I wrote this thing, read it. And then you would read it. And then you'd be like, Oh, it was really good. Yeah. And then you give it back. And it's like, uh, this is legitimately very good. Yeah. And so the, that became our plan of turning it into a movie down the line. Yeah. But at first mm-hmm. we wanted like, okay, so uh, he's working on the tiger script. He mm-hmm. hates it. Yeah. Um, I've recently started researching light hot, uh, lights out and things like that. Yeah. He, he turned me onto the idea of filmmaking. Cause he told me a lot about the, yeah. the creative process he went through. And I was like, Oh, sure, okay. I, stuff I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I, I could probably learn screenplay writing. I've, I've seen the formatting. I, yeah. I got taught into it it's, back when I was in high school. It's fairly simple. It's yeah. fairly simple. Yeah. And, and, and going from novel format to that is very similar. It's just slightly different format. But if yeah. you, if you can write a novel, you can write a script. If you can write a script, you might better write a novel. I mean, prose are more important <laughs> than a novel. Um, and prose aren't that important. What about a, a short story? Can I write a short story if I can write a script? Uh, it, yeah, I, maybe. I, it's, it, it's that maybe too. Yeah. It, yeah. it won't be, uh, you know, it, it won't be, if you only know how to write a script yeah. and you just go to short story, it probably won't be grammatically correct, no, but yeah. it could be a damn good story. Because, because again, uh, filmmaking is a collaborative project. A, yeah. script, a script is just one piece of it. A yeah. novel is a novel. And that's the only piece of media that's going to be released with that novel. And yeah, so definitely. It's up for other things. So it's, it, it is something different, but the, the translation is easy enough because yeah. uh, you're just giving the direction to what this is going to be in the next form. It's yeah. just one piece of the whole puzzle. And uh, so I started learning about that and dealing with that. And uh, then we started talking about, well, what could we do potentially in, a, in, in like projects that we can afford to do and work on with what we have? Yeah. So we started thinking of different ways to use VR to do filmmaking okay. and all this type of stuff. And then at one point he's like, hey, I have this kind of script in mind, a romantic comedy script. Yeah. And um, because of some of my experiences and stuff, I just need another other perspectives on it. Yeah. And you're a really good writer. And then another friend of ours is also very, very good um, mm. orator as well. How's it going, Jess? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Jess. So he was Jess, like, "Jess, you listen to this." So uh, I'm just going to send you. A, <laughs> I'm just going to send you a survey. Yeah. And I'm a, you're going to fill that out, and I'm going to start working <laughs> on it. Yeah. And uh, so I, we filled out the survey, and then he was like, "Cool." And then. He was like, hey, uh, how about we use like a first session of this and I can teach you all screenwriting because yeah. I, I think that would be really cool for you guys to do. And I was like, yeah, I'm really interested in that because I, I think I like filmmaking and I want to experiment more. Yeah. Um, so we, we sit down at, uh, over a call. He hasn't, he hasn't moved to Vegas yet. Okay. And we start spitballing an idea based on just a very basic premise that he has. And within three days. Yeah. We have a 95-page wow. feature film script done. Holy McCoy. And it's good. Yeah. Like, legitimately. And that's a Snapple movie. No. No. This is, this is a different idea, because Snapple movie is going to take a little bit more budget. The whole idea of oh, this one <laughs> is let's write a script that if we wanted to, within the next year, as long as we have the equipment and the yeah. people, we can make it. Perfect. Yep. And, uh, and you guys haven't made I've, it yet? Made it yet? No, but uh, that is coming down the line. Uh, I, that was the first time that I ever wrote comedy. Yep. 
And um, like I've had people tell me that I should, but I was kind of afraid of yeah. it. Um, but comedy and horror are brother and sister. Yeah. Very similar. Um, the same way you build up suspension and payoff. Yeah. You build up, you know, the, the build up and yeah. with a joke and stuff like that. But comedy is harder to sell too. Just it to, is harder to sell. Which we all know. Yeah. Which, which, is, which is a conversation we've had about that script. And we're actually, yeah. uh, we got it to a final draft. We really liked it. But the one hang up I had on it is that the whole premise of straight comedy is hard to sell right now. Yeah. But we have a heart here and I think we can pull on that more. If, yeah. we, if we can dive more into the characters and pull on that. And also to use untraditional filmmaking techniques in order to tell a visual story of these characters yeah. on top of what we're doing. What kind I, of- I think we can have something a little bit more developed and interesting. Yeah. So we're working on that rewrite to pull that idea further. Well, well, traditional. Say, uh, well, uh, well, what I can say about the original script is like, if, um, if super bad hadn't come out yeah. um, and Judd Apatow didn't exist, yeah. uh, then we would be looking at something like groundbreaking, you know? Okay. But have you seen book smart by the way, both of you or book no? Smart? No, yeah, no, not, no, it's really good. It's like the female version of uh, Super Bad. Okay. Oh, oh I've, I've heard, heard about, about it. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, really, yeah. It's, okay. it's it's really it's really good. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we, you know, uh, it's 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 a it's a script that I'm really proud of, and yeah. it's really good. But we have a certain style and a, and a certain, uh, which is what we come off on collaborating more on different yeah. things. Yes, and and so so it felt like we were too. It was too simple. Yeah. Pretty much. There wasn't that that extra thing that was like us. So yeah. what we kind of went with is a lot more of a fantastical sort of um, romanticized yeah. blending of reality. Okay. To add. So yeah. I, I think I explained like one scene of mm. the concept is um, basically to use a film convention and slightly then break it in a way that visually tells the audience what's going on with the character. Gotcha. So an example of that is the main character is an, an, an author of a successful book series. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's recently been going through some struggles on a new part of a story because he wants yeah. to add in a romance angle. But he's struggling with that. Yeah. But the one thing he's incredibly good at, um, we don't want to give everything away, but the one thing he's really, really good at is working with his fans, talking to his fans, okay. and interacting with them in a certain way. Uh-huh. But his general personality and the way he thinks of himself is very negative. He's very depressed about himself, very okay. depressed about his life and a lot of, a lot of the, some of the choices that he's made. But as soon as he's with his fans, he's very outgoing, very personable, makes them all feel great. Yeah. So the way to present that and the way we imagine it and the first the idea that we had, they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, that. We need yeah. to do that. More is he was in a okay, so he's in a bookstore, he's doing a signing. Yeah. So he's there by himself before they open the doors for the fans, and it's a nice close in shot. Yeah. All realistic looking at him. He's kind of getting himself ready. He goes, okay. All right, open it up. And as soon as they open open the doors for the fans, you actually see the camera pull out and it's a stage. Okay. And he's there interacting. You now see him go from the real life persona of himself to acting as a persona for the fans in okay. order to make them happy. And it's on a stage and he does his things. He shakes the audience, members hands as he signing the things. An audience stands up, claps like that level of, Oh yeah. In this current moment, he's playing a character. Yeah. Because that's the, uh, that's the only way he can, he can present this. Okay. Hard cut but, to him back to his normal reality. Yeah. So gotcha. I, I, after the, all the fans leave, boom, everything's back in. It's now the real natural world. 
Okay. He's no longer acting that way. He's on a couch, depressed, sweatpants, like the, and Jerry's. Yeah. Okay. Like that that yeah. sort of thing. Like so, Chunky but, Monkey. But but it's it's, it's <laughs> the whole idea of breaking convention. Like if if if, if yeah. showing a movie of a film light during a certain scene gets yeah. a, it gets an element across of what's inside someone's head. Fuck it, use it. Put that film light in. Yeah. Because I I I I love breaking rules in everything that I've ever written and most things that I've made. Well, that's I the thing too. You gotta break rules. Yeah. 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 And I, I hate, um, you know, that's why I had such a bad time working at the, uh, you know, in Hollywood, I guess, yeah. because I was forced to follow every single fucking rule to the T. Um, everything had to happen at the right page number yeah. and shit like that. And that's just, that's, that's dumb yeah. because if every movie followed the same rules, then every movie would feel the same. And we don't know it, but subconsciously yeah. we're we're recognizing these patterns. So when someone does something, like let's look at horror by itself. Yeah. Um. Let's start with. Uh, I know there's horror before this, people, yeah. but we're gonna start with the chillers of the thirties. Well, also, by the way, too, you're like Hollywood's off that three act structure too, as well. Like uh, Werner Herzog mentioned in uh, Masterclass, he said he goes off a five act structure, so he does something completely different and conventional. Mm-hmm. But uh, going back to your thing, sorry. Um. So like in, in the thirties, there was the chillers. You know, yeah. Dracula. Uh, Frankenstein's monster, all, the, all those things. Yeah. And those movies are doing gangbusters because they're new, they're fresh, they're exciting, yeah. they're, they're chilling, they're scary. Um, but, you know, 30s roll into the 50s, those aren't scary anymore. Someone yeah. makes something about a... You skipped the 40s, but yeah, we, we, won't, we won't Yeah, we're, we're just, we're, jump, we're jumping over. Because 30s and 40s, they yeah, were... They, they blend. Yeah, kind of. But the 50s was the atomic age. Yeah. Uh, giant bugs. Um, you know, things going wrong because of nuclear stuff. Because we were fucking terrified of that at that oh, yeah. time. Cold War. Yeah, all that shit. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that's the new hotness. One person does something new. Yeah. Everyone latches on to it. Um, skipping a whole lot more. Let's go to 70s. Yeah. Slasher boom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last so, house on the left, really. Hills yep. have eyes. You have uh, exactly, and all that shit. Filmmakers realize, yeah. uh, or producers realize, we can just give these filmmakers about ten thousand dollars, send them in the woods, and yeah. then in about a week, we'll they'll come back with a finished yeah. picture. We'll play it in the drive-in for a little bit, burn the canister afterwards yeah. because fuck it. Um, then <laughs> the slasher boom was crazy because there was a new slasher. It, Every week. Well, yeah. Um, and that kind of got a little dire, but it was the, the same. Structure slasher yeah. goes kills people, um, and then one final person gets back. Slasher dies. Yeah, the first big widespread slasher movie, um, which I'd argue whether or not if we can even call it that. Yeah, I guess it's a slasher movie um, where the bad guys didn't get like you know their comeuppance. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, yeah. nineteen seventy four. Yeah, uh, which set the world on fire grossest, most goriest, most disturbing movie ever made. Fun fact, you can play that movie on cable without cutting anything yeah. out. Which There's, is kind of crazy, because yeah. if you look at Evil Dead 2, apparently that was a cut in Germany with all the blood coming out of the... Uh, yeah. 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 But I mean, like, Texas Chainsaw had no blood. Like, yeah. barely any. It had no gore. Yeah. It was all um MPAA is weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was all implied. It was all uh, what you your mind thought you yeah. were seeing. There are people who swear that when he puts the the girl on the hook, yeah, that there's an effect where the the you know the thing bursts out of her chest, yeah. Not in the 1974 version, yeah. it, You know, it it looks like it's edited for TV, but yeah. that's just how they shot it. And um, you know, people were thrown up. Like yeah. people, it was it was just the subject matter and how Toby Hooper that. Oh my God, we'll get on to Toby Hooper later. Um, but I mean, perhaps at another time, perhaps. Yeah. Another time. Let's just say a whole episode about that, by the way, about Toby Hooper on our our YouTube channel, which we'll talk about. Um, 
Um, so uh, my point is basically like, uh, and one more example, uh, 2000s. There's a reason why most horror movies of the early 2000s look and feel exactly the fucking same, and it's called The Grudge. Yeah. Um, as soon as the ring, the ring is first. Yeah, the ring. I'm sorry, the ring, the ring, the wrong, the wrong, the wrong, the ring, wrong, the wrong. Yeah. There was a prequel. Yeah. Um, but so, the, the, uh, so there's the wrong, the ring, the Grudge, and the Grudge, and the yeah. ring. Yeah. So uh, the uh, the 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 uh, the the ring right the ring came out yeah. and it kind of had that um, you know everything kind of looked grayish yeah, yeah. Um, it had that toe in like pretty much every drama and horror yeah. movie was shot that way because as soon as someone steps outside of the box everyone wants to go that route most yeah. recent one I believe. Um, is the the what I call the um the 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 conjuring era of horror. Yeah. Um but recently bled into what I'm going to some will probably disagree with this name, but I'm just saying it because I can't come up with a better one right now. Yeah. The Jordan Peele era of horror. Which I don't like. Um where they're saying it, it's a new brand I, I think it, it spawned things yeah. also like a quiet place and shit like that. Well I think a quiet place and Jordan Peele are uh, those two are. I don't think that's the same era. I, it's it, it is it is part of the same era, at least is in, my, it? in my opinion. Because what it is is you may not like Jordan. What Jordan Pill? I hate uh, it. Get out. Uh, no, uh, I get uh, out. I'm uh, sorry. Uh, um, us. I hate us. us yeah. Um, but regardless, it, it's it's all part of uh, of the same concept yeah. of we're gonna take horror, but we're gonna do what they what what they used to do back in like the uh, yeah. the seventy eras, which is. Horror is going to be about a piece of subject yeah. matter. The, the, the horror is not going to be just a monster. It's not going to yeah. be just a slasher. Yeah. It's going to be a representation of something mm-hmm. that's important to all of our society. It's going to be a way to analyze yeah. it and to to discuss it, in but in a fairy tale sort of way. Yeah. Uh, so it's 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 more of a it's more of a high concept thing. It's it's what, what we get from the Babadook. It's what yeah. we get from. I guess we can call it the modern fairy tale. Era. Yeah. The, the yeah. Modern fairy tale well, era, you're but, yeah. also missing the Purge era too. I feel like. Or well, it, that's part that, of the early 2000s. No, the, I, I lump uh, the Saw era. origin with the... Um, with, Saw era. I wouldn't even say the... It's, it, it's, it's definitely the, the end s- of the Saw era. I love the Saw era. There is a Saw era, era, though. Well, the, oh, there definitely is a yeah. Saw era, but I think the Paranormal Saw era activity is era too. the... Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I did skip a bunch of eras. Yeah. There is the... The Saw era is what broke the Ring era, and then Paranormal Activity is what broke the Saw era. Well, question. Do you guys see the Spiral trailer, by the way, or no? No, I saw I saw that it's out. Uh, yeah. Remember a long time ago, I told you that Chris Rock is rebooting. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, you know. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, that's fair. No, that that that's makes fair. sense. Yeah, yeah, j- j- yeah. The James Wan era is kind of the new because there's James Wan and Jordan Peele, which are doing kind of two the, separate things. Yeah. but it's it's kind of a let's make horror a legitimate. Let's discussion. make horror great again. Apparently, yeah, because yeah. yeah. it's it, it's let's put it in the discussion on on it can be a genre that can be respected. Mm-hmm. Because for a long well, time throughout the Academy will never respect it for well, throughout the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, too. the 2000s, well, it was always considered the the, the, the schlocky genre, yeah. the genre for teenagers, the, the, the genre the, everyone dismissed. Again, it's the air, it's the movies that make the most impact on shit. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'll never forget going to see Amy Vahar, the mm-hmm. Ryan Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. That movie was sold out. Yeah. But that yeah. movie, I was like, holy shit, this movie sold out. And I remember seeing a kid jump out of the movie theater and go, holy shit, and run to the exit. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, holy Did shit. Did you ever see the reels of um, The Exorcist no. screenings? Oh, my God. You got to look that up. Yeah. Like, they, they, the interviews of the people who are getting out of the theater yeah. and the people who are in line and shit like that. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a reaction that extreme. Yeah. Because um, in that time, think about it. Like, they, 
Yeah, there was horror and stuff like that. Yeah, but, and there was some like, you know, but that's poltergeist Catholic shit, horror like, and stuff like yeah. that in other countries. But that was the first time that came here. Yeah. And they flipped out. Not like pol- yeah. the people could not handle well, it. Well, that shit, like, I think that's the stuff I can't watch because I know that's like the most realist of horror. That's the realist horror genre. I think that's the realist horror genre if you think about it because it's like, it can actually happen because there's a lot of cases of that shit going down with uh, mm. stigmatas and all that fucking shit. So I'm like, I would never, I can't watch that shit for like the life of me. That, that's the most creepy of any horror films for me. Mm. Uh, the, uh, the, the Exorcist? Exorcist. Any type of exorcism, exorcism movie. Yeah. Annalie Rose, The Last yeah. Exorcism, all those things. God, yeah. I love those. The Last Exorcism is my favorite of those. Um, the Exorcist Ghost, did a lot for demons, horror, cryptids, that's yeah. my shit. Yeah. Yeah, we, 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 <laughs> I yeah, love, we love those. Yeah. Well, I mean, a ghost stuff is cool, but like, like the exorcism stuff, I, I'm not religious, but that shit just gets me a really weird way. And I'm like, well, it's purposely designed yeah. to, to get under a Christian skin, I believe, yeah. because well, it like, makes sense. what she does, what she does it with, what yeah. she says, every, all the big no-nos. Yeah. And, um, so people, I, I believe I, he's, I don't know if he's ever said this, but while I'm watching it, I'm like, his mission statement is to make people feel like they're going to hell for watching yeah. this. And that is apparently what a lot of people felt, yeah. which is why the, the reaction was so huge. Yeah. Um, like, am I going to comment on whether or not I think that that's a fair uh, or good thing to do? I don't know. But yeah. he, he did it wonderfully. He executed that. Yeah. And uh, it became one of the m- most popular and uh, a movie that is hailed as one of the scariest movies of all time. That's yeah. true. And, and also not, not among it's not, it's a lot of the times that the movie's not even put in discussions of the greatest horror movies of all time. A yeah. lot of the times it's put in discussions of one of the greatest films ever made. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a movie that transcended. It's the, 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 the downsides of that genre, mm-hmm. at least in the eyes of people that are, are critics or yeah. tastemakers. Um, and, and that's kind of what I, going back to my opinion of the modern era is I feel like that's kind of what the modern era of horror yeah. is trying to do is looking at something like the exorcist and being and asking themselves like, well, why can't we have more of those? Yeah. And trying to do that. Yeah. And in a lot of cases getting pretty fucking close to, yeah. to, to making some very, very cool, some very thought provoking horror films Absolutely. that I, that I quite like. Yeah. Like, yeah, us, had um, some of its issues when you think really hard us about was, it. More, I don't think us was uh, if I, I was, if I was Jordan, out. what I would have done is preface that like, look, get out was me truly saying something and saying something from start to finish. Yeah. Us has something that I'm saying in it. Yeah. But at its core, it's a fun slasher movie because yeah. if you go into us expecting get out, you will be disappointed. It's, it doesn't have that level of um, panache, right. yeah it it is a it is a fun slasher movie. There's yeah. great costumes in it. There's people in in spooky masks, yeah, yeah. and there's a there's a twist in it. Some and very which, cool by the way, it's like a, I think that twist is stupid because like I I don't know personally. I thought like I, uh, there's only like twelve people in the theater when I saw it, and like first of all the whole rabbit thing in the beginning, I was like, well, there's no preference to this in general. Like why are the rabbit? I'm like, all right, this fucking bugs me. Then like. There's a whole, I haven't saw it in a long time. So like all my thoughts yeah. about this is like off the window. Mm. So, but like even like the whole thing was, they were tethered. So for the camera, they were connected, right? So once she's not connected to the person anymore, then like, how is she like, she can leave. She can fucking leave. She's allowed to leave. You can leave whenever you're not tethered to the person. I don't understand well, it's, why it, she stayed. A, a, a lot of it is the, 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 the science fiction part. Yeah. 
or that sort of stuff, like how, why it happened or how it happened, a lot of it isn't a hundred percent explained. Yeah, which I want um, more explanation. Which, 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 which was part of it because I, I, I think part of it is he went a little bit too far into trying to show that world. Yeah, when the whole point of it is he didn't need to because that it doesn't sh- matter. Yeah, yeah. Sh- showing that world and showing uh, uh, the deeper parts of it wasn't important to what yeah. he was trying to convey with those two pieces yeah. because the whole mirror self and all of that, it had, it was a particular social message. Yeah. Do you remember and the scene? You didn't need the entire explanation yeah. in order to get that social message. And I think that's kind of where it got wrong and where the audience kind of disperses. Yeah. For me, I forgive it because I found the setting cool enough and it was like, eh, everything doesn't connect, but it didn't need to in order to get his point across. For, for me, I felt like it, well, the yeah, opinions. So I, I felt like I needed. Well, of course, and, and I'm yeah. not saying that your opinion yeah. is wrong or anything. Yeah, I'm not saying yours is wrong either. So, um, uh, do you remember the scene in Nightmare on Elm Street when Nancy went to the Dream Doctor, run by Roger Rabbit, and they pulled the hat out of the dream? No. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, that happened in, yeah. in the first Nightmare on Elm Street. There's a scene where she goes to the clinic, the yeah. Dream Analyst Clinic. That you know, there's one on every corner. Yeah. And um, the doctor was the voice of Roger Rabbit. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, she goes in, and that's when she grabs the hat, takes it out of the dream. Oh, that okay. That when you said the voice of Roger, I thought you said Roger Rabbit was in the movie. I was like, wait, what? That would be amazing. Yeah, but um, I was like, I'm pretty sure that's a few years before <laughs> Roger Rabbit. Um, but um, yeah, it, how I would describe us is if we spent an extra twenty minutes in that clinic trying to figure out what, how she pulled out the hat. Yeah, doesn't matter how they how she pulled yeah. out the hat. That's just. Yeah. That's the world we're in. Yeah. What matters it's, is what Freddy is yeah. doing to the kids and yeah. how the kids are reacting. And, to and, it. And, and in my opinion, that is where that movie—it's—it's it's the misstep that it made that allows the audience yeah. to be as divided as it was. If that misstep wasn't there, I think it would be just as highly appreciated as Get Out mm-hmm. because the messages that it had were pretty well presented yeah. and interesting. But a lot of people get hung up on the the other world and the science and the idea yeah. of it and why it existed and things like that when in essence those things didn't matter to what he was trying to yeah um to say yeah but because he gave just enough now the audience has expectations of more yeah and that's the misstep yeah in my yeah. opinion and I feel like if he released us before Get Out it would be far better received yeah oh well, yeah you because know what you, as, as a horror movie bro the 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 kiss of death for any director really is if you you're called the next Hitchcock yep yeah. yeah. So it like look at Sham Shamalon, Shamalama Ding Dong, you know, Sixth Sense. Yeah. That's it. Next Hitchcock. You have like up to signs and then it just But 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 so far I I I still think Jordan Peele has a lot of chances because us was still well enough received. Yeah. yeah. It just it wasn't but as the new well one received. Good. Yeah. The, the the new one, the trailer, did we see that yet? Which one? Um I forgot the name of it. But it does look good. <laughs> oh, the I, nightmare I saw, thing or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I, I haven't seen oh, the yeah, yeah, no, I did see that in theater. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited for that. Well, the trailer um, in theater. Yeah, yeah. The, the, but uh, I, I, I'm a huge um, advocate. Yeah. On use the correct mindset. Yeah. I tell him this all the time. Uh, I, I enjoy stupid movies. Yeah. Like Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Great movie, have and it. stuff like yep. that. Yeah, I hate it. He what? hated it. He couldn't did, stand it. By the well, way, they I, had the I, greatest. I, they had the greatest. Uh, um, maze at uh, yep. yeah, no, absolutely. There, there are parts of it in set design and yeah. in, in the monsters and in part of the, the comedy from the monsters that were great, yeah. but I hated every single one of the human characters. It's a B movie, you I fucking just, hate See, them. that's that's what that's the difference between us. Yeah. And like, I don't, I don't think that he's objectively wrong for having this, no, opinion. No, no, he doesn't no, think I'm agree. wrong for yeah, not no. having it, but he cannot be uh, entertained, yeah. 
unless very specific things are met. Oh yeah. Um, like story is his biggest. Yeah. For mine, I'm a visual guy. Yeah. I love a good story, but if you show me a collection of really, really, really great visuals, I will say that's worth my time. And Killer Clowns from Outer Space is a collection of really fucking entertaining yeah. visuals. Um, but I, I feel like it's unfair to go into Killer Clowns from Outer Space With expecting yeah. anything else than Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yeah. And um, I, I feel like that should go with um, directors. Yeah, yeah. And that should go with um, franchises. Think about what attitude you're supposed to have going into a movie. Yeah. Um, like we'll just barely touch on this. Um, but let's look at Star Wars for a little bit. I know right. everyone clenched up, but let's my asshole let's, did clench up yes, a little bit. Yes, yeah. let's 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 talk about Star Wars for a little bit and then we can yeah. all release. Um because we are far off tangent, by the way. We are. Yeah. We're, 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 I forgot what the original I, I was gonna ask you because the next question I had for you guys was because you talked about the 95 pages and then yeah. like you went, did you go straight to fucking Vegas? Because that's the next thing. Uh, oh, oh, pretty much. Mm-hmm. About yes, two months after that, yeah. Two months after that, okay. About yeah. two, three months after that, yeah. All right, yeah, because I was like, uh, I have to remember why I asked, <laughs> asked Ness. I have to remember why I asked Ness. So, so we'll remember that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but with Star Wars, um, I think that uh, one of the, yes, there are th- there are missteps yeah. on both sides, the yeah. the movies and the fans. Um, like, we're in a new trilogy now. Um, yeah, new trilogy. trilogy. Okay. Uh, which I'm a fan of. Yeah. I'm a fan of all the Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. This new trilogy was the first time I was able to live in Star Wars yeah. hype, and that is why I have emotional connections yeah. to them. Um, however, I do believe that there is a f- big amount of trouble that was caused from people having expectations of things that they wanted to see yeah. rather than things that they were going to see. Here's my counterpoint on that, too. Mm. I think Disney didn't have a plan. I think no, they, you're correct. Yeah. I, th- I think J.J. had a plan. I think yeah. No, I agree. I think J.J. <laughs> J.J. did have a plan. J.J. had a plan. Yeah. But the thing is, you gave it to th- like you you didn't you they didn't go to the whiteboard and they didn't fucking go A to B to C. Okay, rain. You have to add this, this, and this. Yep. To no, add because this. because Disney has a bunch of corporate suits out yeah. there that look at what was successful for them. Marking on the show. And, 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 and what they looked at is they saw Marvel was doing yeah. great, and you know how Marvel works. Yeah. Hey, what if we take every piece of those stories yeah. and we give it to new writers and we give it to new directors? Yeah. So that way, there's a fresh take on each one of these pieces, and then yeah. we come back together with one director. They can put them all together. Yeah. Um, but also that last part, let's let's fuck that part. We only got three movies to work with yeah. here, so let's just, yep. let's just take that first part. That was a misstep, Iger. That was uh, a misstep. Yeah. But so, uh, so, so let's take this grand trilogy that where all these pieces are supposed to connect from every single point, from character yeah. to story to world. This everything needs to be consistent. But let's do the Marvel method yeah. because that's sold before. None of those motherfuckers are writers. Yeah, those people in the suits aren't writers. But those are the people who made those answers and and made those made yeah. those points and was like, okay, we'll give JJ the thing. Yeah. And then we'll give it to Ryan Johnson. Now, yeah. And then we'll go hire well, a third I th- director. But, but then again, also, if you look at the original trilogy, there's three different directors also. Yep. So you want to give one brainchild. In the well, no, no, you're right. But Kathleen Kennedy, I'm, I'm, not, I'm never going to get a job now from yeah. fucking Lucasfilms. But like, you know, she's the, she's the head honcho there. She, she has the, the reins on the whole franchise. So she should have had a, pl- I don't know if she did. I'm assuming from all of us just watching these movies, she should have had a plan. She should have had a whole outline. Like, because if you're talking to JJ and JJ's your head speeder, you tell him like, "Hey, what's your what's your plan for seven? What do you want to lead to eight? So I know what we need to figure out, mm-hmm. from, and what we can figure out what's eight, what's nine. That's our whole thing. Because yep. apparently, like Colin Trevorrow's one was more connected to JJ's than you know Rain, Ryan Johnson's. Yep. Where then you have someone that said you gave him the free reins to go do whatever you want, but 
the shit that we did in seven, don't don't worry about anything. You can you can fuck that over because you're we don't give a shit about nine. You know what I mean? They weren't thinking yeah. ahead. They were thinking on each one. I think mm-hmm. it was point by point. And and the, yeah. and the interesting thing is, if you look at them by at, at just a perspective of, of what they presented yeah. and what they showed and the filmmaking that went in and the writing that went in, yeah, each one of those movies are good in their own right. Oh, yeah. I completely which, agree. Which, I, which is why well, I, I can go sit down and watch I, any I one I disagree of them. with you with Last Jedi. That felt like Burger King to me. Because Burger King, you go, if you <laughs> yeah. go to Burger King, I eat Burger King, and I feel empty every time I eat Burger King. And that's I, how I felt at Last Jedi. I, I, I personally felt half of the movie was good and half the movie was okay. Yeah, yeah no, here's, here's my, because I, I rewatched Last Jedi I actually a couple the other of days ago. I thought was good. So it's basically it's, really Bur- good. it's Burger King for you also. No, because it's, it's better than that because if, if I take everything that happened with yeah. uh, Ray and and Kylo. Yeah. And then even I even like the shit they did with Luke. Yeah. If, if I put a darker perspective on the entire storyline of Star Wars, I like what they did with yeah. Last mm-hmm. Jedi. Yeah. And, and everything that was connected with Ray and Kylo's story. It's I loved fantastic. that shit. I loved it. All it that action scenes Some of in my there. favorite parts of the entire new trilogy mm-hmm. yeah. was in The Last Jedi. And it was those sequences. And they were so good, J.J. couldn't help but keep them in the yeah. Last Jedi for me is like if someone took me to Ruth Chris yeah. and then they put a really bad salad on the plate. Yeah. I don't. Now I really want I steak, uh, yeah, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I, like, this is like the third time I heard something about steak today and you're really like I'm pushing my buttons really steak want now. steak right now. Can we just go to like Texas Day Brazil? Like, come on. Oh my God, that sounds wonderful. But like the steak is fantastic. The potatoes are fucking fantastic. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of the salad part. Like I can get it down, but I'm never going to order this Are you really going to like salad? Yeah. I mean, and, 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 and for anybody wondering, the salad in this analogy is the entire casino sequence. Yeah, yeah. of course. I, I feel like I figured that's what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah um, like that, that salad part. Like, look, I can stomach it. Yeah. It's not making me gag. Yeah, yeah. It's just I wouldn't want to order it again. But everything else, I feel, makes up for it. And like the other arguments that go into it, I feel just get straight nitpicky. Yeah, yeah. Like when they're like, oh, why didn't he just, uh, she just tell Poe the plan? He's a fucking demoted pilot. He doesn't yeah. deserve to know the plan. Like, why in God's name would she risk everything to tell him this information that yeah. his rank isn't even high enough for him to have? There's a lot of nitpicks you and There's pick. a lot of nitpicks yeah. that people can have because they want to have a point, and then there's a group of people that are trying to say the prequels are better than the sequels, which is just factually wrong. Yeah, yeah. But, no, I agree. It's, it, it, it doesn't even have to do with perspective. It has nothing to do with subjective taste. Well, If you think the prequels are better than the sequels, it's because you poisoned your own mind, and I'm, you are wrong. I'm nervous about Ghostbusters, to be honest, then, because I, I love Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters mm-hmm. and Ghostbusters 2020. I'm super duper, super duper excited about. It's, oh, like, it's 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 going to be interesting. It's it's going to be a great new side episode of the Stranger Things. I'm sure. Yeah, that's it's it's it's, it's going to be a it's going it's going to be a great it. yeah. it's it's going to be a great it's going to be a great long episode of the Stranger Things sponsored by Ghostbusters. And I'm going to enjoy the fuck out of it. I'm sure because yeah, yeah. I love um, Stranger Things, but that's what we're getting. Like if I, if, if I if yeah, I'm yeah. a studio, yeah, but the, the problem is though we only saw one trailer, so we don't really know fully what we're getting. Let's let's think about this though. Let's yeah. think about so so we are in charge of Ghostbusters. Yeah. All right. Well, who are you going to call? Um, us yeah. apparently because we are in charge of Ghostbusters right now. We had a wonderful idea. We're going to reboot it, make it a little bit different. Yeah. We're going to have a whole new cast, and then we're going to have a director. Uh, that worked out. Yeah. Not so great. Are you talking about Ghostbusters twenty sixteen? Yes. Which that didn't work. I, out very I gave good that at two. All. I gave that two tries. Actually, I saw in theaters, and I'm like, oh, the first ten minutes, not bad. Then it just went sour for me. And then I'm like, oh, director's cut. Let me buy that. Let me actually give it a chance. And I'm like, why did I do this? Yeah. Because the director's yeah. cut Some sucks mistakes also. 
Yeah. Some mistakes were made with that. Oh, yeah, one. definitely. Yeah, a couple of good visuals, credit where credit's due. I don't, I don't, not, I, I don't think the visuals were. Uh, the, the I, visual, said, I said a couple, couple of good it, visuals. I, I, that's, I not, not that's pushing it. No. no. I, I do like the Haunted Mansion style design of the ghosts. Yeah. I, I, I like those. Because um, you're a Disney fan, though. Yes. Yeah. But you would like that, I feel. It, like, it, I feel like that's not like, even a, a, a like a, a thing for the movie. It was just like, oh, those ghosts kind of look like the Haunted yeah. Mansion. I like that. Yeah. Um. And and that 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 scene at the end when they're fighting them all on the street, like there was a lot of really cool spooky design. That was the only like high point of the film, I thought, yeah. after that whole thing. And, but like, I didn't really enjoy much else. But um, you know, I I tried yeah. to figure out what the hell went wrong. Yeah. So I dove deep into the behind the scenes shit. And I was like, because all these actors I've seen entertain me. Very much. Yeah. Everyone involved here has entertained me a lot. Yeah. What happened? And uh, personally, I blame the, um, what was his name? Paul Feige? Yeah. But he made the heat. He made a lot of bridesmaid. I think he did. He did. Oh, yeah. He did a you know, handful of episodes yeah, of The Office. In, like, but with every interview, yeah. I hear him say how he did certain scenes. And he's just like, yeah, we did it one way. But I would just like, uh, you know, I, I would tell them to. Uh, you know, just just forget about the script. Just do whatever you want. Yeah. And we would have them do it thirty times, and I would but pick that's my the, favorite. That's one. the problem with comedy movies in general, too. Is I mean, well, I love comedy movies, but at least in current, in, in current, in current co- era, is that digital makes you do so many takes of things that you have mm. so many different options. That yeah, I mean, Mel Brooks probably did a lot with that with History of the World Part One stuff like that, but he mm. knew when to stop. Yeah, you know, a lot of people don't know when to stop a lot of times, and then you have so many different like. Then you have about thirty takes, and you're in the edit room, and then you have like take. 30A to 30Z, and you're like, well, which one do I like that works well with that? And yep. then you're like, oh, fuck. Uh. And, and, and all of them are different. Yeah. All it's, of them. it's not even them doing the same line yeah, over yeah. and over again. It's, yeah. yeah. So, so, so even if you find your favorite line, it may not be delivered exactly the way yeah. you want it, but that's what you got. Yeah. Exactly. And and that's that's what that movie feels like to me, is a collection of not the right takes. Yeah. Like, I not feel funny like, jokes. All of them fell yeah, flat. Yeah. All of them fell flat from these very one, funny people. One time? Yeah. Well, just one like so, anyways, the new movie. But the new movie, yeah. So if so, we did that. We yeah. tried that. Didn't work. Yeah. New By the way, is we're that. on tangent stage three. We are. Yeah. We're gonna go. No, no, we're this on is, level four. I'm saying this right here. <laughs> yeah. This is the last tangent. Okay. If if either of us go to tangent, you look at us. You say no. Okay. Um, and then we're going back to. I, I, might, have, I, I might have to do it we, because hello, everyone. I I, we, I use nicotine. Yeah. And it's been three hours since I've last had nicotine. Okay. Yeah, so we're, so we're, uh, we might have to take a break anyway because I had. Uh, to, Dump some footage, actually. So, okay. oh, really? <laughs> this actually might be the first episode I ever had dump for footage. <laughs> to be honest, like I, I actually, you, you guys are on the. I told you, you, I were on, you were on pace for the longest podcast episode. Actually, the longest episode is three and a half hours. I, I would say I apologize, but it seems like you're having fun. No, I'm having a lot of fun. I don't. <laughs> and, and I would say yeah. I'm shocked, but I, I, I told you this. Yeah, no, I know, I know. I, I, you know what? I'm not like mad about it. I'm, I'm just glad. like, no. Mm. Like we might have to take a break. I'm like, I'm really excited. This is going to be the first break. intermission in your podcast yeah. history. So it's first, never been done. Can never I do been, the first um, intermission? Actually, I lied. It has been done before because we had to take a poop. Well, no, mm. I had to take a, I had to take a poop. My friend had to take a piss. So we had to stop once because we were on a two-hour thing. But I, I was drinking like a bunch of water before then. But yeah, that, I mean, technically the second one, but the first one in the history of the show of me talking about an intermission. Okay, can I can I do the first intermission uh, announcement then? Yeah, you can. Let's finish the Ghostbuster yeah, thing. Yeah, let's oh, we have time Star for that? Yeah. Okay, good, yeah. good, good. We have an hour. We technically have yeah. an hour left on the GoPro. Uh-huh. But so that's the only thing that needs to get like 
pushed oh, into okay. the, yeah. All right. So so with Ghostbusters, not take an hour. We, yeah. I won't. We, we, no, we're gonna be done with Ghostbusters in like fifteen minutes tops. Fifteen. Right, okay, so, I'm gonna count. Wait, hold on. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's ten o'clock right now, and we'll see what happens. All right. So we tried new. Yeah. Didn't work. Yeah. In fact, a lot of people are super mad about us. Yeah. And a lot of people really don't want to yeah. see anything we do again. So Ghostbusters is not the the nice family friendly. Oh, I remember that. Is yeah. oh god. Yeah. So we're doing a new one. Yeah. Force Awakens. Okay, in my opinion, as its own movie, yeah. is really, really fucking good. Yeah. Like, well, I think I know what you're getting at because The Force Awakens and the trailer for the new Ghostbusters film feels the same because it's probably mm-hmm. the same company that did The Force Awakens. I think yeah. I know what you're getting at. So, but again, we haven't seen another trailer and we don't really know much. We don't know enough to yeah. judge. I'm just yeah. on speculation no, I know, on I what I would do yeah. if I was in charge. I would, I would get some charge? of the cast because yeah. that's what they wanted in the last one. Yeah. We had cameras and we are, that wasn't we are good getting, enough. We are getting the cast. They spent mm-hmm. a week actually on set yep. from what they, I read. Bill's coming back. We have yep. that. Right up there in the title. Fans yeah. are like, oh shit, he's yeah. coming back. That hasn't happened since the video game, which is yeah. super fucking good, by the way. That is a good That's game. another three hour conversation. We'll have that later. Um, no, we won't. So, no, we won't. <laughs> I would be in bed by then. <laughs> um, so, so we got, uh, who can we get? Who can we get? Who's big right now? Who's, which, which one of these kids are doing fantastic right yeah. now? Um, Stranger Kids thing. Yeah. Uh, Finn well, Wolfhard, he he's doing amazing. He, 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 was, he actually thought he wasn't going to get the role. I just saw an interview with him. He's like, mm-hmm. I didn't think I was going to get the role because I did already do this like, Ghostbusters. Thing, but Jason liked him so much yeah. that he's like, oh yeah, okay. And, and also, and also not to mention, yeah. it made a lot of money. Yeah, it made so, all the money. Yeah, it made all, all the, the money. money. It made all the money, and so did Stranger Things. And that things. was a great episode. And of what do things, they have it? in yeah, common? They have an '80s aesthetic. Yeah. They have a nice like. They yeah. have they have an adventure, and they capture youth wonderfully. Yeah. I even like McKenna Grace actually because you know what? I know she was in Captain Marvel, but I realized she was in Fuller House. And I was like, oh shit, oh. she's in Fuller House. Um, is my kind of grace? The young girl from, and that's going to be in Ghostbusters. It's going to be, yeah. okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. it's, it's a beautiful cast of kids. It really is. No, that's going to be a they're, fun eighties like adventure. They're saying the one years. kid, the yeah. one kid who never acted is going to remind you of his like, whole life. Oh man, Goonies is great. Is, um, in this movie and apparently he steals the show is from what they're saying. I believe it. Yeah. So that's very exciting. I don't I, think that this, I don't think that, um, and it's in the right hands. It's Jason Reitman. Yeah. yeah, it's like so. Yeah. So when I think about Ghostbusters, my immediate reaction is not, "Oh, this is gonna suck." Yeah. I think that I'm gonna enjoy it. Yeah. Um, or at the very least, I'm gonna respect it. Yeah. I but think a lot I more people know will, what tone they're probably yeah. gonna go for because it's a safe tone. Yeah. Because the, at the end of the day, this is still Hollywood. Yeah. They don't take risks anymore. Yeah. When was the last time you saw Hollywood take a huge fucking risk? They need, they either need to have a comfort tone, yeah. a comfort actor, a comfort director, yeah. or a comfort franchise. Yeah. They need to have one of those things to fall on. So, in the case we, of most of it, at least two or three. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the last huge like like the 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 once upon a time in Hollywood was yeah. such a great experience because it did not feel like anything else that was in the I didn't theaters. I see it yet, actually. It, you definitely should. I it's know. a fucking celebration of Hollywood. Yeah. It's a celebration of a fictional Hollywood that doesn't exist and never ever did. But it's, um, and that's important to remember, people. Well, that's Tarantino's It's very world. important to remember. That's it's a fictional this, Hollywood. Yeah. It's a fictional Hollywood. And, um, and also it's a huge, huge celebration of Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Because who celebrates Quentin Tarantino better than Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino. Yes. Yeah. But also, who deserves it? 
Quentin Tarantino. He's not exactly. going to win the Oscar, yeah. though. No, I mean, no, yeah. no, not at all. He's Quentin Tarantino. Well, because it's usually usually wins the DJ wins the Oscar for best director. That's mm. basically hands down like how it works. Because mm. unless you're Ben Affleck getting sued over with Argo, she won best picture. She should won best director that year. But uh, yeah, yeah. But either way, his name is Quentin Tarantino. He's fine. Yeah, uh, he, and, and like he'll win, his way, tenth. he'll win in the tenth. He's he's yeah. a comfort director. Yeah, that movie. There's no way in hell that movie would go to the theaters if his name wasn't on it. Yeah, no way in hell would it even be yeah. considered. Well, yeah, well, again, it goes all the way back to Reservoir Dogs. It goes then to Pulp mm-hmm. Fiction. It goes to, even to Dust Till Dawn, if you think about yeah. it, too. Like, all the things he he's done. He made his career. Yeah. Oh, I respect him. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, no, I know, I know what I'm saying. There's a lot I don't yeah. like about him, but, like, he's talented enough to back it all up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, you fucking pretentious genius, you yeah. wonderful yeah. son of a bitch. I love you, but. You <laughs> son of a mother's love you, Yamanashi. <laughs> yeah. So. It's, it's, it's a constant stream of, man, he makes really good films. And he goes, I make really good films. And you go, and see, like, shut the fuck it. up. You're right, but shut up. <laughs> and I like feet a lot, too. <laughs> oh, we know. Oh, I will tell you, this is the most feety of the Quentin Tarantino movies heard, that I've, I've heard, seen in I've a heard. long time. Yeah. It's wonderful. He put all of the tropes yeah. in there. So anyways, <laughs> Ghostbusters, the new movie, they have to take a couple safe bets. Yep. Yeah, and, and that's pretty much my point. I think, and, and, and the safe bet is Stranger Things is very successful. Mm-hmm. It did gangbusters. Yeah, let's do that again and, with Ghostbusters, and also something new and fresh, like too, yeah. as well. So I mean, it should be interesting. We'll see what happens. I mean, to be I mean, honest, I'm very interested in it. Yeah, here's the thing: I love Stranger Things. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I even kind of like. It chapter two. I cheered during the Paul Bunyan scene because at that point I knew I, what movie I was, I was getting. Yeah, I was oh. cheering so loud because I love shit like that. Yeah, I yeah. love. It's, it, it's it, ridiculous, it, yeah. but it's fucking fun. I'm waiting for the buy that when they add them both together, like the man is yeah. the, the it, uh, it, death it, of Eternal Superman. That would be great thing. because it would it would. It would, it would fill up the part that the weakest part of the second movie is that yeah. the characters don't really have a deep connection with each other at yeah. that point. And that's fine because they're not supposed to. But yeah, they never face. did. It, it is what it is. Yeah. They, they worked with a the worst part of the, that script. But um, that's a hard second half, though. It, it is a very hard second half. Yeah. That's and, rough. And, and they did the best that they can because they realized, um, fuck it, let's just have fun. Yeah. And uh, I mean, they didn't go full king. But they went more There's king no than I was turtle. expecting them to go. Which I'm surprised. I thought they would add that actually into this whole movie because, like, I would have stepped out of the car because we, 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 we were in a drive-in. Yeah, we were not yeah. driving. I would have stepped out of the car and cheered. I would have yeah, stepped no, out of the car and cheered. I was if, waiting if the turtle looks, uh, because the tone set up to the point where I'm like, I, I, I may sound crazy, but if a turtle popped up, it would feel right with this tone. Yeah, and I'd be super fucking happy and, about it. And it's crazy because it kind of. Hint at a turtle a little bit in the first part. Yeah, like there's a couple of visual. Yeah, there's cues a couple of visual like cues, and then you know the turtle's a big part of that book too as well. I'm mm. surprised. Even like there's some some things about it in the in the TV movie. Like you think like oh we have the budget, we have the shit for this. Let's add the turtle finally because it's a big part. Let's add see what how unless maybe they're like well it's not gonna really work out. We tried everything we could in the script. It ain't gonna work out. We went through five revisions. Right. This ain't going to work out. Yeah. I listened to the book before watching the second yeah. one. Um, uh, I, I just, I don't read books anymore. I yeah. don't have time. Well, I, I listen to them. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the audiobook was a, uh, oh boy. Yeah. Uh, the audiobook of it has a lot of ups and downs. Yeah. And I don't like know if you ever had to read it. <laughs> I, what was it? My, uh, my cousin, me and him, he's a big Stephen King fan too. Mm-hmm. And we've always, when I was younger, we talked about like making a Stephen King movie in general and how you make it. We always said like, what you do is you, make four movies or whatever it is. Like you kind of parcel it out up to like Mike Hanlon's like diary notes. So like you end it at each one of those. Mm-hmm. So like you just kind of focus heavily on those sections of the thing and you can get probably really in depth 
of how this movie would be made. I mean, it'd probably be a better miniseries that way too, yeah, as well. Because yeah. it, it, it's it's the bouncing back back yeah. between time, but at the same time, it's it is a story that goes into really really weird directions because it's it's an entire story yeah. that's written by cocaine. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, Tommy Knockers <laughs> was too. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you you can tell when yeah. the coke sets in. Like, oh yeah, I, I listened to that while I was working in flooring. Yeah, um, and every now and then I'd have to just put the tool down and be like. What the fuck just happened? And yeah. then yeah. rewind it. It's like, okay, yeah, no, that's that's in this book that a whole my generation said was yeah. one of the scariest things ever because of that fucking miniseries, which I think is a wonderful comedy. Yeah. By the way, we we can't talk about it um, without saying uh, Tim Curry was amazing. Yeah. I, yeah. I I I love everything about that performance. Am I scared? No, but I'm wildly entertained. Yeah. I like him as Wadsworth myself. In clue. <laughs> Uh, but, but anyways, I, think I love him in everything. Yeah, yeah, there is so. there is no bad Tim Curry performance. No, there absolutely. are bad movies yeah. with a great Tim Curry performance in them. Yeah. yeah. That's the Tim Curry rule. One plus two. Two plus one. Plus two. Plus one. Yeah. Which equals Tim Curry's excellent. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and uh, also. I heard numbers. I, that's I a clue know. reference. Got it. Yeah. Okay. I was like. I'm I'm lost. What happened? So, so, so wait, are, is Ghostbusters done now? Ghostbusters have been done, and then Star Wars was a thing. So then Star Wars was so, done. So that means Star Wars was done. And, and yes, Mark, what's up? About what? We well, didn't get to that yet. Oh, huh? oh yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't worry, we're not what? there on the story. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. So, um, we'll, we'll 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 tie this up. I'm I'm gonna just I'm gonna wrap it. Yeah. And get this all all uh all tied up here, so we won't have to have your the intermission. Yeah. We're flying. We're landing the plane. Here we go. Okay. So, yeah. No more tangents. Fifty one minutes roll, left. So we, we, we have roll, a lot to still unwrap. Yeah. Well, we got this. We got I won't, this. I won't be. Yeah, it won't be super fast. But we wrote the script. Yeah. It was wonderful. Yeah. I I after the last film partner I had, I said I'm never working with anyone ever again. Yeah. I changed it from um what it used to be called. Yeah. To now Neo Films, just me, my yeah. pictures up there. I need to take pride in my work. It's going to be only me after writing this. I said these people are going to yeah. be the people I'm going to work with forever, um, because that's just how good the writing session was yeah. and how much I clicked with them. Yeah, and um, you know, we I I've, I've clicked with a lot of people, and there's a lot of people that I wish um, would be able to join me on this adventure that unfortunately they are just incapable of yeah. because of location or because of. Um, you know, uh, where their life is at this point. Yeah. Um, that sort of stuff. But I, the, the, the two people that I'm working with right now, Brendan and Jessica, yeah. um, I love them to death and I love them creatively as yeah. well. I think they have fantastic. Love you too, man. And I love you guys too. I love you, man. It's been <laughs> fantastic. Love yeah. you too over there, buddy. Um, it, it's, it's, great, it was such Come a wonderful journey and all I can see, all yeah. I can see was exactly what's been happening. Yeah. Um, he knew that I was, I uh, was, uh, struggling. I yeah. was still trying to get back on my feet. And he said, tell you what, you save up this amount of money. Yeah. Come get your ass out here. Okay. Um, and you did that in two months. I did that in, um, f- four months actually. Oh, I was come working on at a guys. That's double, that's yeah, double yeah, the time. time. You, I was working no, at a week. So, no, it was about, it was about three months. Okay. Three months. One trimester. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, no. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm sorry. I got it confused. Um, because I was already working at the Wings Up before we wrote that script. Oh man, I won't. And it was. Oh oh my god. I I could talk about Wings Up forever. Love you guys if you're listening. Hey, no tangents. Um, (laughs) No more tangents. Um. So yeah. So um. I I saved the money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, My buddy Tyrus. He knew I was looking for a car. Yeah. Because I had no idea how the fuck I was going to get out here. Yeah. And he said, I have this. Um. I have a family of four now. Yeah. I have a two seater. I can't use it. If you want. Get yourself out here. We'll go through the paperwork. That yeah. car is yours. I took a 24-hour bus trip wow. from uh, Houston, Texas to St. Louis. 
And then Pirates I for the uh, first time. Second time. This is because the, oh, the first time was when we went to sex uh, sex flags. The first time was when we went to six flags. Dude, the first time was when we went to six flags, and the second time was uh, when uh, it was a, a much shorter trip. I pretty much just went there, got the DMV shit taken care of. I stayed the night in a hotel and I left. Yeah, um, I went to go visit Jessica, who lives in Tennessee. Yep. So I drove from uh, St. Louis to Tennessee. Yep, and then I hey, drove from Tennessee. You're the only Tennessee. Thank you. <laughs> I drove from Tennessee to Houston yeah, yeah. back. And then okay. I drove from Houston to Las Vegas. Gotcha. So all in all, within like four weeks, yeah. I drove like 50 something hours. Holy shit. The drive from Texas to here was a, um, like a, including like um, breaks and stuff like yeah. that. 32 hour experience. Holy moly. Yeah. I, didn't I, I was on the phone car. for him for roughly about 12 of that. Oh yeah. And, and the last like hour was yeah. fucking terrifying because, uh, when you're going from that direction, you know, everybody, every war, uh, everybody warns you that there's this dead zone Yeah, that, uh, you better make sure you're full on gas yeah, because yeah. if you go hit this dead zone, you're fucked. Yeah, yeah. And I remember I went to a gas station. I just needed an energy drink. Yeah. And I saw that I was on a half gallon. I'm like, no, get it at the next one. I'm tired. Oh Jesus. You but are, then I was, was like, you know what? Like- I don't know. I don't know. I, I'll, yeah. I'll just go ahead and fill up this time. Yeah. So I filled it up and that was the last gas station before it happened. Holy if I didn't holy. make that decision, I'd probably still be out there. Like I, I because wow. I don't know what the fuck would have happened. Yeah, yeah. So I, I thankfully I'm doing that. It yeah. becomes nighttime, and now I'm through the mountains, yeah. and I don't like driving at night at all. Yeah. Um, so I'm on the phone with him, and he's uh, streaming comedy albums. Uh, yeah. I think it was Adam Sandler's newest and album, also, which is fucking great. Yeah, um, that was great. And then also through my sweet voice, we also uh, read out loud <laughs> Sonic fan fiction. Oh. Yeah, right. yeah, uh, which turned into erotic zen, uh, Sonic fan yeah, fiction. Was, I laughed so hard I almost crashed the car twice. Well, um, we should not say the quote. No, we should not. No. But there's but one line in there that fucking killed me. Um, anyways, uh, so tangents. yeah, tangents. So I'm driving through the dark, yeah. and uh, his voice stops. The comedy yeah. album oh, goes away. D- dead. Zone. And I'm like, what, Brendan, buddy, yeah. hello. And I look back at the GPS, and it's a white grid. Oh, and I'm like, shit. well. I'm going to die because there is nothing and no one here yeah. with me in this situation. Um, so I just keep going straight, hoping that that's the right way. I would hope so. I think, yeah. I think it is. And like that kept happening, like pretty much how long I was doing this, yeah. going up and down the mountains in the dark where I could barely see anything. And then I couldn't even listen to anything because yeah. everything kept cutting the fuck off was exactly way too long Yeah, because I was like in a full panic until oh, I, one of the best moments of my life, how good this felt was to go over that hill. His voice comes back and I see the lights of Vegas. Oh man. And I'm like, I'm, I made it. And I, I go there. I, I pull it. Did you start seeing Viva Las Vegas in your head when you saw that? Oh yeah, I did. Okay. Oh, it, it was, it was blasting in yeah. my head. Um, but yeah, I, everything is a film scene. In yeah. 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 Oh my God. That sparked like five other stories I want to tell. Um, anyways, uh, oh so we, we, go, <laughs> we, we, um, I, I pretty much talking to Kevin Smith. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you ask him one question. I think you've gotten through three questions. <laughs> and, and I, I, I don't mind. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think that's usually how the podcast goes. I get the three questions and I finally get to the last part of it. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, I pull into the parking spot, yeah. meet him for the first time, give him a hug, go the fuck to sleep. And then everything, everything just yeah. went from there. The first short film that we actually worked on since I've been here yeah. uh, is a pirate horror film. 
uh, pirate horror drama okay. that we filmed down at Lake Mead, okay. um, which we convincingly actually looked like uh, turned into a, a Caribbean paradise. Oh, that whole shoot was very fun. Very nice. Um, yeah. We we got the full costumes. We flew. How by, long did it take, uh, guys? From, uh, the shoot was about two days. Okay. Three. Now, here's a question for you guys: Who, like you guys, uh, both direct? You guys both, but uh, obviously both write. So who's? Yeah. We both write. Yeah. I mainly direct. Okay. He's the technical guy. Gotcha. Okay. He can he can look at that camera and he can tell you what it can do. Yeah. And he can tell you who made it and he okay. can tell you how to work it perfectly. I can point it at someone and I can tell them what to do. Gotcha. And have a good performance. <laughs> okay. Which, which which I've come at a point and usually um, for some of the projects we've done, I, I can do some of the directorial duty, but I'm I'm nowhere near as good as uh, as working with an individual yeah. person. And getting performances out of them, but I I, I, I do have a great idea of like what I want to see. Yeah, um, on that sort of stuff, which is very much more, I guess. Yeah, pretty much everything that we lack in the other person kind of picks up. Yeah, yeah. So so yin yin and yin and yeah, I can't speak yin and yang. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it's remarkable every single time one of us comes up with something like shit. I'm struggling with this. The yeah. other person's got it. Yeah. Like we've never been in a situation where both of us like, what do we do now? Unless it was the California car trip. Do we have time? No. Okay. Maybe next time. Maybe next <laughs> time. I'm, def- okay. I'm definitely have to get you guys back. Like this is the first people I like. I need to get back ASAP. I'm honored. So I'm like, because there's I feel like there's a lot more we're gonna miss, and there's, there's a lot more we need so to talk much. about too. So, but yeah, well, yeah so we're gonna get to it, Mark. Calm down. Okay. Talk about the camera. Then I'm gonna plug, okay. and then yeah. we'll yeah, let him which, do his thing. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll do plug part. Okay. So. When he when he initially moves out here, we're yeah. like, okay, so the whole idea is he's going to drop this whole thing he's doing with the vitamins. the producer, vitamins, yeah. all that stuff. We're going to drop all that, and our whole goal is we're going to make our own shit. Yeah. Whatever it takes, we're going to make our yeah. own shit. And it starts off with, okay, what cameras can we afford? Okay, so yeah. we, and we end up getting um, a Panasonic. Yeah. It's one of the smaller ones, but it has 4K video. G7? Um no, it's not the G7. It's the GX. GX something or other. It's, it's one of the newest GX series. It's a GX. Yeah, it's, it's one of the small ones. GX it, blank. Yeah. A, a micro four thirds camera. Yeah. Overall, for its price, for what it does, yeah. for the image stabilization that it has, it's a good camera. We've actually got some very pretty shots out of it. Mm. Go watch like, our uh, Comic-Con video. Okay. Yeah. Got some good, even if you. Which one did you sort of walk sort of cut you off? Uh, the, I saw, I saw the, the drone when you guys had the drone. Uh, that is, that was actually a gift to us. Oh, okay. Um, that was another lookout that we got. Okay. Um, so there's, we ended up getting a, uh, a Phantom four pro, uh, drone for free. Just donated to us. I, I, I'm going to say this, but I don't mean it. I fucking hate you guys. Yeah. Um, You're going to hate us more. In a second. Yeah. Here you go. And, uh, <laughs> so, so, so we got that Panasonic. Yeah. We started working with that and some of the other equipment that we bought. Like yeah. I, I, I put myself into debt. Cause I'm like, I'm going to motherfucking make this work. Yeah, We're yeah. going to do this ourselves. I'm going to pursue this. Cause I, I, I yeah. very quickly fell in love with it. I started using every off hour that I had yeah. to go teach myself, to go do online courses, yeah. to go work with the equipment yeah. and find a way to train myself and pretty much put myself through years of school in a very short period of time. Because I do have one initial talent, yeah. which is if you teach me something, I will probably retain it very, very quickly. Yeah. And I will be able to move on very quickly. It's how I've been able to get promoted in every job I've had, how I've been able to do very, yeah. very, very well. And throughout school, I passed every test. I never had to study. Yeah. Like that's, that's where that's really awesome. Is. I wish um, I didn't have to do that. So yeah. So, so learning all of this stuff that I've yeah. never done before yeah. in just a couple months, I, Qu- I was question. able to achieve it because I wanted it. Question for you. What, do you do at your job? Uh, if, you can, if you can tell uh, me, you can. If you can't, no, I understand. Um, I work in the same building. It's even difficult to answer. 
Yeah. Um, I primarily work with. Are you a pursuer for happiness? So I had me. Yeah, a pursuer for happiness. Yeah, we work, we work for Zappos. Yeah. I, I primarily work with um, our our partner, which is Amazon. Okay. And and that that side of the business, along with answering research based questions okay, from gotcha. customers that yeah, want yeah. specific car, uh, um, item information. I also mm-hmm. um, work with uh, experimental uh, teams. Okay. That are going to be doing different jobs oh. that they might want in order oh. to expand into customer service and figure out how we're going to make that work. And you guys still do holacracy? Yeah. Okay. Um, so you've heard of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a, I'll tell you guys off the camera. Yeah. And uh, so it's, it's, it's a lot of hats I wear because yeah. that, that tends to be if I'm going to do a job and I'm not going to fucking hate it. Yeah. It needs to be hard. Yeah. Um, and it needs to, needs to be something that I, I'm constantly jumping around doing yeah. different things if I have to do something. Even if it's a pretty difficult thing, if it's the same thing all the time, I'm yeah. going to get bored and yeah. it's going to be hard. And I'm uh, on the phones. I talk to people. Okay. He loves it. Yeah. I and actually recently graduated where uh, I, got, I screened a short film that I did for a project at, yeah. um, uh, at the, uh, we all had to do a project for graduation. Yeah. And yeah. of course I went with that. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. That they're like, oh, yeah, do, 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 do a project about the culture, whatever you guys want to do. And he's like, I'll make a movie. And everyone went, we're so surprised. Yeah. And, uh, and he yeah. did, and it got a friggin' huge applause, and he's nice. been getting questions about it ever since because awesome. he he did the whole thing where it's black and white, yeah. and then starts pieces of it start fading into color. Okay, so, Pleasantville. Yeah, people were very impressed that holy shit, you are a filmmaker. And yeah. he goes, hey, yeah, I've been promoting myself since that. This is the day I walked in the <laughs> yeah. door. Um, he, really because that's has been his thing ever yeah. since he walked in the door in Zappos. He's like, hi, my name is Niall, and I'm a filmmaker. Here's yeah. my demo reel. <laughs> like Immediate. It. And um, ABP. Yeah. yeah. So we had the Panasonic. Oh, Poison Orphan? Always be plugging. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I said the wrong one. <laughs> I was looking at APB. Uh, yeah. Always be plugging. It's yeah. important. I yell at him because he doesn't do it nearly enough. Yeah. No. It's hard. It's hard. It's tough. It's tough. Not for him. Well, <laughs> not, I mean, it's, it's tough for me. I, it's, I, I have to fucking plug all the time, too, with this show. I. Yeah. I, I, I started doing automated stuff, but that's another story for another day. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's yeah. shameless when it comes to it. Yeah, it's yeah, all good. Because, Absolutely I mean, shameless. here's the thing. No one can help you if they don't know what yeah. you need help with. Yeah. You, you could, if, you, if you're talking with someone, in, like a waiter, yeah. and then you just happen to casually mention, I do movies, and they're yeah. like, oh, shit, my cousin does. Do you know yeah. this? He has this piece of equipment. Someone always knows someone. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, you, even if you may think that you sound like the annoying por- yeah. person, don't be annoying about it, but just let them know what you do. Yeah. Offer to show them a little bit of it. Don't force yeah. it. And that is about how we've got like a large amount of the opportunities yeah. that we've had. Um, but yeah, go ahead. And get- so, yeah, sorry. yeah. So, um, it was an important tangent, by the yeah, way. It was absolutely, yeah. absolutely important tangent. And that, that, that's a very good lesson for anyone in any creative pursuit or in any pursuit possible. Yeah. Be a little shameless, plug yourself, yeah. promote yourself. You're worth it. Um, and so we had the Panasonic camera. I still think it's a great camera. I yeah. still enjoy working with it as a side camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we ended up getting really, really lucky. And it was the first time where I was like, okay, maybe something out there is telling me this is we're going on the right path. Yeah. Cause what the fuck? Um, we were staying up late at night yeah. and we were kind of discussing what we wanted to do or what our next move was. Mm-hmm. And our roommate comes down and be like, dude, check out fucking Amazon right now. This, yeah. this is prime. This is on prime day. The launch of prime day at yeah. midnight. He gives me his phone and goes, look, and I look at it. And it's a Canon EOS R, which for oh. anyone that doesn't know is 
um, at the time when that happened, that was their high end mirrorless camera. Yeah, yeah. First pursuits in the mirrorless. And it's like, the, what was their high end? Sorry for a second. I just see from the corner of my eye, Mark just yeah. shaking his vi- fucking vigorously. It's the funny. It's like, yes, yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's what well, it yeah. is. Beautiful camera. Yeah. Usually the body, I think is like $2,400. Something like that. Yeah. I'm in love and, with this thing. And, um, it's also, and then it also, it's a kit. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and what Amazon is selling is a kit that comes with a lens, which is a uh, one an f stop one point two fifty yeah. millimeter lens that itself weighs more than the fucking camera. Yeah, so you're looking at about five thousand dollar purchase uh, basically. Five thousand exactly. dollars deal. Yeah. Um, Amazon kind of fucked up yeah. when they launched it, and we happened to be one of the five or ten between five and ten people that ended up purchasing it in time wow. in order to get this thing for ninety eight. Dollars. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even yeah. we don't feel like, like I, when I think back at that, I'm yeah. like either one or two things happen. All right. Yeah. Either we got stupidly lucky or yeah. this is the world saying you've made good decisions. You're on the right path. Yeah. Here is this. Now fucking do something with it. Yeah. And, and that is what and we have you done do. something with it yet. Yeah. We've done quite a few things mm-hmm. okay. with it. And then the world reinforced it when they went, Hey, you also want a drone? Yeah. <laughs> and they sent that to us too. Yeah. Like, they just <laughs> randomly sent it to you guys. Like this was, it was originally, um, my dad, uh, he does a lot of like hobby stuff. Yeah. And he was like, Hey, uh, I've been seeing you've been doing the filmmaking stuff. I got a, I ended up getting like a new Mavic. I, I like it a little bit better. Yeah. I have, I have an older Phantom that I bought. Yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. And he's like, it's probably, I think it's like the Phantom 2 or whatever. Yeah. And I'll just send it to you. And he sent it to me, and I look at it, and I've been researching what the Phantom 2 was at the yeah. time. And then I look at this piece he gave me, and I'm like, this looks a whole lot different. Yeah. And I start like looking around and be like, what model is it? Because it doesn't say on the thing yeah, what it's, model it, it, it is. It's all white. It's a Phantom 4. Yeah. yeah. And then I looked it up, and it's the Phantom 4. And not only the Phantom 4, but the Phantom 4 Pro. Pro. And he sent that with a backpack and two batteries and an extra set of wings. Well, thank you, Dad. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Dad. <laughs> For sure. And it all came from he saw some of the work we were doing. Yeah. And he wanted to support it. So awesome. Fuck it. Um, did you tell him it's a Fan 4 Pro? Yeah. I was like, did you know it was a Fan 4 Pro? He's like, yeah, I realized that when I went home. And I was like, but, you know, you're doing film shit, so I, this all would right. be better for you. So yeah. there you go. All right. Cool. Um. Which is great because I have a parent supporting my dream. So, yeah. uh, yep, our dreams of creating things and mm-hmm. shows such as. Um, so we have uh, three big things in the works right now. Okay, um, by the time this comes out, they better all be out. Or yeah. they better be in production. Yes, exactly. Um, well, they're so. in, well, one of them has already started filming. Okay. Um, the other one starts production tomorrow. Okay. In order of um, when we first came up with the idea, mm-hmm. this is the things that we're uh, working on. So, um, Lucid Tales. Yeah. Uh, Lucid Tales is something that I wanted to do akin to uh, the Twilight Zone, Tales from the Crypt, something okay. like that, anthology horror that at the time of coming up with the idea, there was yeah. none, and I believe that there are all of them at the moment. But no- nonetheless, it is um, it is going to be various short films with a different type of horror, a yeah. different horror story, yeah. just something to have fun with, spread our wings, and um, have uh, some some interesting things along the line that I don't want to give away. But yeah. it's definitely recommended that you watch all of them if you're going to be watching the series. Yeah. Um, I am going to uh, also... Uh, I, yeah, sorry. I got distracted. <laughs> but, yeah. Mark um, is leaving everyone. That's why yeah. we were all See you later, man. Um, okay, so... Uh, thank you, Mark. Thank you. 
Um, so the second one is gonna is a show called How to Horror. Yeah, uh, it's just that. It is a is a, a show where we go. Through, is it like this old house for horror? Um, I'm actually not not too sure. I haven't seen that. No, but it's it is a, a home improvement like a home improvement uh, show. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I guess I guess tool time, but with uh, yeah. um, but with horror. So yeah, yeah uh, the first episode is on jump scares. Okay. Where we dissect why some jump scares work, why they don't, yeah. what exactly uh, it takes to create a good jump scare. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, no, see, that's really good. Yeah, I like this also, idea. Also, the misconceptions of what a jump scare is. Because yes. a lot of people. Oh shit! I uh, watch this. Yeah, they'll, they'll be like, ah, jump scares are, are hokey or stupid. Yeah, those are the ones that aren't good, and here's yeah. why they're not good. Yeah. Because there's still scares out there that you're like, oh, that was a good scare, yeah. and you did jump, but you didn't call it a jump scare, and you loved it. Why? Mm. Yeah, yeah. And like there, there, there are it, moments it, in there where you'll be watching, and I will. Yeah. I will jump scare you. And, and then a I'm series, say, right? Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. And uh, this is just episode one. There's yeah. a, there were moments in there where like, I'm going to jump scare yeah. you and it's going to work. Yeah. And I'm going to say that got you, but you're not happy about it. Yeah. This is why. Yeah. And there's going to be another time where it'll happen and you will be happy about it. Yeah. And then I'll tell you why. Yeah. And we'll go through some examples in film history of like, you know, it was starting from like the first known jump scare yeah. and shit like that. Um, so well, what is the first known jump scare? Um, I believe it, 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 uh, it's, it's, it's technical based on what you want to believe. First, the very, yeah, very first, it's I subjective, think. but my, my opinion is yeah. the train. You've heard about the train train is range. Oh, the, the one coming at you. From yes. The train that's coming, uh, towards the audience. Yeah. Um, if, for those of you who don't know, there was a really fucking old movie. Yeah. Um, where one a train first, yep. One of yeah. the very first movies, um, where a train is pulling into the station yeah. and people in the theater, freak the fuck out because yeah, yeah. they believe that the train was coming through the screen and yeah, it's going yeah. to hit them. Um, and uh, another big example is the one from um, from Cat People. Yeah. There's a, the w- one we dissect um, in great detail is one from Exorcist 2, 3? Exorcist 3? 4, 5, 6, Exorcist 9, 9? Three. No, it's it's um, Exorcist 3 because it's the, the one with Brad Dourif. Okay. Yeah, the hallway scene. Fucking okay. brilliantly executed jump scare. Um, it, it, it's even often used as a teaching mechanism in film schools. Oh wow! Even though mm-hmm. the film isn't highly loved, that scene is highly is loved. Brilliant, interesting. It's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that's the second show. Yeah. Third show uh, is uh, uh, um, say the name. It's the Crypto Demonologist Survival Guide. That oh. one. Oh. Yeah. Go ahead. And All right. It, it was one. originally considered. It was originally called. Um, the, the cryptid files, yeah. but I didn't like the name because I wanted to open it up to more things. And the whole idea or premise of it is um, a lot of the times because we primarily, like one of our favorite things to write, it's not yeah. what we always write, but we do love writing it as horror. Yeah. And we like to take a lot of inspiration from actual legends. Yeah. yeah. From, um, fit from face of fairy tales yeah. to, um, to stories about different types of cryptids yeah. to different types of ghosts so, so things that are important to particular cultures or yeah. develop based on cultures and have a history to them and usually rules apply to them mm-hmm. um, and those sorts of legends. Now, when researching those things, um, there's YouTube videos about it, but they're typically top 10 cryptids in the Northwest. They're typically oh, yeah. not, um, not what we're looking to see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there are top 10 lists, which are uh, slideshows with yeah. a voiceover, usually recorded on a shitty mic. Yeah. And then if it is about a specific cryptid, um, it's the same thing. Yeah. Um, it's a slideshow uh, with a shitty voice. Hey, guys. Watch my YouTube video. We're yeah. going to show you some cryptic stuff. Yeah, let's go ahead and talk about Bigfoot, guys. Yeah. No, no. You so guys the hills are wrong. Of, it's- of Portland. 
So that's you win. And then beyond that, yeah. they're usually very inaccurate information. Yeah. And I know there's people out there that love this shit as much as I do. Yeah. That 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 and that he does. That stories about particular types of ghosts yeah. and like what they are and demons and yeah. what those are and cryptids and what those are and like where do they come from? What society do they come from? Why were they there? And like yeah. the history of them and the idea of them. But the idea that I have is let's present the information one fairly accurately. Mm-hmm. And also like let's this. have, let's have some fun with possible. it. Yeah. 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 And let's have some fun with it. Like let's actually use us in like an edutainment sort yeah. of, sort of viewpoint. And edutainment is huge right now yeah. too. Yeah. So, so that way we can talk about these things, why they're yeah. important to this culture. Where do the, where does this legend come from? Yeah, yeah. Why is it important to them? And then also let's talk about stories of that legend. Like, yeah. like, like, like we open up pretty much like a campfire sort of scenario yeah. where somebody's sitting in an, in an open light and they're telling one of what, what I find of like whatever I find when I'm writing. Cause I'm yeah. a head writer usually on this particular yeah. one where I find a story about a report of, of a sighting with this or an interaction with this yeah. creature or demon and I have them tell that like a campfire story. Okay. And that's the opening. Great. And then it goes into us usually in different locations and using jump cuts yeah. and fun stuff and props and, and interesting camera cuts okay. and, and fun things like that in order to keep things moving and lively while also having fun with this information that is really cool to me. Yeah. Because I find this shit really cool. Yeah. Because this is the stuff that is all based in horror except it's – real to some people. Yeah. Like one of the first episodes we're going to do is based on the skinwalker, which is a cryptid, uh, not really even a cryptid yeah. in, in the Algonquin culture. And so it's right here, right next to us. Oh. And, and, and still to this day, right in the four corners, well, you're playing to him. I don't know if that, yeah. well, it's, it, if you look on the map, it's like to the <laughs> right of us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. But here's one. Cause oh. they, 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 they generally walk around in the day as humans. Yeah. Um, but anyways, we're not gonna get into the full legend of it. I could, yeah. because I research, cause when I go research, I research hard. Yeah. Um, I have a question. Yeah. Can you do an episode on uh, sleep paralysis? Um, or is, you, yeah, it's, that's hilarious that you mentioned that. Yeah. We're doing something on sleep paralysis. Oh, okay, cool. oh yeah. We, we absolutely I, will. I, I, because I'm so fascinated I by that. deal with it. Yeah, I've dealt with it too. That's yeah. what I'm asking. Yeah. I, I, I've, I've been haunted with sleep paralysis. Yeah. For I don't know how I get it. Yeah, I, I get it really randomly and like yeah. at weird times too. Like I, I got twice in my old apartment. My, I, funny enough, I used to live across the street, actually. Which, 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 which if, if we're going to do sleep paralysis, yeah. paralysis, it would be specifically on the demon that sits on your chest or the yeah. demons that appear. Yeah. And sleep I, paralysis, the sleep, purpose of sleep paralysis demon, yeah. which we didn't talk about it, which is something I would love to do. I've, yeah. I've experienced sleep paralysis a couple times, but never the hallucination part. Yeah. Apparently, like, what he's have is, like, uh, akin to, um, like, Nell in House on uh, uh, Haunting of Hill House. Yeah. yeah. Full auditory and visual hallucinations. I've had that. I had one where a guy was right next to me, and he looked like Jesus kind of. But it was like really creepy and shit like that, and I'm like, yeah, that was weird shit. Yeah, it's that's definitely freaky. Yeah. But, um, so, it's, and and what's interesting about this the Skinwalker is this is our neighbors. Like we, yeah. we, everyone here on this podcast lives here in Las Vegas. Yeah. The the Skinwalker um, originated in Algonquin tribes that are right in the four corners, which are right next to us in Colorado, New Mexico, and the yeah. area, and. To this day, if you go near those areas in Algonquin Tribe, one, they don't really talk about it very yeah. much, but those who do absolutely 100% believe skinwalkers exist. Yeah. And the reason they're not going to talk about it is because if they do, they might get hunted down by one. Oh, wow. So that, that I found that part of it fascinating, and that's why I, I ended up doing that first episode on it. Yeah. Like, this is something that's still haunting people to this day. Yeah. So this is cool, and not a lot of people know about it, yeah. but it has a cool name. 
Skinwalker is a cool name. Yeah, it is a cool name. Yeah. So, so that's the other show is, is, is that is, mm-hmm. is presenting that information in yeah. a stylistic fun way where we actually get a filmmaker with it and have fun camera takes and fun um, transitions and just present that information in an edutainment sort of way. Yeah. And, but it also it's accurate. So for anyone that actually loves that stuff yeah. and that wants to, that is an art spot where they're like, we're kind of researching it. Yeah. Well, now we can fill that hole that doesn't exist. And the third and final thing that I'm going to uh, promote here yeah. is uh, one probably that, our favorite. Yeah. Um, have you heard of the talk to transformer AI script, uh, um, story creator? Oh, the one that's like, Oh, I made a commercial for Olive Garden and it's just terrible. No, I, I uh, it's, like it's, you- it's actually, it's originated from those stories. Okay. From those stories of like, hey, I, I threw a whole bunch of shit I, I, or I, ma- I made an AI read a ho- whole bunch of scripts and here's yeah. what it did. Yeah. Like that sort of thing. Yeah. It's, it's a bunch of people it's a, um, that ended up getting together and programming an AI that pretty much does that. Yeah. But not at that level, but it's pretty much a storytelling AI. So oh, you type in a prompt. Yeah. And you hit go. And so that's what you're doing. That story. Okay. We have to turn into a script. Interesting. And we have to film it and we have to use what is available to us with a budget of $100 and what we have available. You're kind of like the Rachel Ray's $40, $40 a day. Yeah. Okay. But, but, but we're filming it. Yeah, so, no, I know. So, that. so yeah, again, yeah. there's an AI. Yeah. There's an AI. We give it one sentence. Yeah. It then comes up with two paragraphs. Usually we have to feed this thing through three times in order to get what would be equivalent of a six page script. Mm. Oh, wow. Okay. Which then means we give the AI a bunch of shit in order to go on wild tangents that AIs will do because this is still an AI. Yeah. So there I, I don't know if anyone's ever played with an AI. AI does silly things. You yeah. can usually tell it's an AI, but it's funny. Yeah. It's incredibly like, funny. There will be uh, situations like, uh, you know, uh, Niall and Brendan sit yeah. at the table uh, talking a podcast. Enter. And yeah. then uh, James says, and James is a new character. So how we would film that is just like we would have the, the two of us talking and yeah. then it would cut back and then cut back. And now James is there. We don't mention it because the AI didn't either. Yeah. Like it's just, we bring the insanity to life. Okay. In the, in the best ways. And because we only have a hundred dollar budget yeah. and we have to do everything that this thing says, it, it says the house is on fire. We're going to film the house from a distance. We're going to have cardboard pieces of fire. Okay. You know, like yeah. that sweet sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. sweet it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. W- w- whatever it takes. Or in the case of one that we're working on, we're not going to give it all away, but it's making us build a coffin. So now we have a whole challenge. Oh, okay. This goes to yeah. an earlier conversation we had yeah. before the yeah. podcast. Mm-hmm. So it's the, it, it gives us a challenge of uh, the one person we're working with and our other roommate, yeah. he is a carpenter. Oh, so, nice. Um, and he's really, really good with building. Is his name Jesus or Joseph? Um, weird enough. Starts with a J. Jester. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, he's Jehovah starts with an I. So we. Oh, that was a good Sean Connery. <laughs> so, so, so now, so now, part of that video is yeah. not only hey, let's sit down, let's have this thing write a funny script to us and us react yeah. to it. Um, it is now also we need to build a coffin for under a hundred bucks. Yeah. And and how the hell are we going to take a sentence like um, a cell phone to call for help? Yeah. And and and, and it turns into a translate coffin. that into a Holy. into a reasonable piece of storytelling. Um, you just remake buried. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think, um, God, I like my favorite run on sentence. It gave us that we yeah. had to, we had to stare at it and say, um, and he said, no, it was not the ones that he thought it was, but it was the people that he met at the place that one time with the officers telling him no, because he said that he was the one that is him. And we had to take that. Oh my god! <laughs> Have you guys filmed this yet? Have you filmed any of the? We, we filmed the, the the actual creating of the scripts. Okay. And then um, he translated it um, from uh, from like 
novel format yeah. to uh, screenplay format. Okay. And, and, then, and, and, and then filming talking about how that's done because because mm-hmm. that's an interesting point of yeah. we're taking something that's um, roughly f- about a two-page short story yeah. and turning it into a script. And a lot of the times one sentence, we now have to expand on that and make it a scene yeah. and make it a piece. So it's it's an entire lesson on how how one adapts, or, okay, or, or, or pretty much as a script writing point of, of adaptation. Yeah. Not only that, but we also show you the entire process. We yeah. take you through, um, you know. So we we do two, mm-hmm. and we get to choose between the two each episode. Yeah. Which one we want to do? Take it to the whiteboard. Do the pros and the cons. Yeah. What do we have available to make this look at its best? Yeah. Maybe this one might be better in uh, with the best possible execution. Yeah. But would this be as good with the amount of cuts that we're going to have to make gotcha. and compromises? Okay. And then we're going to go into um, how we're going to shot list yeah. this and how we're you know going to wrangle the actors and yeah. record the actors actually reading this ridiculous fucking dialogue <laughs> yeah. and realizing that they're going to have to give a good performance with this yeah. shit. Um, getting the props together yeah. and then actually filming it. And then so the whole kick caboodle, yeah, the whole thing. You're yeah. gonna go through us. It's pretty much gonna be if you watch. Um, so every episode is gonna be in like three parts. If yeah. you watch the whole thing, it's gonna be like mini documentaries. So yeah. You're gonna go through us on a filmmaking adventure, and at the end of it, you're gonna watch something that uh, hopefully you're gonna say this is fucking good. Yeah, but it doesn't deserve to be because of yeah. how stupid this is. Yeah. Um, and, and also because of the fact they made it for under a hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, and and a lot of it because we're. We we got really really lucky that we have another person working with us yeah. that can build that amazing shit for very cheap. Yeah, because he plus, wants to be a part of it. Yeah, that, and not that, only like, is it a lesson on uh, filmmaking and how you can uh, you you need to be able to change, and yeah. adapt, and expect uh, failures and expect things to go wrong, but it's also uh, kind of a good lesson to take with you in life as well. Yeah. Like we've been through, uh, we went through a lot. Of yeah. our lives on this, um, obviously there's been some high times, there's yeah. been some low times, and we have been able to steer in the right direction. Let your passion drive you. Yeah. Um, if you know what you want to do in your heart, don't let anything turn you away. Yeah. Don't let something cloud uh, where it's like, this is just too hard, I'm going to have to settle for mm-hmm. something. If you are easily capable of doing that, and do whatever makes you happy. Mm-hmm. But if you have that drive, you have that passion, don't let anything or anyone get in your way because there's going to be times where you're going to want to give up. There's going to be times where, you know, we come home and we have fucking two hours of free time. Yeah. Uh, and we have to spend that on editing. Yeah. And then that's it. We move on to the next day, go to work, rinse and repeat. Yeah. Um, but there are very, very rewarding days. Yeah. Um, there's, there's nothing like having all this planning come to a head and get something done and look back at all the shit that we went through mm-hmm. and then look back at what we just created. And it's a, it's an incredible feeling to have inspiration take you to the places that you want to go. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's about the, um, that that's but, a good piece of nugget, man. Like you actually stole my next question. Cause my next question usually to everyone is like, well, we technically go into a whole thing about the Las Vegas film community is another mm-hmm. question I like to figure out and figure and dive into, but we'll mm-hmm. do that on the next episode. Definitely. Okay. That's what I really want to go we into. We have a lot to say. Yeah. About. And I like to, uh, I like to know, cause I, again, this whole thesis about this thing is about not just your journey, but also figuring out the film community and what can we do? The strengths, weaknesses, um, you know, the whole thing about like, what can we do to get to the next level? Cause we need to figure this out because I think the community is very fractured. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. And that's and, uh, all we're gonna leave it at. Yeah. We're not gonna go. We're not gonna bury any leads because we uh, don't have time. We don't have much. <laughs> we don't have much time <laughs> yeah, left. We, we, we yeah. don't have time. But, but yeah. what, I, what I can say on it yeah. is, 
we do have a shit ton of ideas. Yeah. And we are working on it. Yeah. Some of them are in motion. Okay. All right. Well, I like to hear them next time, but let me finish it with these last two questions. The penultimate one is what's the last piece of advice or nugget that you want to give the people? You kind of gave it. I don't know. You have anything else? Uh, I, I'm sure I'll come up with another. All right. You can go first then. <laughs> Uh, I mean, we've wrapped around a couple of times yeah. on some advice about, you know, writing, storytelling, yeah. being passionate. The last that. bit of nugget that you want to give to the people. The, 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 the last bit and what's very important is I hear a lot of people that are in the filmmaking industry yeah. or, or that consider themselves filmmakers where they're talking about, oh, if only I had this, yeah. if only I could get my hands on this or work with this person, yeah. then maybe I could make this project happen. Yeah. And, or maybe then I can finally make the movie I want to make yeah. or make anything. Yeah. A lot of the times it's make anything. Yeah. I hear a lot of people and I talk to a lot of people that are working on something. Yeah. But I don't really, it, but the whole point is that regardless of what you have, just make shit. Yeah. And it's kind of funny. It, yeah. it brings into, it kind of ties into the next half of the show that we would talk about, about yeah. the whole community. Cause there's things that we see or things that we hear about, but we don't really see. Yeah. So that, that's a good yeah. end note. I like it. You don't Anything be else? afraid to be who and what you are. Okay. And what I mean by that is, um, if you are a filmmaker, you're a filmmaker. Yeah. You're not wanting to be a filmmaker. You're not trying to be a filmmaker. You are from the get go. Yeah. That is who you are. Mm -hmm. And no matter what sort of life, uh, issues that try and beat you down, yeah. you will always have the power to push past it. Yeah. And, Whatever consequences you face, whatever paths that yeah. you take, as long as you are confident in yourself and your abilities, even confident that when you're not confident, you're yeah. going to be confident again. That's what's going to going to push you through, because I, I've, I've seen a lot of people who have had really big dreams and life happened yeah. and they let it happen to the point where it destroyed things. Mm. And it's sad um, to see someone have to have to give up on passions yeah. like that because you know, real life is a bitch. It's, it's a pain in the ass. Full-time jobs get in the way. Um, sicknesses, shit like that, but use everything that has happened to you. Um, like I, I've, I've pretty much given my entire life story out yeah. and you know, there's a lot of things here that some people would be ashamed or embarrassed to talk about, mm -hmm. but like those things are my story. Yeah. Those things are what, brought me here. And those are the things that are going to influence what, um, what I have to say with people, what yeah. I have to teach and everything that happens to you. Just think of it as another story opportunity to tell. What is your social media? Social media. Uh, you can find us on, uh, YouTube at uh, happy knife, H a P P Y K N I F E space F I L M S. Mm. Um, you can also, uh, find us on, uh, Facebook. No, because, oh, because well, by the time that this happens, we will, oh, and Instagram. it's going to be Happy Knife Films. <laughs> okay, yeah, pretty yeah. much. It's going to be uh, Happy Knife Films. Um, <laughs> I like the whole, by the time it happens, we're going to have that. Yeah, because yeah, you already told us it's not happening to October, and yeah. I swear to God, I, every one of these I, things that we've talked about is going to be in the I think it's either September or October, I don't know, 42 weeks from now. Whatever the math is, I can't do math, as yeah. everyone knows on the show who's listened so far, hopefully. Uh, yeah, so it's either September or October. I think it's leaning yeah. towards more October, November. By then, weeks. if we are not starting some form of pre-production on the, on on on, yeah. on our feature film, and our entire YouTube channel has had all the shit we've talked about on it already, yeah, 
then we fucked up. Go ahead and send your hate mail to happyknife at hatbeknife.com <laughs> um, because we deserve it. Yeah, That's actually so, not our email. But, so so we, um, we will be not yet. It, we will be Happy Knife Films on Facebook. Yeah. I've already taken the name. I just haven't thrown it out there. There will be a website at happyknifefilms.com. I own that already. So Boom, I, easy. Um, <laughs> and if you want to follow me personally, I am Deadeye Mouse on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I am. Along with virtually everything else in the world, it's Deadeye Mouse. And I am uh, Nyleo, N-Y-L-E-A-O, on Instagram, along with virtually everything else, Nyleo. Um, and I don't know how feedback works, but I think would be a, uh, a fun uh, idea is, listeners, if you have something that you're working on or some passion project or something like that, send something in. Yeah. Or describe what you're doing. Uh, tell us what you've been passionate about. Is that a picture of like production or something like that? Whether it's a painting, a drawing, a, a podcast, something like that, let us know what you're working on. Easy. Yeah. Spread the Perfect. creativity. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for showing up and being on the podcast. Longest podcast ever. Really? I, I think. We did, did we do it? Yeah, you beat it by 15 minutes. Fuck yeah! yeah. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to have him on again. And we have 12 minutes left on the GoPro, so we mm-hmm. kind of came in perfect timing. Yeah, well, we're definitely going to have a part two with you guys because we need to talk about this other part, which is very important and very vital to this podcast mm-hmm. and something I want people to know because it's not just about this Vegas community. It's about the other communities too where we can learn from them as well, especially you going from California and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I want to know your thoughts and theories and stuff like that and opinions and you too because you probably even writing in the sense too, like, you know, all that shit about like, what was the hustle like out in California? What was the hustle like here? What's the film, you know, film set life out there to compare to here? All that good shit. We need to talk about that. And that may, that might be the shortest podcast. Who knows? You might even probably about, no, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it won't be, I, I, I think it won't be probably a six hour podcast. Like this one, we were talking about our experiences. Yeah. The next one we're talking about our passions. Yeah. So, just bring more data. Well, yeah. I mean, we've definitely touched on our passion. We have yeah. touched, touched I, on our passion. But, 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 but you're hitting on a very, very big thing that we are working yeah. on. Okay. I can't wait to hear it. But, and again, guys, thank you again. And thank you guys for listening. And remember to subscribe on the podcast. We're on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Overcast, TuneIn Radio. And that's all I can think of at the moment. And remember, guys, you know, I have great ideas for the future of this podcast. So if you like to donate, please go ahead. If you don't understand, um, it's hopefully you're learning shit and getting nuggets and getting good information from all these great speakers that have been on this podcast so far. Every episode I think is has, has great information and I hope you guys are learning. So again, guys, thank you again. Thank you guys for being on the show. And again, guys, have a great day. Have a great week. Have a great month. Have a great year. We'll catch you next Wednesday, hopefully on Chasing the Frame. Peace out.